episode 137. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast. It sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. All right. Uh, insert fart joke here. Stop. <laughs> Hammer time. He, he like he, he he didn't understand his cue. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I thought last time you said no more me doing it. You were going to drop it yourself. <laughs> drop a fart myself. No. No, that's Jake. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, let's see here. Straight out of England and into your ear pussies. He's a motherfucking Jedi. <laughs> it's Dan West. Wanna stay safe. <laughs> there you go. Alright, welcome. <laughs> welcome back, Dan. How you doing, man? Yeah, not too bad. You know, been keeping up with you guys as well, like you told me off for last time. <laughs> You're like, you don't have to ask me, like, what we've been doing the last few weeks. You should be all up on that shit. So I have been paying attention. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've been up Sounds so good. much too. A lot to catch up on. Like, he's like like going over a conversation we had like fucking a month ago. <laughs> like, dude, I don't remember. I was probably drunk. <laughs> yeah, get rid of so, <laughs> so was I. Is this an adaptation? Oh, oh don't even start. Jesus <laughs> Guys, this is our Civil War episode. You know what? Actually, when I, when when uh, when when Dan was talking to me about being on the episode, it was funny. Like I was like, "Of course, yeah, I want you on this episode." He got so nervous, and he said, uh, uh, "Thanks for thinking of me." <laughs> Thanks for thanking. You don't remember Paul Rudd in Civil War saying that to Captain America? Yeah. And that joke just went over your fucking yeah, head. A little bit, yeah. 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 Thanks, guys. This is going to be a great fucking review. <laughs> Nobody even remembers any of the dialogue in the movie. Dan, you remember that, don't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, all right. They talked. <laughs> no, it was a silent film. <laughs> Fucking best silent film since when I don't know, Charlie Chaplin or whatever. Nice. It was not a bad silent film. Yeah. I wish you'd be silent right about now. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, guys. Phase three of Marvel has officially started now. That's exciting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so uh it's here. Yeah, this is this is this is huge. We got Frank and Dan on this one, man. <laughs> it's a big event. Big event. We counterbalance each other. He provides some good content for the show and you know I just I take it back. Content. Content. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, so this is this is phase three of Marvel. It's officially started. I mean like you know, Avengers happened and then we had like uh Ant Man. 
Um, and then Ant-Man really wasn't... It was kind of like... Uh, Epilogue or something. So. Yeah, yeah. Fahey said it was still Phase Two. Yeah, it's still considered Phase Two. We we didn't jump into Phase Three with Ant Man, so it's kind of a weird thing to end on an Ant Man. Yeah, phase two. yeah. You think they'd all end with the Avengers movies, right? Right. I think that that was the initial plan until Ant Man took so fucking forever to come out. Oh, sure. I, I think Ant Man was supposed to come out way earlier. I mean, we may have even seen like you know Ultron created by Hank Pym. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So we, I don't know. We don't know. All right, let's move on. Let's actually, let's just jump in. This is going to be 100% Captain America Civil War. Yes. So, uh, let's jump into that, uh, synopsis with many people fearing the actions of superheroes. The government decides to push for the Anti-Hero Registration Act. They, did, they called it the Sokovia Accord. They yeah. did. Yeah. They, yeah. they didn't call it an Anti-Hero Registration Act, did they? They did no. not. No. Sokovia Accord. I'm going to call it that. A law that limits a hero's actions. This results in a division in the Avengers. Iron Man stands with this act, claiming that their actions must be kept in check, otherwise cities will continue to be destroyed. But Captain America feels that saving the world is daring enough and that they cannot rely on the government to protect the world. This escalates into an all-out war between Team Iron Man uh, and Team Captain America, uh, while a new villain emerges. So that is our synopsis. Captain America Civil War is directed uh, by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo. Guys, I want us to keep in mind that these guys come from a comedy background. Yes. Uh, comedy sitcom, sitcoms like uh, Arrested Development, I think like Parks and Rec. Community. Commu- Community is one of them. Did mm-hmm. they do Parks and Rec or am I just making that no, up? No, they did not. Okay, I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, so when we watched their first film, I remember all of us kind of like worried about like how, how are these guys going to do action choreography and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, in this particular film, we'll talk about it later, but a lot of the action, the second unit guys were, um, guys that had done John Wick. Oh, okay. Okay. Found that very interesting. Writers, uh, on the film, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, they have returned from Captain America Winter Soldier 2 to write this one as well. Um, and, uh, movie stars Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark Iron Man, uh, originally, Iron Man was only going to have a small role in this movie. However, Robert Downey Jr. asked for more screen time and a higher paycheck. Uh, the rumor is that Mark uh, Marvel CEO Ike Perlmutter planned to have Iron Man written out of the film completely, in which case the Russos had backup plans to adapt another story in the event that that happened. Uh, Kevin Feige then persuaded Perlmutter to accept Downey Jr.'s deal. What, what story do you think they would have adapted had... They not have been able to get Iron Man. I think it would have been just a, a, a Captain America versus Zemo. Yeah, and still wrapping up the Winter Soldier stuff too. Right. Okay. I think it would have been more Zemo and maybe maybe introduce Black Panther because mm. they originally had. I'll, you know what? I'll talk about that now. They had a larger role for Spider Man to begin with. Mm-hmm. They had it worked out, mm-hmm. uh, and what happened was then uh, deals started to fall through with Sony. Okay, um, and then they gave Black Panther a bigger role. Well, the deal went through with Sony, and so they went back to the big, beefier role for Spider-Man and gave him a lot more screen time, too. That's tough for writers to have so much politics going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scarlett Johansson stars as Black Widow. Sebastian Stan is back as Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Anthony Mackie 
Uh, back is uh, Sam Wilson, the Falcon. An- Anthony Mackie, before the release of this film, that said that Captain America Civil War was like Avengers 2.763. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm kidding. He said it was uh, Avengers. He did say it was Avengers 2.5. Wow. He says that after every movie. Yeah, heard <laughs> yeah. that before. They're all like Avengers 2.5. He said, well, he said Winter Soldier was like 1.5 or oh, something geez. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Don Cheadle back as War Machine. Jeremy Renner back as Hawkeye. Chadwick Boseman as uh, Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman went under a vigorous training program to get in fighting shape for the character. Uh, he's not a big reader of the comics, he said. Uh, he read as many comics as possible for anything Black Panther related going into this movie. Uh, he also visited South, uh, uh, South Africa to better incorporate cultural aspects of the country into his role. And he actually learned that accent... Um, from the actor that played his father, T'Chaka. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, because I believe that that guy is of, like, African descent. He's not faking it. That's his real... That's his real accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Bettany back as The Vision. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Uh, we got Emily Van Camp as Agent 13. Sharon Carter. Tom Holland uh, in his first appearance as Spider-Man. Uh, Daniel Bruhl as Zemo. Frank Grillo as Crossbones. William Hurt back as uh, General Ross, now Secretary of State mm-hmm. Ross. <laughs> and then uh, Martin Freeman. <laughs> Martin Freeman as Everett K. Ross. Uh, and Marissa Tomei as uh, Mae Parker. Now, guys, most notably, notably absent from this film was Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Maria Hill. Uh, hell, anybody from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Yeah. Um, Samuel Jackson himself was surprised to discover that Nick Fury would not be in the film. The Russo brothers told him that he was. Hmm. Uh, executive producer Nate Moore stated that Fury was not included because he didn't add anything to the Civil War story that they were telling. Hmm. It wow. really felt like they were trying to leave, uh, and we're going to go into spoilers, of course. So, I'm, you know what? I, fuck it. I, I said spoilers. I might as well just play the spoiler warning. Yeah. That's the cue. So, as soon as I can find the goddamn thing. <laughs> That's the thing about this fucking show. This is a pop culture leftover spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dick hole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. Yeah, we're going to be spoiling the shit out of this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there, I mean, there is really, like, no shield involvement at all. I mean, we yeah. s- we saw, well, fuck, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely's original idea uh, for Captain America 3 was vastly different and much smaller film without the other Avengers. Feige suggested they adapt Civil War instead. Uh, the original idea still made it, uh, certain uh, parts of the original idea actually still made it into the movie, uh, such as the emphasis on Steve and Bucky's relationship, as well as the use of Baron Zemo as the villain. Hmm. <clears throat> Guys, this is the largest Marvel film ever at two hours and 26 minutes, and the budget was an estimated $250 million. Half of which was Downey Jr.'s paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. All right, guys. You know what we're going to do on this show is we are going to rate the movie next. Uh, We do have a rating system. If it is your first time listening to the show, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, let's see here. Let's start with... Let's start with Frank. All right. Um, 
I'm going to give him a rating first. Uh, I Tupperware this. Uh, not to say that it's absolutely 100% perfect. There's a couple things that we'll touch on later, I'm sure. But um, as far as everything that they had to balance, the number of characters, having to stray from the original idea and the concept from the comic in order to make it make sense within the MCU and also make sense and be resolved within that two-and-a-half-hour runtime. Uh, I thought they did a great job balancing action sequences, character development, interpersonal relationships, and also with the introduction of Black Panther and Spider-Man. I, I thought both of those characters were incredibly amazing, and uh, it's my opinion that this, this <clears throat> Spider-Man is just the best so far. Absolutely Tupperware this. I thought it was great. I had a blast. All right. We got a Tupperware. <clears throat> Let's go on. Let's move on to uh, Mr. Dan West. Uh, yep, got to agree with Frank there. I also Tupperware this film. Um, seen it twice now. First time I was super excited to go in, and I just had an absolute blast watching the movie. The fight sequences were fucking amazing. <clears throat> All the actors, like, just killed their roles, and even Elizabeth Olsen has obviously worked on her Sokovian accent, which I was really disappointed with in Age of Ultron, and uh, she actually sold, sold it to me this time, so I was really happy about that. And then the second time I went in, I was kind of looking for answers to questions that I had from the first time that I saw it and pretty much everything was answered that I had questioned the first time round so like plot holes that I thought I found weren't actually there the second time I saw it so yeah Tupperware all the way brilliant hmm. you Tupperware her Sokovian accent in this one? yeah it's better than it was you know what I, it was noticeably different and it was yeah. jarring at first mm-hmm. yeah so it's good to hear that it's improved because yeah. me not knowing any Sokovians, <laughs> I had no fucking idea what was going on. Dan West yeah, is very worldly. Like a, you know, like an Eastern European, Russian, that's kind of like, I think about where it's set, like in the planet. And mm-hmm. um, So yeah, like the first time it just didn't sound anything like anyone from Eastern Europe. Because we have a lot of Eastern Europeans over in England, so yeah. a few of them my friends. So um <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, where, where is she from? Oh, she's American again. Oh, no, 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 she's from, she's from Scovia. And it just, it kept changing in Age of Ultron and she's, she's worked on it. So yeah, yeah she did a good job. Yeah, it was Sokovian. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me, Dan? It was Sokovian in the first yeah, fucking movie. It sucked. <laughs> terrible. No, I'm glad to hear that it improved because like, I, I couldn't tell, man. I just kept, I, like in this one, I was just like, okay, I didn't like the accent in the first fucking Avengers movie. And now it sounds different, and I didn't know if she was going in and out of accent or not, or if it. It's nice to hear that it was better because I had yeah. no fucking clue. <laughs> and I just, I, you know, I'm not. I don't talk to many Sokovians yeah. here in Peoria, yeah. Illinois. <laughs> you won't from here on out either. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Uh, all, all, between. Of our, all of our one-star reviews are going to be coming from Sokovia. <laughs> yeah, they're Sokovians too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm really, I'm really curious to hear what uh, Leftover Jay has to say about this movie. It's, it's uh, with these Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. It, you're a little, 
You go in a little bit more critical. Like, yeah. You'll go into any DC movie and just be like, ah, I love it. Loved it. <laughs> I, I don't care. What, Batman's shooting people in the fucking face? Fuck it. <laughs> Tupperware that shit. It totally goes against every grain of the character. But fuck it. Tupperware. Batman's just blowing motherfuckers' brains out. Jay's like, do it. Let's do it up. Shot Marvin in the face. Go for it. So, what'd you think? Um, uh, um, yeah, I um, went into this not really all that excited about it. Um, the, the, this is this sounds typical. <laughs> this, this is sounds, typical Jay. This is classic Jay <laughs> going into a Marvel movie already. Not excited. Not not very excited. This uh, is going to be Sokovia all over again. <laughs> the the only you know Marvel movies I've really really enjoyed are Avengers and Winter Soldier and um, Iron Man. I, and the, and the first Iron Man. And this this I thought was a good combination of those things. Um, but by no means was it perfect for me to give it a Tupperware. It's a high taste it for me. Um, I think a lot of the motivations are the reason behind that for me. I, I think Cap's motivations, I'm totally behind. I'm on board. That makes sense. But as far as some of the other characters' motivations and where they ended up at the end didn't really do much for me or progress those characters enough for me to necessitate having this whole team battle each other. So I had a lot of problems with that. Otherwise, it was a great movie. It was fun. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Yeah, fucking uh, Falcon shot some dude in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I was thinking it was going to be a Tupperware. (laughs) I was just like, man, this is, Jay's going to be like, I I remember when Batman did that. (laughs) Guys, I'll be honest, I was a little taken off guard when fucking Anthony Mackie pulled out the Uzis and started started shooting motherfuckers in the face in the streets. He did. He did. Yeah, it was. It was definitely violent at times. I mean, some of those yeah. fight scenes were pretty brutal yeah. for a Marvel movie. I, I was surprised by a lot of that. Jay's notes for this movie, and when he was writing them down in the theater, were like, more Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's kind of hard to. Uh, yeah. So you biased piece of shit. <laughs> you DC fucking fuckboy. But you know, you know where I'm coming from. I, know. I, I love Avengers. I I, I love Winter Soldier. I want, yeah. I, and I think this is a proper continuation of those stories yeah, that I is, love. Now, this is just saying, this is just saying, this is Jay saying, fuck you, Marvel fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. People are going to probably be mad about that, yeah, but, yeah. and and again, you know, uh, a villain issue. There's a big villain issue in You're this. You're the set. villain in this episode, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I, 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 well, we got two more people that got yeah, it right. Yeah, you guys go ahead. We'll get into it more. Jake. Oh, it's on me. <laughs> First off, this is not an adaptation of the Civil War comic book. No, <laughs> not at all. It's not an so, um, Yeah, this is like this was like a 9 out of 10 for me. I really enjoyed this. It's a Tupperware for me. It wasn't perfect. I think I do like Winter Soldier more than I liked this. Um, I had a problem with a little bit of the direction with a lot of the fight scenes. I thought, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it more, but like the airport stuff looked good, but almost all the other action sequences had this weird, like, um, slowed down frame rate choppy shit going on. And I had a lot of trouble following a lot of the action and some of the action sequences in the movie. Lots of shaky cam, slower frame rate shit going on. And I don't know, that really rubbed me the wrong way. I, I didn't much care for that. I was also disappointed that this movie didn't have as much uh, cons- consequence as I wanted it to by the end of it. I thought, like, the stakes were so high that I thought... What did you rate this? 
a, a Tupperware. And you're, you, man, you're just bitching about everything. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Well, I think everyone knows what's to love about this movie. I just want to say what's keeping it from being a perfect 10 for me. It's a 9. I really loved it. I had a great time. Let me, let me give you nine reasons, though, <laughs> why it's a nine. Just three. Well, okay, just three. <laughs> Sounds like a high taste to me. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's still a Tupperware. I had a great time. You're for, a Marvel fuck boy. For a two-and-a-half-hour movie, the time, like, flew by. But I also agree with Jay that I was a little bit disappointed with Zemo and the treatment that he got and the changes they made to his character. So, yeah. Yeah. T- Tupperware. Tupperware. Okay. I'm just trying to fuck with my volume. Am I good now? Yeah, you yeah. sound good. You sound good. Cool. Yeah, all right. Let's see here. Um, man. Yeah, I, I just kind of like chastised Jake for giving a bunch of fucking reasons why, you know, he Tupperware'd it, but then a bunch of reasons that you hated it. Yeah. Not hated it, but just didn't like. Yeah, there was, th- there was things, I liked it a lot, yeah. but I, it wasn't quite Winter Soldier to me. Yeah. Are you just wearing like, are you wearing like that Marvel badge right now, that badge of arm, arm, uh, honor? Like, I just gotta represent Marvel, give them that Tupperware. <laughs> no, I mean, I really, it was a great movie. I had a great yeah. time. I'm gonna go see it again. I'm just trying to get down to the bottom of this. <laughs> I loved it. I, we're gonna dissect the movie and, and I'll talk about like, I'll be championing yeah. it then. Okay. Okay. But I just felt like for my quick review, I had sure. to give the reason why on the 1 to 10 scale, it was a 9 and not a 10. Yeah. First time I watched this movie, it was a high taste it for me. Mm-hmm. And that was because there was so much going on, I really couldn't process it all. Right. Uh, second time I went in and I watched it, I, 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 even though the crowd that I was with sucked, I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I love this movie. I, I had so much fun during this movie. There's some, I have some minor nitpicks too. Mm-hmm. There's some things I didn't like about it, but overall, I love this movie. I'm gonna give it a Tupperware. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun with it. So, I mean, let's just jump into it and start talking about it. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Uh, are we, we going to go in chronological order, or are we just going to... No, just fucking just, uh, just break this bitch down. Probably, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I wish there would have been a little more consequence at the end of this movie. Well, uh, okay, I suppose. I, I, I don't know. You know, that's the thing. It's like, people can piss and moan. It's like, well, don't call it Civil War if there's no consequence. But it's not a direct adaptation of the comic. Uh, I know. I felt, like we, I felt like they were kind of promoting the fact that someone was going to die... I felt like the falling out wasn't much of a falling out by the end of the movie. I don't know. It just was like, ah, like let's have. But what, what did they succeed in? They succeeded in audiences walking away from the movie and not being able to choose one right side or the other. Really, yeah. I mean, I, that's the way I looked at it. Is like these guys had like their differences, and you really couldn't like. I was Team Cap, man. Mm-hmm. I was Team Cap, but like we'll get to the end. But like towards the end, dude, it's like I'm still conflicted. Like as Tony's punching Cap and Cap's punching Tony, it's like I understand why Tony's punching Cap. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I also understand why Cap's punching Tony back. I mean, these are it, it, that's what. That's where this movie succeeded for me. That's where the Civil War succeeded for me. They did a really good job in making both sides one that you could get behind. Whereas in the comics, they made Tony Stark pretty much an asshole. And in the in the movie version, I mean, you very easily could be Team Cap and be justified. I disagree that they made Tony Stark the asshole in the comics. I, that's another discussion, but. I think he definitely had his supporters by readers, too. Yeah. I mean, they, they split the Avengers into two teams and two books, and people weren't buying the Tony Stark Avengers book because they thought he was a giant asshole. 
Check, check. I mean, Captain Marvel is, pre- is pretty fucking loved. Gonna and pause I mean, here real quick, she guys. Was Team Tony. I'm gonna pause here real quick. Sorry. Okay, we're back. Sorry. What were you, what were you saying, Jay? I'm just saying I don't think Tony Stark was portrayed as as 100 the asshole in the, in the actual comic book. I think it was. I, I think the movie probably did a better job of making Tony Stark more sympathetic with hmm. the big reveal at the end of, as to the knowledge that Cap knew that he withheld from Tony. Let, let's not jump to the end though. Yeah. Let's let's let, you know what? Let's let's start a little bit earlier. Um, <laughs> yes. Let's start really early in the movie. Okay. Uh, December 16th, 1991. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we see uh, we see. They're planting like the seeds of something that's going to be a payoff later. Yes, uh, and we see the Winter Soldier, and he's he's uh, they've uh, taken him out of like the cryogenic freezing or whatever, and he's going to do like this mission and shit. And- he, do you remember his words by chance? Like they, we learn, we learn of the words that it takes yeah. to. Uh, it's like one nine benign homecoming is one of the words. Yeah, yeah homecoming. Yeah, it's all sleep rage and shit. The uh, the one nine seventeen. That's actually the year that Captain America is born. Oh okay. Oh wow. Little Easter egg. Yeah, huh. that's cool. Yeah, and, and it's also seventy five years for Cap this year. It's a seventy five yeah. years. What so else? Dan? Ho- homecoming as well. So I thought that was a, might be a little Easter egg towards the Spider Man movie. That's coming oh yeah. Out. Yeah. What did you guys think about the uh, the gigantic title cards for everything? I was getting ready to bring that up. I, I love that actually. I love it. It was a very Hickman feel to the movie to have these giant years, giant location. I thought it was kind of a bit much. Yeah, and, and I thought they. I thought you know I like the slow build of the beginning. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I think that was great writing. But yeah, that jumping around um, it was it was kind of distracting, and it got old after like the fifth or sixth time when they showed another title card. Oh, I didn't care about like the locations, the change of locations. It's just, just the font and the size. <laughs> they yeah. could have stuck that shit in the corner; it would have been fine. But to fill the whole screen with it, it's like holy shit. That was like the, the Russos are like like uh, who do they, who do they think's going to this thing? Like ninety year olds with, <laughs> with fucking cataracts and shit. They're in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love the slow build. I love that. I love the kind of you know showing a little bit more of where Bucky came from when he was working with him. I like seeing that as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yeah. So um, I mean, we see him on the motorcycle and shit, mm-hmm. in this car, and like um, we see they they show the um, the five. There's five uh, of these. Um, the, the blue serum or whatever it's like mm-hmm. the super soldier serum yeah and like and it looks like they're in like uh like like uh, one of those uh, whoopee cushions like <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like squeeze applesauce pouches <laughs> oh. back then that's all they had Kool-Aid coolers <laughs> yeah so um and then and then um what did you guys think like then that we show a little bit more, a little bit more of something that's going to pay off later. It's like the whole uh, where they aged down Robert Downey Jr. with the CGI. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. I thought that was cool. Did you like that? Go ahead, Dan. I was amazed by that. I, I was freaking out a little bit um, about how good that that, that looked because they did it. In did Ant-Man you scare as well, people near you? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, people just look at me and I fucking scare people. Did, so. Well, I mean, if I saw like you know, like that comes on the screen and like you start freaking out in the <laughs> theater, and like, oh my god, it's weird. I know, I'd be like, oh god, we sat next to the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, we had that like same thing in Ant Man as well with like the younger Michael Douglas. Yeah, and I thought that looked that looked pretty good with Peggy Carter. It was it was kind of weird you could see that it was like her eyes and her mouth were like really cg and that sort of that threw me off a bit but with this i was just 
he got up and I didn't know who the character was and then he got up and they like took the hat off his head and he started talking I was like oh my god it's a fucking young Tony Stark what the hell is going on mm-hmm. and then of course they were brave enough to have him come all the way to like so basically like half his head was filling up half of the screen mm-hmm. and they were that confident in their special effects that uh yeah, oh, man, I just I, it blew me away that bit. It really did. I have no idea how they do that. It was crazy. That was really cool. Having been around when uh, Robert Downey Jr. was that young, it yeah, I, I, I I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, this looks like him just like when he was a little kid. Yeah, it was like watching Weird Science all over again when he was the bully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Forgot about that. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a cool moment. Uh, I wasn't expecting it, and, and I heard a lot of the audience just being like, wow, you know, just kind of taken aback. <laughs> yeah, they didn't freak out like no. like this British bastard. <laughs> <laughs> didn't freak out like this British bastard. <laughs> God, I would have got up and laughed. <laughs> Next showing, please. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Yeah, just wait till we get to the airport scene. This guy's going to be having fucking seizures. <laughs> you think this asshole's acting up now? Yeah, he's young. We get it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was a cool scene. And, 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 and it wasn't like, it was, it was this technology that Tony was using. And it wasn't even how, like, the scene actually played out in real life. It was like how, you know, you know, like, it didn't play out that way in real life. It was like a therapy session. Yeah. So you yeah. could remember yeah. the time better than it really was. Yeah. And so he even makes a joke about that's not how it really was. When, right. Because at first, you, I think you do think you're seeing a flashback scene mm-hmm. before the reveal that he's giving a lecture to a college campus. Yeah. Like, you think you're watching a flashback. Oh, I was kind of off-put when he came out and started talking. I'm like, whoa, what is is he, It's like, okay, we're not having, like, a Deadpool breaking the fourth <laughs> wall moment here. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely surprising, a uh, surprising scene in general, and a great way to bring him into the fold in this movie too. Yeah. I like and, that. Um, what's his name? Joe Slattery is that his name? I think he comes back as uh, the uh, I know his last name Slattery. Um, he comes back as uh, uh, Robert Stark. Oh right, yes, yeah. yes. Nobody's helping. Yeah, sorry. I'm just like <laughs> begging Howard for some Howard. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. Jesus, somebody. John Slattery. John Slattery. I can't. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I mean, he's a whore for this I, stuff. I right? slaughtered that fucking <laughs> whole thing there. Okay, Slattery. whatever. Slattery's back. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a surprise. He, like I said, he's a whore for this stuff. He'll be on the Shield show and and Agent Carter if they call him. Mm. Yeah, but it was it was just nice to see him come back after it's been so long since we saw him since Iron Man two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's nice to see, even though he looks nothing like Dominic Cooper, not Dominic Cooper. I can't get any names right. <laughs> Who plays fucking young Howard Stark? Fuck off. <laughs> All of you. Every last one of you. Not the same actor, just aged up? No. No. No, 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 no. You're talking about, like, the actor that played young Howard Stark mm-hmm. is the actor that's going to be in the Preacher series. Okay. And so he looks nothing like Slattery. Okay. They look nothing alike, but they played the same character. He actually looks more like Carl Urban. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm like asking for help about names, and you're throwing out fucking bones from Star Trek now. Dread. Anyway, um, Jesus, somebody. Glad I, can help. I don't have my phone on me. I can't look this up. Oh, this review sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Shoot me. Um, we're going to take a break. <laughs> All right, we are we are back. We are we are doing a bang up job, gentlemen. Where we leave off? Where do we? You know, Robert what? Stark. Oh no! <laughs> I, I think we're we're gonna break it up here a little bit. Dan Dan's got something for us. What do you got, Dan? Uh, basically, in the Skype chat, man, you'll see a link to a video, and everything is explained in the video. So if you just want to play that and uh, see where it goes. Yes. There, oh, there's a there's a little video here, maybe. Okay, here we go. This is this is this is great podcast. <laughs> while I load this video. <laughs> that was like the longest moment of silence ever. You don't know. We got no. Hold on, guys. <laughs> Fuck, you know, so fuck this episode, right? Am I right? You're not wrong. Let me hit play. Here we go, guys. Hey, leftovers. Dan West here. You don't know me, motherfuckers, but my name's Austin Schultz. Lieutenant Burkita, formerly Burke Smith here. This is the motherfucking Batman. Christabel here. Dan Hunter here. David Isaac here. Dubs here. Eric Marable here. Greg Caliente. Uh, I'm on a business trip, so I'm in a hotel. Woo. Jared Gafford here. The Candelarians here. Joseph Olivon is here. Chris Pavolic here. Kelly Claiborne here. Larry Mayday here. Luther Shaver here. Old Man Shooty here. <laughs> Zacharias here. Hey, it's the Terabishi brothers, Basil and Wild. <laughs> I'm also representing Aaron Claude Miller, Joe Bruno, Johnny Cousins, Chelsea Nickerson. Who else we got? Uh, Danny Murphy. Jeremiah McWherther, John Hoxby, and Findig Creek. People who didn't give a shit about fucking doing the video, apparently. <laughs> what? What, what they had? Not, they had something better to do, Dan. Not enough time, apparently. <laughs> do a quick two man. seconds. Got lives to lead. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's, all right. Let's, rest of the video. Yeah. <laughs> the army wants to say thank you for all the hard work you put in. So we got together in secret. And we decided to give you guys a present. Now we all know that the show is self-funded. And the money from the sponsorship is going to help. We wanted to help you out directly. 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 In Brian's PayPal, you will find... $480. What? Wow. $480 freaking dollars. <laughs> $480. Okay, sure. Keep the show running for a whole year. Or you could do a runner. What the fuck is a runner? (laughs) That's Dan's word. I don't know. It's not the British. And spend it on crack and horse. (laughs) To eat the shit out of Jason's fucking ass. (laughs) You can go out and buy a fuck ton of Funko Pops for all I care. A shit ton of Funko Pops. And just buy a shit ton of Funko Pops. Funko Pops for Jake's? No, you wouldn't do that. Use all that money to get, like, a buffet, like a sneeze guard, plus, like, semen, so Jake can put all his Funkos under there. (laughs) (laughs) And spend it on an orphanage for kids whose parents were mercilessly 
murdered in a fucking alley. <laughs> Someone to actually eat the shit out of Jay's ass. Oh my god, cheesecake paninis? Say hookers and blow. You blue, whatever you want to do. Or finding someone who fucking knows Jay. This recipe shows how much you and the show mean to us. Thanks for the laughs. Thanks for the company. Thanks for all the hard work you put in so that we can listen and uh, chat together as an army and uh, enjoy what we have a passion for. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for the hours of mindless fucking entertainment. Thanks for the bullshit. Thanks for all the reviews. Thanks for telling us about all these comics, telling me all about all these comics to read and all these movies and talking about all this cool stuff. Just an outlet. Listen. Thanks for the hours of ear pussy orgasms every week. Thanks for the army. Thanks for the insults. Thanks for the bands. Yeah, thanks for the bands. <laughs> all the good times, all the tirades from Darth Brian, and for banning sorry, some of our sorry asses. We really appreciate that. And thanks for all of the advice with my podcast and for just being good friends. You guys have really just become some of my best friends. I look forward to listening to your podcast all the time. And every time I do, it just feels like being with friends again. I'll never forget um, C2E2 and being able to hang out with you guys. Thanks for not giving a fuck. Thanks for <laughs> all the hours of nonsensical bullshit. Thanks for the definition of milieu. <laughs> Thanks for the friendship. Thanks for the tons of free content. Enjoyment. Friendship to PCO uh, Army. And thanks for, well, just having a cool-ass podcast that, you know, makes everyone feel like they are one of the guys, even though you berate us for too many emails and, <laughs> you know, rip apart our bumpers. <laughs> we are all family. I wanted to say thanks. I wanted to say kudos for doing what you do. You bring so many people smiles, happiness, fuckery, country, and just overall fucked up thoughts. <laughs> Bunch of fucking idiots. And the nonsensical crap. And most importantly, we love you. And fuck you. We love you. And fuck you. We love you. Fuck you. Hey, we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. And fuck you. And fuck off. Go fuck yourselves. Fuck you. And fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fucking fucks. Go fuck yourselves, motherfuckers. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, Luther Shaver. <laughs> so, happy anniversary, assholes. Stay out of my fucking yard. <laughs> happy anniversary, fuck you. Oh, that's awesome. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. <sighs> Dan, you should have seen Brian's face. I have no idea what his face would be like right oh, now. Oh, it, it, it was awesome. I knew about this coming in. Did you really? Yeah, I kept it quiet. Wow. I had to ask Frank, so I had no idea how you were going to react. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so basically, like the last couple of weeks, I 
I just sort of got in touch with a lot of the a lot of the army members and um I know you guys play uh, like Libsyn and uh, you know you have to pay stuff for the website and stuff like that so it was just it's a very small donation from a lot of people and um, yeah so we've got $480 because uh, I remember you mentioning how much it cost for uh, for the Libsyn subscription and stuff so uh, yeah it, you know you can use it on whatever you like as everyone suggested <laughs> yeah yeah no Horse and blow I heard <coughs> yeah not Funko Pops I guess. <laughs> Yeah, the crazy thing was, when I said to everyone, suggest something they could spend the money on, uh, everyone come up with something different, but so many people said Funko Pops. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it, like, like I just said, it's, and the video says, it's just a thank you, uh, from, from us to you guys, and like, we know that you put all, all the hard work in, we know that you like, you put your, all your own money into that, and sponsorship aside, this is just this is a thank you for the army and you know it, it hopefully it will help you guys out a little bit basically is that's that helps us way more than anything that the sponsorship has done for us. <laughs> yeah. there's there's actually there's actually another video that we won't play here but i will put it up on the pcl um facebook which is the blooper reel for this. oh i thought um, somebody was going to actually be eating shit out of jay's <laughs> no not quite that but yeah some people have some interesting things to say <laughs> for a second i thought obviously people were going to say they subscribed to one up box and i was going to be like oh these poor fuckers <laughs> oh no I mean, thanks but jeez <laughs> no okay. yeah i mean i think i've got i think i've got your paypal account but um i will double check with you at the end of yeah. all this and uh, and we'll we'll make that transfer man uh, yeah. some guy named brain frederick just got <laughs> that's what i didn't want to fucking happen we definitely i mean i mean okay i know we're interrupting our civil war episode for this uh but it, it's it's awesome we had three years we've been doing the show for three years and the army pulled together and did this for us and that's that's a huge donation for the show um yeah i mean to keep the show going i mean when we do five hour episodes, I mean, it costs me literally anywhere from 30 to 40 bucks a month out of my own pocket to do this. And I've been doing it for three years mm-hmm. and this is a huge help. So thank you everybody in the army. Um, I cannot, cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wow. Very Thanks welcome. everyone. I assume those people that you named that didn't do the video were also donators then, huh? Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry for giving them shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's too late to got their money now. Fuck them. <laughs> we got it now. Yeah, we got their money. I'm they... all like, oh, hey, they're too busy. Yeah, they're too busy putting fucking money in my account. <laughs> I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> Thank you, Leftover Army. You guys are awesome. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, unbelievable. That's that's totally humbling. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what even to say, but yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I don't know, man. I thought that I thought that one up box subscription was going to keep the old show going. <laughs> I've, I've made a total of twenty four bucks off of that. Shit. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So, uh, how about that Black Panther, huh? <laughs> hey, now we could go see this like ten more times. <laughs> Guys, let's 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 yeah, let's jump back into the uh, yeah. let's just jump back into the uh, the movie review here. Um, where do you guys uh, where do you guys want to go into now? So we have a um, like I said, I really like the slow build setup. I think um, 
there's a lot of exposition before we get to the real action set pieces of this film. Of course, there's action in the beginning, and it's very well balanced. Oh, yeah, I mean, we, no, like right off the yeah. right out of the gate. I mean, we get our crossbones scene. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed thoroughly, and I, I I wish we had gotten more crossbones. I, yeah. I think he looked awesome. I think his character had motivation without even talking about it. I mean, we all knew where he was coming from after Winter well, Soldier. Can we all agree that Crossbones was the uh, uh, Baron Bun? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. We were wrong on that. Yeah. Uh, it was disappointing. I was disappointed. I understood. I, I, I'm, you know, I understood it dro- drove the plot forward and everything, but I felt like, oh, cool, he's on the screen. Here's a cool fucking villain. And then, boom. He got blown the fuck up. He got up. blown to shit. <laughs> the, the action in these scenes are absolutely amazing. I don't know about for you, Jake, but watching it in 3D, yeah. the action went so fast that it was choppy. That, yeah. I saw it in 3D. That, that, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm asking you. I'm saying when you watched it in 3D, was the action choppy? Super choppy. I, I want to see this in 2D now. I've seen it in 3D twice now. Yeah. I saw it in IMAX 3D, and then I saw it in real 3D. And... Both times I watched it in 3D, it moved so quickly that the action was very choppy. Honestly, I, I don't know if – I mean, if you guys saw it in 2D, you can back me up. But I, I'm almost certain that they've lowered the frame rate and, like, sped up the film on mm-hmm. a lot of these I like, think that's action right. shots. Because it, it looked choppy in 2D, too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, not all of it, but some of the scenes look choppy and some of the, the fighting scenes – Though I applaud them for having that many characters in fighting scenes, you know, regardless of where that at, was at in the movie. They were all well choreographed, but the way that they slowed it down took me out of it, the choppiness of it. And a lot of it, it, it almost looked, you know, it didn't, it didn't fit in with the rest of the movie because of that slow Which frame Which scenes rate. are you talking about? Because I really felt like... Uh, this scene was hurting, this, yes. this crossbone scene, but I felt like the airport scene, that's where they put the budget. That looked yeah, that fan- was smooth. That, looked, agree. that was smooth and it looked fantastic. Some of, me. some of that did, but I, I'm talking about, um, like, like the, uh, Black Panther, uh, tunnel scene and a lot of his fight scenes in general looked CGI. Well, well totally CGI. I'm not okay. talking about the CGI. Okay. Well, I, we're I mean, talking I, about, we're not talking about CGI. I don't know if it was CGI. I'm saying, is it, well, is that the slow frame rate? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Black Panther's suit is a mix of practical effect and CGI. Okay. We're talking about the frame rate of this first fight scene uh, with crossbones. Right. I, yeah, I mean, I, even when it was just like, I, I thought that Black Widow looked cool fighting, but it was choppy. It was hard to watch, and you had that shaky camera effect as well mm-hmm. in that. I, I don't know if that was... I just didn't know if it looked any better in 2D. Well, yeah, that's what I saw it in. Yeah, I, I don't think I it, didn't think so. I think we all have the same issues. Dan, Dan, how, how, did are you feeling the same way as we did watching this? No, not at all. I didn't have any problem with any of the action. Got to admit, there you go. Are you talking about like what they do in martial arts movies and stuff, where they they film slower and then they speed up the footage to make it look quicker? Is that what Jake's saying? Yes. All right. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice, but then my eyesight's so not that very good anyway. <laughs> That, Dan was happy when he had the huge title cards for each. <laughs> yes. it, it seemed to me exactly. like whenever they had the... Finally, I know where they're at. It seemed to me like whenever they had the real confined fights indoors, that's when it showed up. But whenever they were outside and had room to move, then it smoothed out. I was really surprised by it because I didn't notice any of that kind of technique in Winter Soldier. 
And I remember the big come out of Winter Soldier was just like <laughs> Brian said earlier, like wow, these fucking sitcom director mm-hmm. directors just directed the shit out of a fucking action movie. Yeah. And I thought in this movie, I actually did think, wow, maybe these guys don't have the pedigree. Yeah, there was, to be shooting stuff like this. Yeah, there there was no problem with the fight between uh, Batroc. No, none at all. In that, Winter Soldier, that whole sequence, storming the boat, right, and, and the or the submarine or whatever, smooth. Yeah, smooth. Even in IMAX 3D, agreed. Smooth. Although and, I, I would rather have this than the overt video game feel that I got out of Age of Ultron. Oh, you loved it the first time. You, you, and, you <laughs> shut the fuck up. You and fucking Jake Tupperware that movie. Jake loved that. I still scene. love it. I know you I still. Like no it. past tense. I know. I, I, no, yeah. no. Jake loved it. You loved it. You loved that opening scene. Yeah, we talked about this like weeks ago off air when I saw it on my TV. Yeah, that it looked real cheesy and overly like CGI. And yeah. I would rather have this than that. That is very plainly fake and really takes you out. This, I mean, it was noticeable, but it wasn't as bad. I just couldn't tell what the fuck was going on a bunch of times. Agreed. It was too choppy. Yeah. It was too choppy, and I didn't feel that in Winter Soldier <laughs> at all. It was very smooth. I thought the airport scene, flawless. I, I agreed, but like literally every other action sequence but the airport scene had yeah. this problem for me. Yeah. Even the Cap, Iron Man, Bucky stuff at the end oh, yeah. had yeah. this problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. What I brought about earlier is that there's a lot of scenes that looked fake because of this effect. Whatever they were doing to yeah. slow down the frame rate, it didn't. It didn't look as real as the fight scenes in Winter yeah. Soldier at all to me. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just talking like two practical characters. Like we're seeing Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow fighting yeah. just like a regular dude outside on the streets. Yeah, there's no CG in that scene at all, and it looked very choppy. Yeah, it did. I and agree. It, it I felt agree. like and like it felt like I was like blinking repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, totally. exactly. You're trying to focus on it, and it right. keeps going in and out of. It's weird. And I I didn't know if that was just the 3D, no, bad no. 3D, or if like this is the way it's going to look in a 2D. Because like I was planning on going back and watching it in 2D, yeah. to see if it looked any better. I think it's the technique. It I think, is. I, I, I think maybe it'll be a little bit easier for the eye to to kind of see it. Yeah, but I still think it's the technique, and it's going right. to mostly. Well, look let's like let's that. move off this. We had some problems with that. Yeah, well, guys, what did you think about our first introduction to Red Wing? I like that. I, I did like that. I like Red Wing. I mean, it, it looked a little fake, though. The the CGI on that as well looked a little fake, but I thought it was a cool moment to finally see that. I think they did a good yeah. job with the CGI. I actually like the – I have problems with CGI in other parts of the film. Yeah. Um, most noticeably, uh, not the airport scene particularly, but the – when they're when they're when War Machine and Tony are in the suits uh-huh. talking to Cap before the airport battle, those suits look so fake. Yeah, John Favreau used to use real suits. Yeah, and they stopped doing that. And it was sad, man. Industrial Light and Magic, they started like putting these suits on the actors after mm-hmm. they record the actors and they put these CGI suits on them mm-hmm. and they look fake now. Yeah. Like when the helmet goes away. Oh man. It just like, as soon as that helmet goes away, it's like, okay, there, these two things aren't adding up. I felt like red wing by himself looked pretty good. They mm-hmm. made him, he, they didn't make him look pristine either. I mean, he didn't look like star Wars weathered, right? but he didn't look pristine either. I thought, I thought, I thought red wing looked pretty good. I agree. I liked the, uh, the, the joke beat between uh Falcon and black widow and red yeah. wing too. Yeah. That, that definitely got a laugh out of me. Yeah. They call him red wing. Dude, I want some Falcon glasses, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those <Falcon are> cool. <laughs> goggles. 
This, this was the best Falcon that I've seen yet. Yeah. I enjoyed the fuck out of Falcon in this. Yeah. Never been a huge fan. <clears throat> I thought he added a lot to the friendship of Steve in Winter Soldier, but never been a huge fan of Falcon himself as a character until I saw this. I, I enjoyed the hell out of him. I was getting ready to echo exactly what Jay said. I, I've never been the biggest Falcon <laughs> fan either, and I found him to be quite enjoyable in this movie yeah. compared to both Winter Soldier and, and I guess, Ant-Man. I yeah. think, you I, know, Mackie, his kind of like, his stock has risen. He did that Kevin Costner movie. He, mm-hmm. he recently did uh, Demolition. Did okay. he do Demolition recently? I believe that's the movie that he did with look. Woody Harrelson that just recently came out uh, maybe two, three weeks ago. His stock has kind of risen, so I think they've given him a little bit more screen time. And he's a Cap-centric character. Yes. So um, you can kind of understand, like, you know, like people are like, well, why, Renner didn't get a lot of screen time, and Renner's a bigger actor than mm-hmm. Mackie. Well, Renner's not really connected to cap as much as agreed falcon. agreed right. it's in these captain america movies that we continue the story of falcon right and right. where his character is right at. i thought they did a really good job as far as showing how versatile he can be in that suit this is the first time really that he's been able to stand out and show all the different things that he can do other than just fly around mm-hmm. hey dan what do you think about falcon in this movie yeah, man, that's, I was about to say the same thing as Frank. It was, it was really cool to see. And don't say it the, again. <laughs> the, the, the different ways that he uses his wings, like he changed them into like a shield when he was like barreling over the roof of that building. Yeah, dude, like, that was dope. down, and then. Oh, when, man, uh, that was like, like, that was awesome. Like he had that, he like fucking like located those dudes and just like, he knew exactly like where those bombs were gonna go and shit. Yeah, he was, yeah, wasn't he even was, facing like, him. Yeah, man, he, like, turns his back and he, like, launches those rockets at those guys and his wings fold into this massive shield that cover his whole back and his legs. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? We got Falcon payoff for his appearance in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did, we did. Huge, we did. huge payoff yeah. because he was the one who brought him in, and mm-hmm. I, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, and we kind of get that at the end of, uh, is it, is it Ant-Man? Where we yeah, have that's, this, that's the post credit scene at the end of yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, so it's almost like where, the same scene. Mm-hmm. It is. It's where Bucky's got his arm in that vice. That's exactly the same bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. So, um, I mean, where, where do you want to – what do you want God, I don't know where to <laughs> go. The, this movie's so huge. It's like where do we go? The next thing really to talk about is what happened with Wanda and uh, Crossbones. That really was yeah. the catalyst for all this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was, I, like I said, I think it was, it sucked that we lost Crossbones so early, but I think it was a good way to catalyst that and to tie it into, dude, yeah. I loved it when Crossbones would punch shit. Oh, he was great. Oh, yeah, it was cool. He almost had like, uh, oh man, there's like, what, what, what would you say? It was almost like a pressurized punch. Like yeah. he had, like a, like a hydraulic press. Oh, hydraulic press. Yes. Yeah. So if he hit you, he'd fuck you up. And I, I, I liked his character. I thought it was badass. It, it almost was like a Boba Fett moment to see him in, in full gear. And yeah, then it's yeah. like, ah, you know he's going to go. And I loved his, uh, his, uh, Paintball helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did too. <laughs> he looked like awesome. he was going to go out there paintballing, right? <laughs> didn't he? Now, when that when that scene occurred, the people that were sitting behind me said, "Oh, they went all DC with that," and I don't think that they were educated as far as like what happened in the comics. I mean, it was a act of uh, mass destruction 
that was the catalyst for the comic book Civil War, and this kind of echoed that. I mean, this was necessary. I had no problem with what they did there. Yeah, and, and it was a nice way to tie it into Wakanda. Yeah, uh-huh. I thought that was fine. I just wish they hadn't wasted the character. You're right. like, you know, you know, let's kill 11 Wakandans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a nice way to tie it into that, Wakanda. Just Wakandans. And the, and the sad <laughs> thing is, it's like, it's, like, uh, it's like when you meet somebody after, you know, I don't know, hitting their car. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a nice Nice way, to, oh, nice way to get to know that individual. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just rammed the shit out of your vehicle. Here's my insurance card, and it's like, this is the same thing that happens here. Yeah. Fucking, we kill 11 Wakandans, and it's like, oh, okay, here's Wakanda. I mean, you're still best friends with Jay's neighbor. Yeah, yeah it happens. The only issue I have with that is just like what you guys are saying is that they pretty, way, pretty well threw away Crossbones because mm-hmm. he had the bomb. Yeah. If they would have done it differently where it was just a bomb attached to anything and she was trying to get it out of the way, it could have had the same effect without having to sacrifice the character. Right, right. Yeah, that was, that was kind of my biggest guff with that. But And, and also, you know, how many different – what they set this up in so many different ways. Like, okay, the Sokovian Accord is a result of – you know, what happened in the events of Age of Ultron, but it's also the events of what happened in, in Manhattan. But it's also the events of what happened with Crossbones. And it's also the events of what happened with Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's like, everything. why did they need to, to do all of that at once? I thought, like, that was, a, you know, that was fine. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think the, I think that everything was in place. Mm. 117 countries were behind this. Yeah. I think what propelled this, though, was the death of those Wakandans. So it was already there. It was already there okay. after Sokovia. That makes sense. the Sokovian Accords. That makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Lagos is, is like the straw that broke the camel's back. Basically. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. It was yeah. definitely a culmination of all these things. And, and I like that. I think it's more realistic than it's like, oh, just this one event. And now we're gonna we're gonna pass this yeah. law. Well, let's talk about let's talk about Tony and like where his head at is now because like he talks to that one woman who's like part of like uh, she works for the government and she's mm-hmm. waiting for him at the elevator. Yeah, and she gives him a guilt trip about her son, you know, uh, Charles Spencer mm-hmm. or whatever his name was, and he happened to be doing like. Uh, some uh, community service, like public, you know, some some kind of service over in Sokovia. Yeah. Uh, before you know, he he went to school and things like that. And uh, when the Avengers were fighting, he, uh, he ended up dying, and she places the blame on Tony and the Avengers, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where Tony's kind of head is at at yeah. this point. You know, he's he's seeing like, okay, yeah, there there's some collateral damage, and people are dying. Let's talk about this. Tony has nothing but blame on his shoulders. Like he's he's carrying the most weight out of anyone on the team for all the things that have transpired. Basically, he's kind of the catalyst for all these things happening. I'd say Black Widow has some. I guess she does too. She released all those files and information and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. I agree with that. But I think he he definitely like his motives were clear, and I and I like that his motives were clear. Cap's motives were clear, and I like how they set that up as well because I didn't want to go into this with murky yeah. reasons for and why these things were happening. Vision just just thinks with logic, right? Yeah. So that's why he chose his path, right? Because he could have done it. He could have, you know, been the one guy that stopped all of this. And Rhodey is just going to go along with whatever the military says, right? He's company man, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, Tony does feel a lot of guilt, like even over like trying to put the whole suit up and not do it anymore, and then putting it back on, and then well, and he's and and he's trying to with Pepper try to keep that relationship. Yeah, yeah. He felt like this was a good way to you know kind of like meet her halfway. Like, yeah, yeah they're going to keep us in check. But see, that's the thing. It's like you know, like Cap had a great point. He's like, you know what? Like, what if something's going down, and we know we need to be there. But now we got to go to a United Nations meeting to find out if we can go there. Yeah, and they right. might not let you go, and they or they might, might send you somewhere that they don't need to go. Yeah, yeah, or they might just use a, use you for their own means right. for their own government play. Become a right. weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're going in. And you're not. Well, I, it's no different than working for Nick Fury half the time, though. Yeah, true, it's true, true. Because uh, half the time you're working for Nick Fury, I'm going to be honest with you, half the time you're working for Nick Fury, if your name's Captain America, he doesn't know what's going on. Maybe Black Widow's got a side mission going on. Yeah, no clue, no clue. It's the same thing. S.H.I.E.L.D. was almost as corrupt. Well, yeah, you at least know the government's motivations generally, I think, in this universe. You don't know S.H.I.E.L.D.'s motivations. Right. I still don't know. Cap wasn't cool with that either, by any means. That's true, that's true. Hey, Dan, you having fun listening to this fucker's talk? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. it. Jump in here, man. Well, I, I just think it's cool the way that, especially in that particular scene, they did show the legitimate reasons, the differences between Iron Man and, and Cap. Like, the, exactly what you guys are saying, that Cap isn't too sure about how, <clears throat> pardon me, the, um, uh, the affiliations of the different nations, like, they might see another country as a threat, and they will say, right, you guys have to go and take these guys out, and they'll be like, you know, but they've done nothing wrong, or like, you know, that's not what they're about. So you can see his point, but mm-hmm. then Tony's been faced with this poor woman, and has actually seen it in her eyes, that, like, the pain that he has caused, or that the Avengers has caused, and, uh, you know, he like, he swings the other way. So it, I thought it was a good scene to, you know, really kind of like get the, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. I think it Tony should have gave her the same speech that he gave the kids out there on the floor at MIT. Mm-hmm. He says, "Sometimes you got to break an omelet. You got to make an omelet. You got to break some eggs." <laughs> <laughs> uh, ouch! Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that lady hadn't seen Age of Ultron. <laughs> if that movie really proves that they tried to save as many people as they could, yeah, her son was just an egg. <laughs> <laughs> there was an omelet to be made, and they had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ultimately, there, if, if Tony himself hadn't fucked anything up in Age of Ultron that entire situation wouldn't have existed. So it's not really the Avengers' fault. It's just his. Yeah, that's a great point, Frank, that a lot of the reason he shoulders so much guilt is because he created the whole Ultron thing in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's not just the Sokovia incident and the people that died because of the fight. I mean, the whole fight was because of an accident that he caused. Right. Yeah, I think you have Captain America who's willing to take responsibility for his actions, but then you have Iron Man that's cool with having somebody else kind of be responsible for his actions. That way, you know, he doesn't have to shoulder that blame anymore because he's he's made so many mistakes that he is carrying quite a burden at this point. And I guess Cap doesn't understand. That's why they don't see eye to eye. And I think that was a, a good setup. But I'm, I'm more lean towards, towards Cap in this because I feel like his – he has such a strong argument as opposed to Tony in the past that he's kind of built up to this point. Yeah, it's hard to really be on Team Iron Man because it's just, as as an audience member, it's like so much through the eyes of Cap. Like, you don't share Tony's guilt. Right. Like, it's, you know, it's hard to shoulder that. Yeah, and, and again, these are two totally different characters. You have Captain America that is that basically has superpowers, and you have Tony Stark that's kind of built this for himself. So they're coming from these two different 
you know, these two different places. So Tony does feel like he does need oversight. He does feel like all this power needs oversight. Cap's like, I have this. I need to use it, you know, and I'm going to use it. Yeah. So from my perspective, the reason why I had always been team cap and even was after the end of the film is whenever you start dealing with politics and political agendas, that's what it's all about. You never know what the hidden motives are. And the idea that they were independent and on their own and unanswerable to anybody meant that they could intervene when it was absolutely necessary without having to adhere to any political agenda whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. put this into the real world, though. Would you trust a bunch of fucking... Uh idiot vigilantes out there with your safety if you get if you could call somebody on the phone your house is on fire would you call uh J- johnny fuck wagon who, who says you know i hey, man you know what hey yeah, i'm johnny fuck your house ever gets caught on fire give me a fucking call i'll take care of it don't worry about it right on the flip side though, or are you going to call the fucking fire department right you know? right on Good the flip point. side though if you got aliens pouring in from a hole in in the sky Coming to kill you? Do you want to wait, Johnny? Fuck you, you, you don't want to wait for Congress to sit there and decide. Well, let me see. What 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 resources can we allocate to this? I I yeah. I just I, I I fucking hate government anyway. So I I, I wouldn't want to wait for them. I believe in the people that are there to stand up and actually do what's right when necessary. Yeah, and we see like when that kind of thing happens, like in the first Avengers movie, like the people that were there working for the government were very pro the Avengers showing up to help out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were looked at as like, oh, thank God you, you're showing up here to help us out. Like the people actually in the streets, like fighting alongside the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It's not like they were like, hey. Do you have government permission to be right. here right now? Well, they were fucked. They were on the field. They're like, we're getting our asses kicked, and here comes the whole fucking beaten ass on this giant worm. I'd be like, yeah, get them. <laughs> oh, I specifically think of the scene with Captain America when he tries to give orders to the military people, and the guy is basically like, who the fuck are you to give me orders? Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of crazy shit goes down where Cap takes down a bunch of the Chitauri, yeah. and then he's like, what do you want me to do, sir? <laughs> right. And then they follow Cap's orders. Yeah, right. So... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, uh, you can look at it that way, or you can look at it like, you know, some, these people, there's people that, that are dying. Yeah. And these guys aren't sanctioned. Right. And, yeah. I see that too. I mean, what's to stop all these other asshole vigilantes with powers Mm -hmm. from showing up too? It's one thing to trust a guy named Captain America, who's a fucking, you know, war hero that we've seen, and, you know, we have proof of that, but Mm -hmm. then, Who's these, you know, what Doctor Strange shows up or whatever? Like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. Do we trust this guy? And mm-hmm. it's like, I, I guess the movie didn't really touch into that about the actual registration of it all. But I feel like that's a big deal too. They said Before, that the, 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 there'd be kind of like a United Nations meeting where they basically tell them whether or not they could go on these missions. And before the incident at the, at the Accords, Tony said that if they didn't go ahead and volunteer themselves for, like, service or whatever with the government, mm-hmm. then it would be considered a federal crime. Right. And that 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 pretty much put the line in the sand for Cap. It's like, okay, you have to do this, and you have no choice. Mm-hmm. You, you can't even just be a bystander. If you've got powers, then you have to register yourself and be acknowledged and work for the government. Yeah. But it's, it's also – It's not even powers though. It's like Hawkeye has no powers. Yeah, yeah. That extends to every human being on the planet is what they're saying is that, well, if if normal human beings can't intervene in these things, then you guys shouldn't be allowed yeah. to either. Well, Hawkeye has no powers. Black right. Widow either. Black Widow has no powers. Right. And I mean Black Hawkeye's – 
at the end of the movie, Hawkeye's in a fucking prison, mm-hmm. right yeah. along with you know. Well, Paul Rudd just has technology. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. <laughs> what was that, Dan? I said Iron Man. He doesn't have any powers either. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. He's just smart in a suit. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. So yeah, it, it really was. Uh, I think it was well played. I, I I still think that you know a lot of people are going to debating you know what side that they're on after really thinking about that because you can't have you can't have superheroes running amok because then you're allowing everyone to run amok at that point. Right. So I think that's kind of what it more so what it was and maybe maybe Tony's mind I guess. I don't well, know. are they referencing uh some of the inhumans that are popping up in the Agents of Shield TV show? Yeah. Is that another concern or you know what I mean? Vision kind of hints at it when he talks to when he's talking when he's wearing his rocking sweater vest. Yeah. <laughs> it is rocking. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys were team camp team. Iron. I was team Vision sweater vest. <laughs> team sweater vest. It was great. That was great. So so Vision kind of hints at maybe in humans. He doesn't directly say it, but he says like ever since like you know like uh, you guys uh, present a challenge. Mm-hmm. And anytime someone presents a challenge, somebody will try to like fight that challenge. Right. And he, and he could be talking about kind of like the Inhumans popping up in like the Shield universe too. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that, and he's saying like, okay, so you have all this A-list good guys who are all super powered. It invites people who are just as badass doing evil to confront them. Yeah. Um, I just. Uh, uh, he, he, uh, you know, that's I think that's <laughs> sorry. No, that was a well formed thought. <laughs> uh, the first just, part was uh, I think that's a great reason to get everyone registered is that we want to know exactly everybody that has these powers. You know, we want to know all of you guys, good, bad, because the possibilities of bad are coming with the possibilities of good. Yeah. It's all gonna be there. It's just like any technology or any weapon. You know, you want to have oversight over that. So I can understand Tony is a weapons man. I mean, he created Iron Man's suit. He was a weapons manufacturer. So I can see where he's coming from kind of siding with that. Why can't, why can't there be somebody with superpowers that just doesn't, is like a slacker, just doesn't use them? (laughs) That would be a great fucking story. You know what I mean? Just some, some fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Fucking just some fucking piece of shit that just fucking has like powers of telekinesis and shit, and we just see him like floating pieces of pizza into his mouth. <laughs> and this guy, he doesn't want to fight crime. He he doesn't want to rob banks. He doesn't want to do anything. Ain't that he Luke just, Cage just he, slinging beer in a bar? <laughs> he just wants to fucking uh, have like floating pizzas, you know, yeah. just a conveyor belt of floating pizzas in his mouth, and just not fucking, have to get up for beer. Not get up for beer. <laughs> he doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to fight crime. He doesn't want to commit crime. Mm-hmm. Just a fucking lazy piece of shit. <laughs> Should that guy have to register? I yes. mean, really. <laughs> like, it's a real really. crime if you don't come up forward. He could just pee right into the air and have it all collect up and drop <laughs> oh, off in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but but, wow. of, but of course, Cap is seeing the you know the Holocaust, Auschwitz, you know the you know branding of the Jews and all right. that. So he's seeing that all over again yeah. with this government insight. So I, I uh, oversight. So I, I like that they divided it quite well. It was very clear where these two sides stand. Yeah. It's hardly putting all the superheroes into the fucking showers though, into the into the gas chamber. Oh, you don't know that. 
You don't know. General Ross doesn't seem like a nice guy at all. <laughs> he doesn't seem... Well, I don't know. And and it wasn't stated in the movie, but I mean, I could see a situation where you've got somebody whose superpower that they would consider to be too dangerous to be allowed to leave out and about or even make use of. He even, Ross even mentioned that, you know, uh, if, uh, if, I, if I lost two nuclear warheads... You better believe that they, the government would be after me. And they're talking about the Avengers not yeah. knowing where Hulk and Thor are. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, we even see that with Wanda as well, don't we? They basically keep her under house arrest with Vision. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, because she's so powerful, but she's also quite like she's a pretty emotionally raw. So could, she could just lose her shit and kill yeah, people. Could they? Could, I mean, could they have like given her more of a guilt trip? I'm, oh, I'm serious. Right. Man, like that was bad. The guilt trip that they gave Wanda, like she, what she did, she tried. She yeah. really tried. She felt horrible about well, it right away. Well, her powers are new to her, and mm-hmm. and she's using a different set of powers that we really didn't get to see in the last movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's using a different set of powers. We saw her like take over the Hulk. Here, she's using com- a completely different power set. And she's really trying to shield that blast and just get it up and out of the atmosphere yeah. and away from people. And she must have hit the wrong button. <laughs> the wrong <laughs> finger twitch. Some wrong finger twitch. Yeah. She twitched a little bit to, to the left. <laughs> she should have went to the right. But, you know, and she killed some Wakandans. Yeah, it's, such, it's so tough. It's like a split-second decision where you have to decide what, how you're going to do this. Right. I but, feel like they put guilt on Cap for that, too. Like, what are you doing with this person on the field? Oh, I thought it was hilarious when they're showing the videos of, like, they're showing the videos of, like, uh, uh, here, here's uh, here's Manhattan. Here's, you know, here's New York yeah. getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's Washington, D.C., and then you see the helicarriers fall like they do. <laughs> And then, and then they show, then they show, uh, they show Sokovia. And then they finally show, um, they, they finally show, uh, uh, Los Lagos. The, the, yeah, they show, yeah, where, where the Wakandans get, and Cap's like, that's enough, Ross. And I was thinking Ross would say, well, I showed you all the footage I had. <laughs> You stopped me earlier. I was done already, damn it. Like, yeah, I'm done. That's all I had. Shut the tape off. Like, what? There's nothing left. Yeah. I, I showed everything that you guys fucking destroyed. In your, in your face, Cap. All he had left was, like, the blooper reel. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they didn't, they didn't hold, like, the Hulk to that high of, like, ostracization as they did with, with Wanda. Like, Wanda was just, like, you oh, go to your, you go to your fucking room and you don't come out of there. Yeah, I was surprised. But Hulk, Hulk's like, hey man, you yeah. go wherever you want. I was surprised you don't want to piss him off. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I was surprised knows. we didn't see footage of him from. You did. Did you see the Hulk? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. They, showed, they showed the Hulk in New York jumping onto the side of that. Oh building no, I meant and in, then ripping it down. Yeah, I meant no. from Age of Ultron where he went nuts. No, no. The, the only uh, footage that they showed was the Sokovia stuff. Right. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. they don't care about what happens in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Racist piece as of shit. Usual, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as usual, yeah. As usual. So, what did you guys think about the uh, Peggy Carter funeral? Uh, that was a very emotional. It was emotional. Scene. Yeah. Wow. Like when they, even when they showed the picture of her, I was like, wow. I understand why they had to do it. I yeah. mean, she's fucking like ninety something at yes. this point. Yeah. If you wait, who knows when the next cat movie's going to come out? I mean, who knows? And she she'll be a hundred by that time. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah. N- next movie, they're gonna show her on the back of a Smucker's jar. So. <laughs> oh, Fucking Willard. You remember when Willard, it was like this? Peggy Carter remembers. Willard Scott talking about her being on the back of a Smucker's jar. You made it to a hundred. <laughs> 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 oh 
so it's like it's like one of those things like I understand like in the timeline of this character, yeah, you gotta kill her off. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was a great way to reintroduce Sharon Carter. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which they needed to do. They need to expand her story. So that was one of the major progressions in the story yeah. of one of the characters. And for movie audiences, this was the first time that they even were told that this was a relative yeah. Peggy Carter. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that does not come up in Winter Soldier. Right. Right. Did, did they know her last name though? No. Okay. okay. No. Yeah, I just watched Winter Soldier. Okay. It's not awesome. brought up. Okay. What's that, Dan? Uh, that scene that was like that's, that's kind of a twofold scene. So we get the death of Peggy Carter and obviously the introduction of Sharon. But it's also, if you think about it, um, it makes Bucky even more important to Cap because Peggy was one of his his, his second, well, like one of two people mm. that actually links him back to his past life. So it's going to make Cap even more protective over Bucky because he is literally the last person on the planet that he knows so I right. thought that was quite a cool thing that they did yeah, yeah. yeah I agree I thought that scene also served another purpose where it really solidified the uh, friendship between uh, Black Widow and Captain America yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. She hugged him mm-hmm. yeah it really showed that even though later on that they're gonna you know have disagreements about stuff that, that deep down they really are friends absolutely yeah, I mean, she was she was trying to talk him out of it in the middle of the fight, you know, like yep. you don't have to do this, you know where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was cool that all of Cap's friendship, and this is why this is such a Captain America movie, was the friendships. All the friendships kind of centered around Cap, mm-hmm. and and you know all these close friends and what happens to him. So the biggest thing for me with that scene was the eulogy, where mm-hmm. she said the bit about how no matter what the world says that you need to do, when you know what's right and wrong, you plant your feet and you stand right yeah. that, and that speech, that speech is straight out of a spider-man comic is it it's okay. straight out of a spider-man comic that happened after civil war okay mm. wow it, yeah it was a powerful speech it was and a good speech even if cap was wavering which it didn't appear that he was at that point that solidified his path yeah yeah for sure for sure but yeah i mean I, did you not did you not get was it not an emotional for you with the peggy carter stuff or was it no it was it, emotional it, was it okay yeah. i didn't know Cause like we all, I didn't know if it was if it hit you that hard too. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it did. really did, man. It was yeah. like very impactful. I think you know, like as soon as you read the text, it's like she's gone. She went in her sleep. Mm-hmm. You're just like as soon as like you realize, oh, that's Peggy. Yeah, right. you're like, oh, you're like, oh, fuck. Exactly. And they've had her like almost in in all these movies. Like she was even in Ant Man for Christ's sakes. Like they really like mm-hmm. she's one of those like links to all the yeah. Marvel movies mm-hmm. and everything, yeah. you know? Man. They, and they, they balanced that so well. They had that, they had this scene where, you know, you have your kind of first confrontation between Tony and Cap, and then they balance it out with, like, he has to leave the room. You know, they're sitting here having this important conversation about what's going to happen with the team, and he leaves the room because of that. There were so many moments in that in this movie that were so well balanced, and that was that was definitely yeah. one of them, mm-hmm. where you're yeah, just man. you're just listening to that argument. He walks out the room. He literally just turns around. He just gets up and he says, "I have to go." Yeah, and that is fucking it. That's, that's Captain America. Says. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was so good. It's like, and, and everyone like. No one even like really reacts because he said it in that tone of voice and that fucking short, sharp sentence. They're like, oh, Summit's fucking gone down. So they just let him get on with it. It's more important. That's more important to him than what's going on. And that's huge what's going on. So yeah, precisely. Really cool. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's jump to the, uh, the actual like, uh, the meeting, Mm -hmm. um, where they're, I think, uh, Chachaka yeah. is supposed to, you know, be talking about the the registration act, the Sokovian Accords, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And what happens there? Um, there's uh, why? Wh- wh- 
my question is, was okay, so you've got you've got a little scene here of like Black Widow talking with T'Challa. Mm-hmm. And then also then uh she leaves T'Challa and then we see like the final talk between T'Chaka and T'Challa. Mm-hmm. They're talking with one another. And then T'Chaka's giving a speech and T'Challa is chilling by the window. Was he planning on speaking next? Because I, it's like I was thinking to myself like, okay, if he's speaking next, I understand why he's at the window. So T'Chaka sits down. But it's like – like so T'Chaka's opening for – T'Challa? I, I was thought like, he was his own father's kind of bodyguard is what was going yeah, on. Yeah, man. He's, he's, uh, he's the Black Panther. He's the, you know, he's the, um, like, the, the head. Wakanda protector. Okay. Yeah, I, I just wanted somebody to explain this to me because for some reason everyone is sitting sitting down and you've got – I'm thinking, like, maybe they could have, like, I don't know, a Wakandan guard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Over by the window, it just happened to be Chachala, mm-hmm. and he's looking out the window, yeah. and he sees like somebody yell something about uh, a bomb, bomb, whatever, and then he starts running towards. I was one. I didn't know if he was waiting in the wings to to speak next. I, I so so you're saying he was his bodyguard? Yeah, he's basically the head of security for his own father, since okay. like he is the Black Panther. Okay, yeah. yeah, Panther is like the head of the 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 Wakandan like you know security force army, you know the warrior the warrior race. So that's why he's there. He's there to protect their king because he is the best warrior out of the whole damn country. Okay, I'll buy it then. I was just it was just one of those things. It was a small little thing, and I was just like, why is he? Chilling. His dad is speaking. He's not even listening. His dad is speaking yeah. and giving this really awesome speech, and he's looking out the window. <laughs> he's like in the political batter it's, box. It's like that. <laughs> it's like that fucking asshole when you were growing up and you were like playing soccer. It was like it was like that kid that was playing with the butterfly <laughs> and didn't know that somebody was actually running up there with the ball and was about ready to score on oh, you. Oh, great analogy. <laughs> hey, Dan, 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 for you, for you, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking football. about football. <laughs> well, you know the Black Panther's got like senses uh, that are like akin to Wolverines. Like he can see really far and he can like um, you know like really strong sense of smell and everything so he's going to be on the watch for any, any shit that's going down there was glass in front of that window though I didn't know what he was smelling <laughs> <laughs> he can track he can track thousands of individual um, sen- um, different senses all at once I just think he's got ADD got sidetracked <laughs> I don't know if I buy that. If I buy that in movie Black Panther or not, Dan, because if his senses are that attuned, then wouldn't he be the first one to know that it wasn't Bucky that was the one oh, who set the bomb? Oh snap! Well, he only saw it on a TV screen. You can't right. smell TV. <laughs> God, <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> Sorry. Bucky was yeah, right outside the window, though, right? What's that? Eat? But he would have been right outside the window. He's inside. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no. no that's, I'm not going to fault your logic on this one. <laughs> Dan, Shit, Dan, Dan out yeah. yeah, can you please, Dan? Jake's still trying to beat this fucking drum. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna, like. He's going to like worm his way into a. Into a <laughs> you do think Black Panther has these powers in the movies? And in, in the movies, you know what? For some reason, like I would like to say no. 
But the way he was running. Yeah, he was out running cars. Um, he's got some abilities because yeah. there's no human alive that can run as fa- that yeah. can run, that can keep at the pace that he did with two super soldiers. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, I didn't think Black Panther had that kind of like super speed. Yeah, I'm not arguing that he doesn't have abilities. I just, I'm not so sure about the uh, super smelling. Oh, okay, we're going back to smelling. <laughs> Jake's, J- sorry, Dan. Jake's hung up on smelling. Let's get into it. Let's get into a five minute. I didn't bring let's it get up. Into a five I'm, minute. Uh, five, well, let's talk about his fucking sinuses for five fucking minutes before we can move on. But whether or not he has the sense of smell thing, it, basically he was just looking out, wasn't he? He was the lookout, checking out what was on the yeah. street and what was going on, just in case there was a threat. Yes. Dude, dude, seriously, no. Like, if you were like 500 feet away and farted, he would know. <laughs> That's, he would, my point is, if that was that true, he shit. would know it was wasn't Bucky. Chadwick Boseman, his real last name is Noseman. <laughs> he's, he can smell with his. He's got a toucan nose. He knows. What'd you guys right. think? I guess now that we're talking about Black Panther, uh-huh. what'd you guys think of Chadwick? I, I thought he was fantastic. You know what? Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you know, upon first viewing, I wasn't overwhelmed. Yeah. Upon second viewing, when I looked at the subtleties and things like that i absolutely love chadwick boseman yeah i think it's a great introduction to the character i do towards the late later part of the film i do want to talk about something that i don't have an issue with i want you guys to settle this for me because i don't know okay Okay. i do have i I guess you could call it an issue with his character let's hear it let's hear it now can i can you guys want to hear it now let's talk about this now and then we'll take another break Okay. okay At the end of the movie, we're going to jump right to the end of the movie. He's he, it's the whole Zemo scene. I agree. <laughs> I have seen, and he's talking about vengeance and how it consumes you mm-hmm. and things like that, and how he won't let vengeance consume him now. Uh-huh. Um, the whole time he's just been waiting in the shadows and I guess watching Tony and Cap fight mm-hmm. and not doing anything about it, just kind of just watching as these things go down. But he's a tracker, and he's been tracking Zemo, and so he's waiting outside for Zemo and having this conversation. I've seen Black Panther in the comics be a very vengeful person. Yeah, for sure. Especially, I'm talking about Namor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So, you know, I want you to settle this for me. Like, the the Black Panther that you know would he have killed Zemo right then and there? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, I so I should have a problem. With that this. is my problem I, with I him. I don't think you should. I think it's a, it's an instance of separating comic. We don't know enough about this Black Panther yet. Mm-hmm. They did a, they did a great job, very subtly uh, making him a very regal character. Mm-hmm. Even in the airport scene mm-hmm. where uh, he's getting ready to fight Hawkeye. Oh, I love that moment. And Clint looks at him. He says, hi, my name's Clint. Yeah, we haven't met yet. We haven't met yet. And he says, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's a fucking king. Yeah. Right. He's a king of a nation. He's the fucking Black Panther. Yeah. Who, I don't fucking care who you are. This guy is like fucking like, I mean, this guy's got, this guy's got better tech than fucking Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. He's yep. just as rich 
and he's a ruler of a nation. Yeah. And you got fucking, you got, uh, you know, you got lunch pail fucking Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got blue, you got blue collar motherfucking Hawkeye. You know yeah. what? And I'm going to talk about Hawkeye later yes. because he's a fucking badass and he redeems himself. And even though I'm calling him blue collar, Mr. Fucking take my lunch pail, clock in, clock out every goddamn day. <laughs> he's a badass motherfucker. Hawkeye yes. was great. He was great. Movie. Possibly yeah. the best Hawkeye we've seen yes. is in this movie. Yes. yes. Yeah, by far. But I liked, I liked, I liked that, I, just the subtle things that they did with Black Panther. Yeah. As, like, I don't care. You think Black Panther has better tech than Tony Stark? I think he has better materials and better access to, because he's got the vibranium, but I don't think he has the smarts of Tony Stark. Hmm. I think that this is technology, in this universe, in the MCU, yeah. this, this, this Wakanda has been hidden away from society. I think when you get Tony, into the lab, I think Tony's going to be blown away by what he sees. Hmm, yeah. They got a, got a, they got a cryogenic fucking freezing uh, thing on Bobber. Bobber. That's the Wakandians that have that. At the they very were in end, Wakanda. Yeah. Okay. They were in Wakanda for Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah at Bucky. the very end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, at I, the very end, they were in Wakanda. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm saying. A cryogenic. Freezing chamber mm-hmm. in Wakanda. Yeah. Okay. I think I know you should have known because the fucking Russos probably flashed on the screen <laughs> in fucking jolly green giant size on the goddamn screen. No, I don't think they ever did that. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> I think it's a joke. W- without having any comic real reference to the character from a cinematic point of view, you're going to hear that a, a lot, listeners. Shash. They did a great job. They did a great job of keeping his his overall character arc great. Uh, he, he's been born and bred to eventually be the ruler of a nation. He watches his dad die in front of him, and he's overwhelmed with grief and vengeance. And throughout the movie, he's pursuing who he believes to be the killer. And when he finds out different, and then he sees what it's doing to everybody, he overcomes that. And he he is the bigger man. Huh. I thought it was great. I no, thought it no, was no, awesome. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I thought it was great in the story, too. I said it's not an issue. I just want to know what you guys think. I think comic book Black Panther would have killed him. Would have killed yeah. Zemo. I, that's what I'm asking. 100% agree. I that, think he would have done, like like you said, comic book Panther would have killed Zemo easily. He would be fucking dead. Yes. But I think that that's, that's kind of the Black Panther that the story starts with. And then he, you know, like that's probably what he's been like for years. Mm-hmm. And then... It sort of this whole situation and this whole experience changes that outlook. So then, you know, then he won't. He'll be like, you know, the Batman, that not the Zack Snyder Batman. What does this do for Claw though? I mean, Claw killed T'Chaka uh-huh. in the comics. Yeah. Where, where's the story going? Yeah. Are we getting more Andy Serkis's Claw, or or are we led to believe now that these are going to be Marvel team up films. Let's save that question okay. for when we come back. We're going to take a break, and the reason because I, I, I want to talk about it's a great question because I want to talk yeah. about Marvel team up films because I think this movie kind of screams that that's that could be the direction where the MCU is going. And we know we're getting that from the next Thor with it being a Thor Hulk buddy movie. They even reference it yeah. in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So let's take a pause. We'll come right back.
Hey, we're back. All right. I, t- I started teasing, and this is going to get into some stuff that we haven't talked about, but I started teasing about like team-up teams for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I want to talk about this mm-hmm. because I feel like there's tons of possibilities for team-up teams now. They even talk about it in this movie, like where's Hulk, where's Thor? Well, we know that in Thor Ragnarok, the next movie, mm-hmm. we're getting a team-up movie between Thor and Hulk. And I think this is going to be something that they continue to do in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is any movie that comes out now is going to be a team-up team. Maybe not Doctor Strange. Maybe yeah. not even Black Panther, right? No, I'm thinking Black Panther. Yeah, we've got somebody chilling in a cryogenic chamber at the end of this movie that yeah. he might want to awake at the mm. end of that film. Mm. Also, we don't know where... Um, okay, let's just... Fuck it. Let's skip it. Let's talk about this fucking yeah. shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> if you're listening to this fucking podcast this deep, you've already watched the movie. Yeah. We already gave you the spoiler warning. At the end of the movie, who is it that rescues, uh, you know, uh, Hawkeye, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Falcon, when they're in the prison? It's Captain America. Yeah. How did yeah. he get there? I'm guessing... I'm guessing because of the post credit scene, hmm. I'm guessing that Black Panther flew him and flew him there in that dope ass fucking Quinjet. Fuck yeah. Hmm. So That's... Black how else would he have gotten there? He they, they don't want, they they're, they're not they're not sanctioned. Yeah. I'm thinking Black Panther was the one that fucking took him out to this remote fucking prison out in the middle of the ocean. I don't see any other way that Cap's going to get there. He's not swimming right. there. Undetected. Falcon flew him there. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Iron Man sure is fucked in. Right. Falcon was in the prison. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So. Red Wing. I'm guessing. <laughs> I, Red Bull. He drank Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull gave him wings no. and he flew there. On his shoes. Yeah. Okay. Idiocy aside. <laughs> wings on his helmet. That's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the new tech is the wings on the side of his helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Flapping around looking like Kid Icarus and shit. Anyway, okay. Idiots aside. (laughs) Now you love me as a prank. I'm thinking the only way he got out there was because of Black Panther. Now, these guys are now, as as War Machine called them, criminals. And I, as soon as fucking Don Chadle called Captain America a criminal, I wanted to jump through the fucking screen and slap him in his fucking face. He's like, congratulations, <laughs> Captain. Now you're a criminal. Oh, I was so pissed off. He reminded me of that little fucking hall monitor that would catch you or shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your hall pass? Exactly. Fuck you. Right. Fuck you. So I'm guessing that Black Panther was the one that flew Captain America out there to get these guys. And so now these guys are criminals, as Don Chadle, War Machine, would call them. And so where are they going to be hanging out? I'm guessing that they're going to be – I'm guessing that Falcon and Cap are going to be hanging out in – Maybe even Scarlet Witch and, and Hawkeye, for all we know, hanging out in Wakanda, mm-hmm. protected in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. That I, makes total sense. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna do all those characters for the next Black Panther film, but I can definitely see a surprise appearance, maybe at the end of the Black Panther movie, mm-hmm. where they unfreeze. The Winter Soldier. Absolutely. Yeah. I could see that too. Do you think the Black Panther movie will, will be flashback though? I kind of was thinking that that might be the case. I would hope not. Yeah, like his origin? I'd like a little bit of that at least, to okay. be honest with you. 
I think I got I think I got out of it what I wanted mm-hmm. because I feel like this movie is a is is finally is like saying like hey if you haven't watched these six seven other films that this movie directly kind of like mm-hmm. the themes of these and, and, and plots of like these six seven other movies if I you, agree if with you this. haven't watched them well then you're kind of out of luck you're not going to know what's going on in Civil War yeah so I feel like Marvel's just kind of saying like to their audience like. You, you might have want to watch these other movies if if you're sitting in the, if you're sitting in a seat right now mm-hmm. you you definitely wanted to watch these other movies yeah. like none of the Thor movies played into this but I, I'd say there's at least like you know Iron Man Iron Man two Avengers um, all these other movies played into the plots of this film and I feel like like uh, Black Panther at this point like. Um, It'd be nice to get some exposition, mm-hmm. yeah. But I don't know if I have to get flashbacks. Um, I feel like, like I know, I kind of like know who this guy is at this point. I I, that's, I agree with you. Yeah, I feel like I know who he is too. I just think that would be fun. Yeah, like I, I see that being a good time, seeing like him donning the mantle for the first time and yeah. becoming the Black Panther like that. It's an or it's not like Spider Man and Batman. Yeah. It's like an origin story that I really haven't like seen beaten to death, mm-hmm. and I'm actually interested in seeing yeah. to like learn a little bit more about the whole thing. Dan, what are you thinking, man? I think I, I agree with Jake. I'd like to see like how he got his powers and everything like that, and actually have like some of it explained because one of the really cool things about Civil War is we got visual representations of how strong, fast all these characters are and even vision like a lot of people don't know about vision like a lot of your sort of normal cinema going audience have no idea what his power set is and it was perfectly represented when hawkeye was firing the arrows at him and they were just like passing through him and stuff like that and then you know because like you know he can change his density so like the arrows go through him then he takes out that that baton and starts wailing on him Mm -hmm. and the first few go through him and then the next ones just keep hitting him on the face and he gets denser and denser until it snaps so it was just it's really clever the way they use like you know the visual representation to show the powers yeah it's awesome that we were asking you about black panther and you're talking (laughs) (laughs) talking about i'm I'm just you go back to civil war (laughs) talking about vision i would like to see like those powers that we saw from black panther your your superpower is getting sidetracked (laughs) (laughs) i'm a fucking mess it's more like an std i gave it to him (laughs) yeah i'd even like to so far as see like T'Chaka as the Black Panther before T'Challa, even in the yeah, Black Panther. Yeah, that would Panther. be really cool. Mm. I'll really enjoy that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go Captain America first Avenger on this one. No, I don't. Where either. we have to go back and see T'Chaka? No, oh, I think I do. <laughs> with the slate <laughs> of films, I disagree wholeheartedly with that. I, I want more Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like the the only reason that he would do that is he's having some kind of confliction with what he's doing in the next movie. Like he's having conflict, so they got to flash back to where he came from. I, I don't know if that's necessary for that character. Oh, I want more Chadwick Boseman too. I'm not talking a whole T'Chaka movie, right? But just to see it for a moment would be really cool for me. Mm-hmm. Almost at this point, I feel like you can kind of accept the idea that there are all these superpowered beings from all over the place, and without having to retcon it or do a movie with a bunch of flashbacks, they kind of already told you who he is and what he does. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like, my, the biggest question I have for Black Panther is like. How is Claw 
involved now. Right. That's right. like that's like my thing. It's like I I I guess like I think they can establish like this guy's a ruler of a nation in the film pretty quickly and how powerful he is. I think we will see more claw to get back to that question. I do, but like see like where's the introduction now? Because like the introduction's laid out in the comic books because like he's the one that kills the father. But now that we find out in this one that it's actually Zemo that did the bomb, mm-hmm. it's like now now it's like where does claw come into this thing cuz like they've already kind of shown like how vibranium was vital i guess to ultron but like and how ultron wanted to get well, the vibranium ties so, in yeah it ties in but like claw like where like where is like why why is claw like the arch nemesis like how are they going to work him into the new story cuz he's a black market vibranium dealer He's illegally mining the vibranium mm-hmm. without the permission of the king right. or T'Challa. And I think that's the – I mean, granted, it's not as powerful as as the original explanation. Yeah. And you could build upon that. But I think that is that is a lot. I mean, they take their shit serious. Just like you said, everything's in secret. Right. And for him to be selling this stuff on the black market basically to the highest bidder, I think that's enough to fucking put him in the fucking – Eye scope of Black Panther and T'Challa. Yeah. I mean, do you think that they might kind of, you know how they like blend at like characters in these movies, like we got with Deadpool and everything, like the main villain, and that was kind of, oh, I thought you meant, I thought you meant characters? blend characters, like how like Ant Man was inside Iron Man's suit. <laughs> right, no. no, not Great. like that. And how like, how, uh, how Vision like went into Giant Man. <laughs> no, not quite that He's way. inside but... me. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking maybe. That's um... what she said, right, Frank? <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking maybe that they might kind of marry up um, Claw with uh, Eric Killmonger, the guy that sort of tried to usurp Black Panther, mm. um, and like he was like trying to destabilize the the country as well because they're so like powerful, like economically because of their vibranium resources and stuff. Maybe he tries to, I don't know. I, that's just something that I just came up with. I don't think uh, I don't think that'll happen. They've already established that Claw is pretty much. A money-hungry bad guy, and that's yeah. his motivation. Yeah, but that's what I mean, dude. Like, you know, maybe he like tries to take control of the like the vibranium deposits to make even more cash. Don't now, know. I can get behind that, but to like usurp the T'Challa as the king of Wakanda, I don't think that's going to be his motivations. It, no, but, I, I, yeah. I think what you're saying is like it is difficult being that like okay, if his father's death mm-hmm. like didn't bring about you know, Black Panther killing Zemo, like, what is Claw going to bring to the table that's mm-hmm. going to, you know, make make him his number one enemy at that point? This guy killed his dad. Yeah, I, I don't want to see him, like, screw up more villains yeah. in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because, like, you know, they, they like, for me, they really let me down with uh, Mandarin. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. The whole reason I tossed that movie. That movie was, like, really good up until like we got that reveal um for me mm-hmm. it is actually it wasn't that great but it was i was getting ready to say what <laughs> <laughs> that that's that, that's what that's i guess what turned it from a taste it maybe to a toss it okay at that point so if that makes sense yeah i don't want to see him screw up any more villains and i'm not saying that they like got villains right in this movie 100 percent. like zemo was not portrayed the way that everybody wanted him to be portrayed no but me on the flip side i felt like you know what it's unfortunate okay okay let's just not call let's not call daniel Brulzimo. Okay. agreed i did not like that he was sokovian yeah 
Oh, he, true. He, he's not high, not with Hydra at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that, I was not a fan of that. Yeah, he's he was just, just a bitter Betty because of the events. Could that this happened be the Sokovia. origin story of Baron Zemo? Though, are we watching the origin story, and are we watching like the are we watching like the rise of Hydra again? Because apparently Hydra was destroyed in the latest Agents of Shields episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we watching the rise of Hydra again? Through Baron Zemo, it's possible. It's one of the only bad guys that they haven't killed off. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I I just don't think that they're going to build that much upon. Ag- I don't think Agents of Shield knowledge matters too much with with Kevin Feige in these yeah, movies. I well, I've I've one hundred percent agreed with you I, about that point on every other podcast that we've done. I'm just saying, like, they didn't kill this character off. I'm asking, like, did are we watching? And there's a reason I think that he's still alive. That 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 that. T'Challa spared him. Are we did are we watching is this the new origin story of what we could know as Baron Zemo? Much like Crossbones, next time we see him, he'll be escaped and with the full on mask and everything. Well if that's the case, then, then he'll, he'll die. die the first right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're definitely saving him for something. There's a reason he's kept around after this film ends. And I think it is the origin of Baron Zemo. I think, I think yeah. this is the slow build to what he becomes. I think it's a little bit of that, and I think it's a little bit of the outcry from fans saying you kill off your villains too quickly. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how I felt about that scene where Black Panther didn't kill him. Was that a reaction to the outcry that you never keep any of these villains around? See, that's the thing. It's like, we, in this movie, we, we, we already got the re- huge crazy reveal of like Bucky killing. Yeah. Stark's parents. Yeah. And like, like, you know, like to see that and then like, oh, let's, let's cap it off with Black Panther killing Zemo. Right, right. Who's sitting there, you know, just sitting, <laughs> talking, chilling, looking at the mountains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. It's Taking like, a smoke break. Yeah. Uh, that, that, you know, back to that, just real quick. He was hell bent on killing Bucky because he thought he killed his father. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then he just lets Zemo go. I mean, well, he he doesn't let him well, go, no, but he, he imprisons him. He watches. I mean, we already talked about him watching, like, oh, the, he, the fighting ensue between Cap and Iron Man. And he saw how pointless. He's watching that, that Zemo's winning. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like that whole, like, what's in the box moment in Seven, you yeah. know? Are you going to flip out and uh, fucking shoot Kevin Spacey in the head? Or, it is, yeah. Or are you just going to be like, oh, sure, you just gave me a, a box with my wife's head in it. Cool, take him away, guys. Right. <laughs> right. You know, like honestly, I, I kind of side with Brad Pitt. I uh-huh. would shoot the guy in the fucking head. Yeah. 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 If, if, I guess if me shooting you in the head and you're the big winner, that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck it. Yeah, you won, fucker. Right. And, and, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, <laughs> Spoiler warning for seven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get you. I get you now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was. <laughs> what was that, Dan? I said, "God damn it!" <laughs> no, go ahead, Jay. Fuck anyone that hasn't seen Seven yet. Yeah, too right, dude. No shit. Yeah. But yeah, for them to keep him around, obviously, obviously, he's coming back in some capacity. Yeah, but I'm kind of thinking like what Jake's saying, like Captain America Four. Here we got Baron Zemo again, and five <laughs> minutes into the movie, he fucking gets killed. <laughs> Yeah, he's the next next one. Yeah, I mean, what what do you do against somebody that is a normal person like Crossbones and like Baron Z? 
Zemo and you have the Scarlet Witch and Vision, like, mm-hmm. and Hulk and Thor for that matter. I mean, how do you handle those characters besides just fucking blowing well, them it, shit? He can't, well, how, what is Baron Zemo going to do at this point? Create the Masters of Evil. See, ah. well, well, see, the thing is, it's like, for me, it's like, I kept thinking to myself, like, you know, okay, so he got them to fight against each other, like, that was his plan. Yeah. That was his whole plan. He succeeded in that plan. It's like, maybe, do they just keep him in prison, or or does he go for more vengeance? Yeah, that that depends on Everett Ross's, you know, what his motivations are. Like, what yeah. is that? We don't know what his motivations are at all in this. He's He's kind of a minor character in the background, but you know he's up to something, so... What is his motivation? Guys, as much as I'd like to talk about Zemo for another hour, let's move on. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Brian, I got a real quick question for you. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned Iron Man 3, it reminded me of something that Tony Stark <clears throat> said in this film. Uh, it's almost as if they tried to explain away what happened from the end of Iron Man 3, given that we didn't have any explanation, like he destroyed the suits. Yeah. He mentioned that he destroyed the suits, mm-hmm. and then he just kept going, and that's part of what helped them to lose Pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that seem like a little bit of a flimsy retcon yes. to you? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's what it screamed to me, too. It's like, okay, we've got something we kind of half-ass got to explain, so let's throw a two-bit-ass line in there. I 100% agree with it you. It felt more like an explanation as to why Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't there to me than why he had a suit again at the Age of Ultron. Well, yeah, but it they were covering like the, a lot of things. It felt like it. the cheesy shit in like the first Avengers no, I, movie where Thor's like, oh, Natalie Portman couldn't make it. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> it's all in the same. I agree still. with both of you, but yeah. like what Frank's saying is like his explanation – like. They could have just made up something like, oh, me and Pepper are having a, an argument right now. We're, yeah. But no, he, he, he tied it into Iron Man 3. And he referenced destroying all the just, suits, which they never did in Age of Ultron at all. Right. Exactly. Like, Frank, you're 100% right. Like, he directly talked about Iron Man 3. Everybody write which, this down. Brian said I'm right. <laughs> Frank, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's being recorded, wow. Frank. <laughs> yes! You don't need to We're write We're going to lose down. this episode. See, I know it. The, well, I, the problem I have with Iron Man 3 is like the entire movie, it's like he's talking about how he doesn't need the suits and how like, you know, like, I don't need these suits. I'm, you know, like, and, and like, like that's Shane Black is trying to show him as, as this innovative scientist and like going to like Home Depot or, <laughs> and then, you know, he's fucking going on like a fucking Home Depot like grocery list run and like making his own tech by you know on his own out there and he's fucking you know Johnny MacGyver and all this shit and he's gonna go after the real Mandarin uh, which is Guy Pierce and he's gonna fucking take him on well he's like so how does he defeat him uh, with the extremist virus that <laughs> and was, was that, no, no, with the extremist virus that was injected into his girlfriend, right? Yeah. <laughs> so no, he, yeah, I don't need, I don't need all my tech. I, I'm Iron Man. I can beat you with just my mind or my girlfriend named Pepper Potts that got injected by extremists. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like that's the dumbest fucking. That you call that a payoff? It's like, come on, that's how you're gonna fucking end this movie. You already fucking screwed me with the Mandarin reveal. Yeah. Hi, my name's Trevor. Ha, big fucking joke. Okay, yeah, you pulled the rug out from under me. You got me. Yeah. You got me. And then, and then you t- the whole movie you build up how Tony doesn't need his tech, and how he can just do shit on his own, and and and, and be and and be the winner. And who who fucking defeats Guy Pierce? The, the real Mandarin mm-hmm. at the end of his fucking girlfriend with the extremist virus. Yeah. I sorry. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I just wish they would I would have rather he not even try to address it at all at this point. 
Because it was so weak and it was flimsy. And like you said, he should have just said, yeah, we and Pepper are having problems and leave it there. But I blame, he had to try bl- to tie it in. I blame the writers for that one because I will go on the record and say that I'll tell you my favorite character in this entire movie was Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a good Iron Man in a long time. I hated Avengers Age of Ultron. I thought it was too jokey. Yeah. Way too jokey. Everybody was a fucking comedian in that movie. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he fucking nailed it. Didn't like him in Iron Man 3. Didn't like him in Iron Man 2. This was the best Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man I've seen in a long time. When they are sitting there and they're talking about the, what happened in Sokovia, and he fucking just lays it out for him, and he's like, yeah, when we're in Sokovia and we're kicking ass. Oh, yeah, that was a great scene. Great scene. Yeah. yeah. Great scene. He's like, we're kicking ass in Sokovia, the way he said it. Yeah, real smart ass. Real smart ass. Yeah. And he talks about the boy that died. Yeah. And it's like, wow, man, that's a powerful moment. Mm. And when he, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about our first introduction to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about they're recruiting. They're recruiting. They got to recruit. And so now, you know, Mackie, Falcon, he's going to go recruit a guy. That we've seen in another movie. Yes. And Tony's going to recruit a guy. So Tony goes to recruit a guy. I love the fact that the first time that we see Spider-Man in this movie, it's out of the suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we get to see him in his everyday life. With Aunt May, and he and he's wearing the backpack, which almost looks like the old Garfield suit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And he's wearing that backpack, and he walks in, and he's got his fucking iPhone headphones in, has no idea that fucking Tony's chilling on the couch with his fucking hot aunt. And I'm telling you, <laughs> oh Marissa, Marissa Tomei Woo! looks absolutely smoking gorgeous. She's in this lovely. Movie. I yeah. agree. She's lovely. Oh, man, it's 2016. I'm masturbating to Aunt May. <laughs> what a fucking future. In the theater, Jake. What a few future we live in, right? <laughs> I was, yeah, I was masturbating myself. <laughs> the hole in the bottle of both your buckets of popcorn. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it got rebuttered. <laughs> oh, shit. You <laughs> got re-nuttered. <laughs> Dan. Dan. Oh, hell. <laughs> Dan, how many times did you masturbate to Aunt May? Oh, at least five. Oh, shit. Well, she's only in the movie for like six re-butted. minutes. Oh, God, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, Spidey. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, it, like, like you said, he had the backpack and everything, and he was carrying that, like, DVD player as well. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, perfectly good DVD player. Just sat in a dumpster. Like, oh, it was so good. I've, I read somewhere that how Tom Holland got the part was they actually had to audition mm-hmm. with Robert Downey Jr. and Ooh. Chris Evans. And Chris Evans, yeah. And they and they filmed them and and they basically saw which which actor had the best chemistry with them. Fuck me, it showed so much in this scene how good he reacted off of Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was awesome, man. I yeah. just loved that scene so much. Think about it. I mean, guys, we could have had uh, Asa Butterfield from, you know, and I'm not saying the kid's a bad actor. I enjoyed Hugo. Mm-hmm. But um, Tom Holland, a relatively unknown, comes into this role. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I Tupperware this kid. Me too. As Same. Spider-Man. This is, in my opinion, the best representation of Peter Parker 
and Spider-Man that I've ever seen in 25 to 30 minutes on screen. Yeah. Yeah, it was yep. it was pretty fucking amazing. I was blown away too. It was very exciting. I loved how he felt like he actually seemed awkward. It wasn't forced. He was all nervous and shit because he knows who Tony Stark is. Mm-hmm. It was really cool as hell. And then when we get to the airport Does scene. Does the grant involve there. money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very, he took it very much like an audition, which was very clever, a clever way to approach the whole thing. So they get into the bedroom and they start talking and it's like he references, this is just awesome, he references Uncle Ben dying without even saying Uncle Ben, without even mentioning a death. He Thank says, you. it yes. was amazing. I and, love that. We all knew it when we mm-hmm. heard it. And he's talking about, it's when you have the power to stop bad things from happening and you don't do anything about them, that's when bad things happen. I love that yeah. they reworded oh it because we've heard that saying so many times. Mm-hmm. And it's just awesome. After having seen the death of the Waynes again in another Batman film, this just felt really refreshing because we already know who he is. I agree yeah. with Frank. I thought that was very clever when Tony asked why he did it. Like, I was just, oh, here it comes. With great power comes great responsibility. Right. And they, they were able to avoid that but still make it almost even more powerful. Even the kids, even the kids' nervous hand movements. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even his nervous hand movements was, just blew me away. Just the subtle things like that. And I also enjoyed uh, when he – when 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 he was talking about how um in high school now he can't just like join the football team yeah mm-hmm. yep he said before this he was kind of like a nerdy geeky kid and he couldn't do those things but now that he's got these powers and he can do those things it doesn't mean that he can still do those other things now yeah. and i was just like wow this kid he's he's not like articulate but he's got a good grasp on, like, how he should carry himself out from this point. That, like, like he's unlike a- fucking Andrew Garfield Spider Man oh, making God. baskets from half court as soon as he gets fucking power. <laughs> right, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he def he definitely plays. He goes, he goes all Teen Wolf and shit. <laughs> <laughs> He definitely played his age. Like it felt like correct. It felt totally correct. He wasn't he wasn't uh as mature with his answers as as some of the other interpretations of Spider-Man would have been, but this is him at this age and it made total sense that he was kind of in the dark about certain mm-hmm. things, but he's a really smart kid at the same time mm-hmm. and he's got a really good heart and you caught that from 5 minutes of him as Peter Parker. You caught all yeah. of that. And I liked how he said that he it happened 6 months ago, so he's still trying to find his way. He's he's still awkward with everything yeah. and awkward with being a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like in the Raimi Spider-Man like in the first one, like I think the writing is dead on. And, and the acting from Tobey Maguire is dead on, but I can just never mentally get past the fact that I'm looking at a 30-year-old playing a high school kid in that right. movie. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, I, I think he nailed the tone. It's just you, you're, I mentally could never get past, like, okay. I never felt like Tobey Maguire was the as quippy. No, I, I agree with that, but I definitely felt – I think Tobey Maguire nailed the awkwardness in the first Spider-Man. Like, it was class, a classic Raimi, awkward, social outcast character. Yeah. And I think he nailed that part. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I enjoy those movies because I am more of a fan of Raimi. I, I agree. And his directorial style and his vision. Because Raimi is like, like you, I, I guarantee you, if you try to, if you show me five movies 
And I've never seen a, a Raimi movie, and you slip a Raimi movie in there, and you tell me which one's the Raimi movie. I can tell you visually. I, I know oh, I could it's so easy. Yeah, you tell you know. I mean, you sh- you fucking. I love Raimi. I love his visual style. I I I, I think he's a fantastic director. But I I I I, I like Tobey Maguire, but I didn't ever like love him. I think I liked him more in the f- first movie. Agreed. Than I did in any other movies. I, I think in the first movie, Raimi put a lot of himself into the direction of that character. Yeah. The awkward, introverted, dorky right. guy. I right. think Raimi was almost portraying himself as a teenager in the writing of mm-hmm. those first Spider-Man scenes. Yeah, but I think like this was, for me, this kid, Tom Holland, just nailed it. Yeah. Just nailed it. Yeah, he this. was great. Um, and uh the fact that, that, that Tony's recruiting him. Can we talk about this? Because, like, well, you weren't here. You weren't here a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it, Ryan was here. And I think I was here. You were here. I was talking about – I don't know if you were here for this segment, though. But, I like, the, like we got an email from a listener. He says, do you think, like, in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie, do you think that Tony should just be in there for ten minutes and kind of, like, be a quick mentor, like, on a rooftop and then bounce the fuck out? Yeah. And I really was passionate, very passionate, this entire that entire segment where I said no. I said I want to see a Spider-Man, Iron Man team-up movie. Mm-hmm. I said we need to have Tony Stark – Hold his hand throughout that entire fucking movie and usher him into this universe because you know what? We saw what happened in the first three Raimi movies. They ran out of track. Mm-hmm. They ran out of track. It was unfortunate. And because, well, what happened? Well, they, they, they gave us like, you know, half an hour of venom and totally destroyed that story. And, <laughs> and, you know, they ran out of track with the rogues gallery. They had already killed off, you know, Osborne and they ran out of track. There's only so far you can take that character without the larger Marvel cinematic, all the other Marvel characters. There's only so far you can go before you run out of track. Yeah. And so I felt like, I felt like, no, we need to have Iron Man in there within the entire movie to usher him into this universe, a la Star Wars The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. where you have Harrison Ford saying to Finn in certain scenes, I like this kid. Mm-hmm kind of handing the torch off to him. And I felt like they started that off here in this movie by introducing our first appearance of Spider-Man. Well, who's in that scene with him? Robert Downey Jr., who I felt that Spider-Man had a huge connection with from the Mm get-go. It almost felt like a father figure slash mentor now that he doesn't have Uncle Ben there. And this was what I was hoping for in Civil War, and which makes me still say, yes, Spider-Man Homecoming should be a team-up between Spider-Man and Iron Man. The entire movie should be these two guys. Yeah. Because of the chemistry that they had in this movie. Now, the second Spider-Man film? Yeah, Tony, you can back off. Right, right. But in this first movie, I think in order to... Homecoming means, man, come on. And, and, and who else, who else to better usher this kid in? But their flags, this is how much they love Spider-Man. This is how much fucking Marvel, MCU, Marvel Studios fucking trust Sony. Oh, we're gonna give you our flagship character of fucking Tony Stark, fucking Robert Downey Jr. for your whole movie, which we're not gonna make a dime on? 
Here you go. You can have them. And this is, I think this is what audiences want after this movie. Talk I, to I, me. I agree. I, after this apartment scene, the first thought is, wow, I'm eating crow. Cause the chemistry between Robert Downey Jr. and fucking Tom Holland just blew me away. Great. I think you made a great point with the mentor. I thought the same thing. The way they bonded over Spider-Man creating his own web fluid. Yeah. And just the awe in Tom Holland's face that he was getting, like, you know, Tony Stark was like, wow, you made this yourself? And you yeah. can see how excited he was that someone he idolized was complimenting mm-hmm. something that he had done and everything. Just this whole scene. The banter the yeah. back is great. Tom Holland being scared that Tony was going to say stuff to Aunt May yes. was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and how he was kind of reluctant to even you know show his whole hand and tell him everything. And how Tony had to like poke around to find the suit. Oh, he knew where it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am glad that I missed the episode that you got this email. Yeah. Because I would have been just violently against that. That I no, I took advantage. But yeah, after, I took advantage <laughs> after seeing like, this. Jay and Ryan, I think like they also at the beginning of that were probably thinking, yeah, ten minutes of Iron Man is fine with me. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I stuck to my fucking guns, mm-hmm. and I wanted all Iron Man, all Spider Man for the Homecoming movie. That's what I want. I got a question. Yeah, who in a perfect world are you casting as the villain? For Spider-Man and Iron Man to team up and fight. Oh my God! It, it, for me, yeah, it, like, yeah, before. Oh man, that's a tough. one. I know, I know. I, that's a hard one to spring on you because, like, you know, they, like the rumor was like, like Michael Keaton was playing Vulture. Yeah. Um, I've I've always wanted to see Craven. Mm-hmm. Um, see, both those villains seem small potatoes though. to Iron Man. To, yeah. to, to both of them. Yeah, agreed. Um. That's the thing. It's like it would have to be. It has to be somebody of a greater magnitude, and they can't really have. Um, you can't really introduce like uh, Osborne, Norman Osborne, this early, in my opinion, for yeah. this movie. I would love them to do Mysterio. Oh, Mysterio, and not same thing, and not advertise it. What yes. you what you advertise is a a crazy fucking like Avengers fucking villain. I don't know fuck the return of Ultron for all I care. You know, just some kind of crazy Avengers villain. Mm-hmm. And then the reveal is that it's it that villain doesn't even exist. It's all just Mysterio's machinations. Hmm. I would love that. It'd be such a fucking swerve to have Mysterio be the main villain and not advertise that he was. Like I, I think that would be such a great gimmick. And it's a good place to start. I'm thinking Paul Giamatti back as a rhino. Oh, gosh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> How can you be so right for the last 10 minutes? <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> no, guys, like I, like, I had no idea when I was fucking, like, making my declaration that I wanted, you know, these guys in a whole... I didn't know if I was going to be right or not, but I had, I had faith in, like, you know, the reviews that I had heard between, about Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and now just watching this movie is just confirmation for me that... This is this is what audiences deserve. We, yeah. we we deserve we deserve to see these two characters on the screen together. That like that's a that's a present. Yeah. That is a gift. I've turned a new leaf completely this on is, this. This is the best Spider-Man I've ever seen on yeah, screen. Agreed. And and Robert Downey Jr is the best Iron Man we'll ever get, guys. Yeah. We're like we're living like you know like what's weird is like people will talk about like you know in sports like and I I will too. Like I got to watch Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I got to watch Michael Jordan. That whole team in that, that era. That whole team. Awesome. I, I got to watch him growing up. Guys, well, if you're a geek like 
we are in like the fucking golden age of comic book movies right now. This is the golden age of comic mm-hmm. book movies. And we got the best fucking actor that's ever going to play Iron Man ever in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. You can, 200 years down the road, you're never going to see another actor be able to portray this character the way that RDJ is fucking doing it right now. Oh, for sure. And yeah. for the next 200 years, everyone that plays Iron Man will, will be, be compared. compared to Robert Downey Jr. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And so, guys, for us to finally get a good Spider-Man appearance in a movie mm-hmm. and then for, for them to trust this kid with 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 the best fucking Iron Man you're ever going to see on screen. We're going to get these two in a movie. This is a gift from Marvel Studios, and I want to say thank you to fucking Marvel. Yeah. For ma- go all out. Go balls out with this. Don't give me no fucking ten minutes of RDJ in that movie. Give me. <laughs> I want a whole fucking movie of those two palling around. I want to hear them two fucking going back and forth. I want this kind of like father son relationship. I want to hear. I want it. Dude, I, 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 it could be, uh, this could be like the best movie ever. Yeah, you make a great point. Now, I don't, not only do I want to see the Iron Man, Spider Man team up, I want to see lots of Peter and Tony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that you, you're making that exact point. Yes. Like, I, I want a ton of that. I want fucking Peter visiting fucking Stark Labs and Tony showing him around yeah. and him being all wide eyed at all the innovation going on there, you know, coming up with new innovation right on and the spot. And him surprising Tony. Yeah. One of the things that I thought that was really cool about it was it was his same personality in and out of the suit. Whereas we really haven't really gotten that before, where Toby was a little bit different in and out of the suit, and Garfield definitely was. Um, but I, I got the same feeling that it was the same personality, him having fun, still being kind of awkward and not really knowing what to do. Um, I think he still gets a little bit more bravery when he puts that suit on, though. Well, yeah, but like he's like, hey, look at this, like especially with the uh, the Star Wars bit. With what he did with Ant Man, did everybody else call that before it happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not unexpected. That was hilarious. I, I honestly didn't think that they would do it in yeah. the movie. That was so good. And I thought that I was going to have to bring up the fact that, like, didn't you want to see him go all at at on him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the web around his leg, tying yeah. his legs up. I, Oops. I definitely. I didn't make the Empire Strikes Back connection. Oh, I did. But I yeah. definitely thought they were going to web his legs up and make him fall out. <laughs> I, I don't know. I must have been fucking drunk. I or totally was. I, I was totally was... going to get on the podcast. If they didn't do it in the movie, if yeah. they didn't reference it, I was totally going to get on the podcast and be like, oh my God, wouldn't it have been awesome if he would have went all ad ad on it? <laughs> or if he did and they didn't sit, make that line. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was the best thing ever when he said, hey, do you guys remember that old Star Wars movie? He didn't even call it like by name or whatever. That was how I don't he think referenced it. He even said it. Star Wars. I think he said that old movie. Yeah. That, well, he didn't say Star Wars. He didn't? He said no. that. Yeah, you guys, he have said, you ever seen that? Plus Strikes Back. Yeah. He, just, yeah. he says Empire Strikes guys, Back. Ever- that old movie, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How old is this kid? <laughs> yeah. He's playing a I six. He's playing a six, fifteen or sixteen year old, yeah. and in real life, he's nineteen. Yeah. Um, um. Man, that was so good. It was just. I love the fact that it was like it was a joke within a joke as yeah. well. Yeah. So as soon as he referenced it, it's a joke. But then they actually play it as a joke in the film. It, yeah. It, it, it really kind of cool. honestly, it's like I kind of felt like they were just kind of like reminding you that he's a young kid, and it's like. Yeah. I get it. I know how. Like, we don't really need to date him. Yeah. I think I think the joke would have worked. It would have been just fine if you would have just said, like, hey, guys, have you ever seen Empire Strikes Back? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that part where, like, he's a geeky kid. Right. Yeah. Like, he should know this movie, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, fuck them for reminding me I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> while, uh, while, while they're recruiting him... 
um, Cap and Falcon are recruiting Ant-Man. And this is the only motivation, really, that I call into question because the entire movie of Ant-Man, he's trying to avoid going to jail because he wants to, you know, be there with his daughter. And so they call in a favor or he's just, you know, Caps his idol and that's why he's willing to risk it all. And he just kind of blows it off. He's like, they say, well, you know, you, you, you could go away for a while or be wanted. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm used to that. I'm used to that. Yeah. That, that seemed a little weird because his entire motivation in his debut movie was, you know, I need, I need to be able to be there with my daughter. It was Captain America asking for a favor though. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he very lovingly <laughs> addressed I, that. I can see that, but still it seemed to, it, that was the only issue that I had with it. It wasn't major, but still it's like, eh. I think you score yeah. points with your daughter if you publicly help Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. if you get thrown in federal prison, you ain't gonna see her for a while, so that kind of blows the whole theme of the first movie. Yeah, that's actually something that I didn't even, like, pick up on, cause I just thought the same as Jake and Jay, that, like, Captain America asked for a favor, and of course you're gonna fucking say yes, it's fucking Captain America, but um, you know, not being a parent or anything. And that could be right. what it is, cause I'm the well, only yeah, one. Like you said, like, you're totally right, in Ant-Man, all he wanted to do was be with his kids, so I kind of, you know, not being a dad or anything, it was his just, kid, no, guys, I his, that connection. His but, yeah, kid was right. in, his kid was in Sokovia and died. <laughs> well, maybe his fucking, maybe his... <laughs> <laughs> Brian, his maybe kid, his, no, his, his kid was watching Iron Man out the window and saying, "Oh, look, it's Iron Man." And then I call bullshit on that because he looked at Wanda and said, "You're great too." Got, <laughs> got maybe his bitch face. ex-wife still isn't letting him have visitation. Oh, rights. he won't pay his fucking child support, damn it! So he's nothing to lose. He's not getting any time with the kid anyway. Maybe they're paying him. What? That's how he's gonna get caught up. <laughs> Bringing it all back around to Spider-Man though, in that Peter, in the Peter Parker especially centric scenes, he, he played it so humble. Mm-hmm. And that, that really is what drove me to be like, yeah, this guy is fucking Spider-Man. Before I even saw him in the suit, yeah. he was so humble as Peter Parker. And that yeah. is what, Peter Parker does not think highly of himself. Yeah, I wanted to hug him. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I liked when he was You're fighting. You're a good guy, Tom Holland. Right. <laughs> yeah. I liked when he was fighting. He's like, well, I gotta do a good job for Mr. Stark. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So humble. I I know you guys are talking about like the lazy writing with the sort of the whole thing about Pepper, like them splitting up, and mm-hmm. then he referred back to mm-hmm. Iron Man three. But the writing in the Spider Man scene was just—they fucking nailed yeah, that. They yeah, they did so well. Like, like you said, with the whole, he managed to reference Uncle Ben and with great power in res- and um, uh, with great power comes, power power comes great responsibility great. or yeah. fucking Alzheimer's if you're Dan West. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm too, I'm too excited. Jesus, that scene. <laughs> but yeah, like they managed to reference both. Are you talking about that too. earlier scene where you saw young Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hush up, Robert Stark. <laughs> this is the Alzheimer's episode. <laughs> I guess we're but talking yeah, about. Like, they managed to reference both those bits in that you know three sentences, and the fact that he didn't say those exact words was just so fucking refreshing. And also, he didn't tell him how he got his powers. He just said, it's a long story, but just my, all my senses have been ramped up to 11. Yeah. These goggles yeah, help cool. me focus. It's, it's so fucking good. And like you said, the chemistry between them is just amazing. It was fucking, a beautiful thing. <laughs> Dude, Stark was a dick when he was making fun of those goggles. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was funny. I was like, dude, you're an asshole. <laughs> Just because you're a fucking billionaire and you can make dope-ass suits doesn't mean <laughs> you fucking got to make fun of this kid for wearing scuba gear. He's digging That's DVD it, players out of the fucking dumpster. <laughs> Give him a fucking break. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. What was that computer he had? Like some old-ass Apple. making fun of his shit and then trying to fuck his aunt. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. Did Peter say his senses were up to 11? Is that the line? He said, yeah, yeah his senses mm-hmm. were ramped up to 11. He must have watched yeah. that old-ass movie Spinal Tap. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was so good. It really was. And, I mean, yeah, oh, it, it just blew me away. I couldn't believe how good it was. That was the thing. I Let's, was just sat there in awe. Let's jump into the airport scene um, after yeah. we take another break. All right. Yes. <laughs> Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at Instagram.com slash PopCultureLeftovers and on Tumblr at PopCultureLeftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, guys, we are back. We're recording. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we are. Oh, shit. <laughs> guys, we're going to talk about the airport scene. But you know what I want to talk about here real quick before we do that? Okay. What? I want to talk about how – I want to talk about Winter Soldier. Okay. Real quick. Okay. I want to talk about how much I love Winter Soldier yeah. in this movie. And you want to know why? Why? Because in Winter Soldier, the movie, Captain America and Winter Soldier, they made – Sebastian Stan, Winter Soldier, a fucking badass. Yeah. The motherfucking Terminator, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens when a character kind of turns good? Uh-huh. They kind of power him down a little bit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that happen here? No. Oh. Fuck no. He's still a fucking badass. Whew. He's still a fucking badass. They had their own... St- uh, Daredevil's not the only fucking uh, thing that can have a fucking staircase scene. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. The, the staircase scene in this motherfucker was just as badass. Yeah. And you know who's kicking ass? Was fucking Winter Soldier. Kicking ass like a villain. And yet, he's still kind of a good guy. Yeah. I'm not going to kill anybody. Don't worry. Oh, well, he tipped dude over Almost the Almost did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. And then Captain yeah. Captain American catches him. He's like, come on. Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> Loved it. That was Loved awesome. It. Uh, where he ripped the rail off and used it like a fucking rope to get down about three floors. Yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That was cool. Uh, Sebastian Stan actually uh, revealed that the backpack that Bucky has in the trailers contains journals that he has put together of his scattered memories. Oh, so wow. that's really cool. Yeah, that backpack that he threw off the... Yeah. Oh, that wow. Been, that would have been cool to see a moment where you, you could, like, see inside, like, him zipping it up or yeah. something. Yeah. Right. I wonder if that'll be in something that's like a, you know, extra Blu-ray. in a Blu-ray, yeah. Could be. Could, could be, be cool. an extra. All right, guys, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the airport scene. We're not Speaking of airport... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
have no more Zemo. I, I would rather talk about the 90s beverage Zima <laughs> than Zemo. Zima Gold was delicious. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about – Let's. I used to – that was a pussy drink. I used to drink it. Um, Me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, the girls loved it though. Yeah. You scored mega points with the girls if you had a six-pack of Zima. Did you, did you ever watch the SNL where uh, Kevin Nealon used to do the news? Yeah. Remember, remember all the Zima commercials where they were like – it's so good. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, uh, they yeah. used to use a Z. Kevin Nealon took a sw- drink of it, sat it down, and he looked at the screen. He says, tastes like zit. Zima. We never had that over here. Zima. It was almost like alcoholic Sprite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very oh, much. Wow. Okay. That was like circa 20 years ago. Yeah. They I haven't made Zima was like, you know, like, like they, like, uh, I guess it was like the 90s alcoholic surge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's no that. joke though. The ladies loved that shit. Oh, they yeah. did like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, bitches our age at the time were just lucky if they could get any alcohol at all. <laughs> Frank just called them bitches. That's what I know, there's, 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 hung out with then. There's our resident feminist. <laughs> yo, bitches. Yo, bitches love Zima. Yo, bitches love Zima. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Oh, man, the bitches. All the time. <laughs> just the time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> bitches love Zima. Hashtag bitches love Zima. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get it trending. <laughs> I'm doing it now. Are you tweeting hashtag bitches love Zima? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm tagging Frank in it. I never realized how fucked up I am until I come here and talk to you guys. <laughs> I'll be retweeting that over the next break. <laughs> guys, let's talk about let's talk about the and speaking of airports, I gotta fly out of one tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Hope guys, you don't get into a big scuffle. Oh my god. It's okay. I, let me let me okay, guys, yeah, I'm flying to Dallas. I got some uh, training for work. But uh, if we don't have a show next week, I want you to know that the plane went down and I'm dead. <laughs> Don't worry. Like, like seriously. Like, if there's like no show published on Monday, Monday of the following week, it's because I'm dead. I will dedicate the rest of my life to trying to find where you are. Jake will periscope the funeral. I'm going to ask you this question. No, actually, I'm going to tell you guys. I'm not even going to ask you this. Like, if I ever like, I was thinking about this today. Like, you know, like how the Winter Soldier don't remember shit all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I ever suffer like amnesia. I want you to have me still on the show. <laughs> okay. Yes. But You'll you be ha- like having me on the show. <laughs> It'll. I want you, but I want you to feel free to like fucking like make fun of me. <laughs> I'm gonna make up different opinions. We're gonna tell you, you that out. Iron Man three is your yeah, favorite yeah. film ever. I want you to like just make shit up too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Brian, you loved Iron Man three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you loved did. It. Oh Age of God. Ultron was like your shit. You loved Age of Ultron. <laughs> it's like and, your jam. You know, you're not an idiot for fucking, you know, Tupperwearing Mocking Jay Part 2. <laughs> you go to sleep at night to the Lego movie. <laughs> you love Funko Pops. <laughs> you got a whole room of Funko Pops. <laughs> Wait a minute. All the making fun of Brian is the same shit I like. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. It's fucked up. <laughs> No, Every but if I them will be like longing, rusted, one, nine. I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. <laughs> Homecoming. No, like like if I ever suffer amnesia, 
Like, just use it for the show's advantage. <laughs> I don't want you to feel like, I don't want you to feel sorry for me and shit. Right. You know, it's my fault that something blunt hit me in the fucking head and I can't remember shit. That's my fault. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's on you. You guys need to be, yes, that's on me. That's on me. You guys need to be in the right place at the right time and take advantage of that shit. Right. And fucking oh. exploit that shit. I, I got your back. Yeah. And I just, got you. like, I'm, seriously, I want you to just turn it into whatever you want to turn it into. I don't want you wow. to feel like, oh my, oh. I'm excited oh, for this, Brian. Oh, I'm, I'm tempted to hit you in the head right now. Jake's like all looking around for a fucking crowbar. Like, no, that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, like, I, like people feel sorry for somebody when something tragic happens to them. Oh, this poor man can't remember shit. No. <laughs> fucking make fun of him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck with his head. Tell him that, oh, you know, tell t- make make me think like I was like really important or something. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you're you're dude, you're royalty. You're oh, you're, you're a prince. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, all the bitches love you. <laughs> All right, guys. Moving on. Let's move on to the airport scene. So, yeah, if I'm not back next week, I'm dead. <laughs> You're on a mysterious island. I'll find you. Right. <laughs> hey, don't watch any of those fifth wave fucking trailers, okay? Oh, don't God. watch that movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Yuck. All right, guys. Uh, airport, airport scene. Um, this is one of those things where, like, we, you know, we'd heard the rumors. Like, you guys haven't seen any of the airport scene. Mm. Um, the, and, you know, we, we knew that there was going to be a scene. We didn't know half of it. No. Except for the fact that Funko and Lego kind of gave us a little bit of it. Yes, yes. Um, but, uh, let's talk about this, guys. Like, what did you think overall? What were your overall impressions of the, of the, uh, airport scene? Man, I, th- I thought it was a great fucking segue into the rest of the movie, first of all. Um, it was, it was a great way to lead into what was gonna happen later on in this film, but god dang, I, I did not expect this to be so awesome. Them running at each other seems silly to me. You know, the trailers where, you know, you got Team Cap, you got Team Iron Man. Let's run at each other. I'm like, this is fucking retarded. What is this like? Well, let's talk about, let's talk about like, you know, Spider-Man taking the, the shield. Oh shit, yeah. And then, and then saluting Captain America. Yeah, and that scene too. Hi Captain, hi Captain America. And he says it like, he, he like stutters a little bit. Yeah, and, and that was great. And that, that was something that I was dissing on because of the trailers where he's just like, hey everybody. But that was taken mm. out. That, I mean, that was, Different than what we saw. Yeah, it's a different spot. Yeah, they they played in a mm-hmm. different scene in that in that same part. But wow, I loved it. I, I loved, loved it. how it was a chess match. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I had no idea that Ant Man was shrunk down on the shield. Oh fuck! Yeah, it was. Awesome. And then does a flip kick the Spider Man's face. Loving it. Loving yeah, it. I, I loved all the different matchups and everything. I just right off the bat, I want to say I think this. May, in the Marvel Universe, it's definitely the best action set piece we've ever seen. And it possibly might be, in, in all the comic book movies, the yeah. best action set piece we've ever best seen. Best team action I've yeah. ever seen. And, uh, guys, this is coming from somebody who, like, I loved the action, um, the team action in Days of Future Past. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the the future the future team. I'm talking, like, you know, Bobby. Yeah, the yeah, first, yeah. like, 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bobby, Colossus, Blink. Uh, you had, uh, Kitty Pride, you know, um, who else? Warpath, mm-hmm. all those characters, Sunspot, all those characters working together. And I just, I actually just watched the Rogue cut last mm-hmm. week. 
Uh, I'll talk about that in a future Good Pop, Bad Pop, the road Sorry cut. Sorry about that. But I loved that, and I think that this was even better than that as far as teamwork, team battles. Yeah. If you want to call it that, it was team against team. But the way that Spider-Man was used and incorporated in the, into this, the way he like would use the way he saved the way he saved War Machine, mm-hmm. the the way that Vision would would work with other characters yeah. and like you know they had like uh, like uh, like uh, they had something like one of those big like train cars like flying towards them or some shit and Vision split it in half yeah. and. All these things where they were working together, and then I loved how the reason that Tony recruited him was because of the webs. Mm-hmm. Like even Spider Man during the fight was like, you know, what do I do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. He's like, webs. I, that's why I brought you here. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's it's a safe way to kind of like uh, um, get these characters restrained. Yeah, and not nobody's trying to kill anybody. Nobody's trying to really hurt anybody. They're just trying to. Uh, uh, do an objective, trying to get to an objective and s- kind of stop each other, but without like really causing permanent damage. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which was why they recruited Spider-Man because he's got like this web and he can restrain these characters. And I thought that was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. Pe- people say that they can leave him out of that scene. Like there's a lot of critics that are like, oh, he- he's unnecessary. He was totally necessary. He was totally necessary to why that, that fight worked and, and why, and Tony, Tony's motivations to bring him in there in where, the first place. Yeah. Like where were Winter Soldier and Falcon left at the end of that while they were like stuck by, they were webbed down to the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, not hurt. Not hurt. Yeah. And that was the whole intention. Like Tony didn't want them to kill them those guys he just hey let's get them out and let's knock them out of commission so that we can win this who else can do it win this battle here and i thought that was great the fight between spider-man bucky and falcon had me cracking up yeah yes. oh, when, yeah when spider-man catches winter soldier's fist in his hand <laughs> he says Dude, you've got a metal arm. That's so cool. (laughs) I was cracking up. And then when he gets attached to Falcon and he's like, you have the right to remain silent. (laughs) I'm cracking up. I'm laughing. And this was a scene in my second viewing where there was only like 10 people in there. It was like a two in the afternoon show. Nobody was laughing. I'm I'm laughing like I'm a, like a laughing hyena. Oh, I love those moments. Yeah. Like, like I'm like, like laughing like Frank heard a fart or something. (laughs) You just said a dick joke. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Dan watching, you know, uh, uh, Tony Stark at the beginning of the movie when he's young. I'm I'm flipping out. Uh, But when he like caught his arm and everything as well, and he just he just grabs his fist and just stops him and kind of inspects his arm. Shows you how strong Spider-Man is. Yeah. Winter Soldier is like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you can plainly tell he's a kid, and I'm sure Winter Soldier could, too. Don't yeah. give me the shit. Don't give me the shit. I don't want to hear any motherfuckers saying, oh, there's too much joking going on in this part. Well, no. you know what? The joking was balanced. This was the difference between reading a comic book that was written by Chip Zdarsky, where there's too much joking, which mm-hmm. I would say that was Age, Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. Whether it was like a Jerry Dugan comic or a uh, Chip Zdarsky comic, you know, a lot too much joking. 
This was more of a Mark Wade comic, mm-hmm. where it was just the right a right bit of humor and fighting going on at the same time. Yeah, so masterfully. And like the read any comic, read any comic, read any Spider Man comic. There's humor in it, even in the fighting. Yeah, agreed. I feel like 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 not to bag on reading, but if this is reading. Like Winter Soldier would have been making jokes, yeah, and that that's kind of was a little bit of the problem with the Age of Ultron was that everyone was a comedian, yes, yes. Where in this, the characters that are the comedians were the comedians, you know, yeah, and it was way more balanced. Like yes. Ant Man and Spider Man are making the jokes, yeah, like that's appropriate to the characters. I mean, you, you don't have Paul Rudd playing a superhero. And Let's talk about Paul Rudd inside the Iron Man suit. That was cool as shit. Awesome. <laughs> this was big redemption because there was a lot of stuff that I would have wanted to see out of Ant-Man, and I feel like I got both sides of it here, small and big. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I, I hate. I hated. I. I hated Ant Man. I hated mm. it. I did not like that movie at all. But I <laughs> loved him in this. Every moment that he was in, I fucking loved it. I was laughing out loud. Who's that talking? Oh, it's your conscience. I don't talk very often. <laughs> he 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 worked so well with the team, and his and, and just like Spider Man, his moments of comedy were perfectly timed with the rest of the action. Mm-hmm. It did not take away from it. It totally added. I got to a it. question real quick, and we'll go back to the airport scene. Is this the first time that we've got the introduction uh, of uh, the new AI Friday? Is this no. The- it's when not, did they use it? It's in Age of Ultron. It yeah. was in Age of Ultron. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He, okay. He's got a bunch of them. One of them is even called Jocasta that he's picking from to put in since right. he has to replace Jarvis. Right. And he replaces right. Jarvis with Friday. Friday is what they've been using in the comics mm-hmm. recently. So, okay. I, I, I just wanted to clear that I up. I thought the Ant-Man in the Iron Man suit stuff was one of the few moments in the movie where I was glad I saw it in 3D as well. I thought the 3D really worked on that scene mm-hmm. with the Ant-Man inside of that. I mean, that makes sense since the 3D works so well in the Ant-Man movie itself. I thought it worked really well. Well, at the end of the movie, too, when you're looking at the two battle mm. between the pillars, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, for sure. That looked really good. But, yeah, um, then, uh, you know, we've got this fight going on. Um, we talked about Clint fighting with Black Panther. Let's talk about Clint fighting with uh, Black Widow. That was cool. Oh, that was cool. That was we, cool. We know how much those two, like, love each other yeah. and everything, and it was cool to see that. I got super excited just the second I knew they were going to start trading blows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was such a payoff to the last 12 Marvel movies. To and then wasn't it Wanda that stepped in and said that uh, she's Hawkeye like, was pulling his punches? She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first thing she does is she fucking uses her fucking magic and tosses Black Widow and makes her head hit, like, some fucking metal crate. Yeah. yeah. Scarlet Witch, she's bloodthirsty. <laughs> <laughs> she tells him, yeah, you've been, you're pulling your punches. Yeah. But yeah, Hawkeye too. Hawkeye was great in this too. That like, like you said earlier, I think this was the best representation of Hawkeye I've seen yet. Yeah. I am in love with Hawkeye. This mm-hmm. is the comic book Hawkeye that I know. You know, the fucking quippy, smart fucking dude that's also gonna kick your ass. I loved him. And we saw a little bit of that. A little bit. I'm not going to take away from Avengers of Age of Ultron with Hawkeye. He was I, a little bit. I enjoyed role. him in uh, in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. And this may be a little little thing, but something I noticed when I watched that at home that I didn't pick up on in the theater that his outfit was purple, like it is in the in the comic. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I thought it was black when I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they just started adding the purple to it in Age of Ultron. Yeah. 
that that was something else that didn't need a lot of exposition for me that he was there and he was on on Cap's team. I didn't need any exposition to why he was there. I understood it because of Age of Ultron. Did he say something like, he like, like they were like, "Why are you here?" He's like, "Cause I'm a, I'm being a bad dad." Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, "I'm I'm supposed." But that's Hawkeye. I'm supposed to be out skiing with my kids right now. Yeah. But I'm I'm a bad dad. That's who he is. Yeah. But I loved how he created the explosion. This was like when he when he bust when he's trying to bust Wanda. Yeah. Out of uh, you know when she's being held, um, not really being held, but they're they're telling her to stay there. Yeah. And he causes the explosion outside. He sets up the two fucking uh, arrows. Very that cool. Are, with, yeah. With oh the, yeah. With Very the vision cool. to with, stun him. Yeah, to stun the vision and everything. The most powerful guy that. on the team. Yeah. He fucking takes him out. I love him at the end of the movie when he's fucking going off on Tony and calling him the futurist. Yeah. 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 I'm just yeah. like, wow. It's Holy nice shit. to have that viewpoint. Like yeah. you got Steve's viewpoint, but you, you need to have Hawkeye's viewpoint in this. Like this is the family man at this point. So it's nice to have his fucking viewpoint. I feel like Jeremy Renner really had stuff to chew on in this movie i not to bag on jeremy renner i am gonna bag on jeremy renner a little bit i don't think he really gave it his all in most of the other marvel movies either mm-hmm. i really feel like he respected the writing in this and so we got a lot better of a performance out of him too yeah he seemed like his heart was into it just in the movie. subtle like facial expressions that he was making and just i don't know just the his movements and Can everything really i was worried on him on from avengers though because he was supposed to be under mind control the whole time. Well, that's the writing. Not right. the whole time, though. Even at the end, he's, he seems like he's just going through the motions. <laughs> that's the thing about, like, Renner is, like, I think Renner's a great actor. I really do. I love the Hurt Locker. Yeah. Mm, I yeah. love the Hurt Locker. But I feel like when it comes to, like, mo- big – I even liked – what was it? Hansel and Gretel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a super fun movie. Super fun movie. Dan, I know you liked that too, didn't you? Yeah, man. Great troll in that film. Fantastic <laughs> troll in that film. Oh, so good. Um, he's been in Mission Impossible movies, too. He's done the last two Mission Impossible movies. But I feel like he, he kind of takes a backseat in those. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Um, but, I mean, and, and then he did the, the fourth Born, Born movie. Yeah. yeah. The one that I didn't watch. Yeah. <laughs> you and the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's like, I think, I, I feel like Renner, I, I, I feel like he kind of, I was worried that Renner has, and I'm still kind of worried, I guess, that he kind of peaked in the Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. And, like, he really hasn't found anything past the Hurt Locker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he really takes, like, the Hawkeye... And the, and just superhero movies very seriously. I've got to admit, it's like when when him and I think it was Chris Evans had that whole thing about when they said that uh, Scarlet uh, not Scarlet Witch Black Widow was basically a whore. Yes. <laughs> that if you remember that. Oh, it, I remember that 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 interview that they yeah, had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. They and they were laughing all, about it. And yeah. Yeah, he always seems to kind of like play down like the whole superhero thing and i mean i know it's like it's not serious and 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 all the rest of it but you know a lot of these characters people love and they respect and for some people like a character in a comic book film will help like shape their life and he doesn't seem to get it and i mean chris evans started that way but then when he kind of started going to comic cons and things like that he realized how much passion everybody had. See the problem. Uh, yeah, the problem I have though with like with like a Hawkeye type character is like I love Hawkeye. I, th- I love Hawkeye the character. I was a huge fan, and I, I'll be honest, I wasn't like a huge fan of Hawkeye from like the get go. I've been a fan of Hawkeye since the Matt Fraction run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Matt Fraction run of <clears throat> comics is what Nailed really it. got me into Hawkeye. But I feel like. Hawkeye in the cinematic universe is always going to take a back seat. Now, if you had a Hawkeye Netflix series, 
that's something I think you could excel, but is that where you're going to get Renner? Right. No, that's going to kill his stock as an actor. Yeah, right? agreed. John Bernthal will do Punisher all day because John Bernthal is not a cinematic actor unless he's playing a character actor. Yeah, he's been in fucking big movies, but he's a character actor. Right. Jeremy, also only supporting roles. Jeremy Renner is chasing leading man roles. Right. I mean, I consider Jeremy Renner as like kind of like, uh, kind of like, well, I consider him kind of like Mark Ruffalo, but Mark Ruffalo's career is a little bit better right now. Yeah. Agreed. Considering Spotlight was the number one movie last year. Um, but um, I think that those kind of guys could be on the same level. Yeah. They could. I think I think you're right on there. Yeah. Yeah, my, I, I'm, I'm a huge Hawkeye fan. My love came from uh, the Busiak stuff when Busiak made him the leader of the Thunderbolts and the stuff he did with George Perez on the Avengers relaunch. That's really what made me just fall in love with Hawkeye from the moment that shit started. Yeah, this was definitely the best representation of Hawkeye we've seen yet. And I agree, the Age of Ultron stuff was really fun too. That was like one of my favorite parts. I, I didn't, I, I tossed Avengers Age of Ultron. I hated that movie, but one of my favorite parts of that movie was Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Yeah. The, the speech that he had with um, uh, Scarlet Witch at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. When you step out. Man, I, I yeah. bought it, man. I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. That was a great speech. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, the, God, that airport scene was so fantastic. A, a moment I really loved was when uh, H- Hank Pym, not Hank Pym, Scott Lang was doing the stuff with the uh, enlarging and shrinking of items. Yeah. They had the toy, the toy car scene. Oh, yeah. he, he, well, he thought, he thought yeah, it was, thought it was a, a water truck. No, that was a water <laughs> truck. <laughs> that was, that was a huge laugh for me. That was, that I was love good. That. And, and I love it when, uh, he gets the, the shield off of Spidey as well and gives it back to Cap and he goes, I believe this is yours, Captain America. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's very earnest and it's, su- it's super funny how earnest he is so in those seeds. I thought it was funny right before he grew large. He said, there's something I gotta do. You need a distraction. I got one. I, I did it once, but I passed out <laughs> in a lab the, the thing yeah. is like like him like being like a fanboy like they're playing off of like how he reacted to meeting falcon for the first time mm-hmm. yes he's like you're an avenger you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. so like they, they totally played up to that and i like that yeah but yeah let's and, talk about giant man oh i yeah. love giant man he was fantastic i thought i loved it when he what he's he's holding on to war machine and going it was super fun to see it. like that's the first time he's had it successfully work and yeah. you could just see his excitement and the whole thing yeah too. he was totally lovable everything about him was just like lovable as fuck mm-hmm. and and that was great like i that that made that scene like besides spider-man like i was not expecting ant-man to be that awesome i did right. not expect to love it that much but yeah the giant man sequence was phenomenal it was shot real well it looked really it looked great, great. Too. that was yeah. my next i loved the way they shot the giant man stuff mm-hmm. the cinematography how they did it all at like the level of a normal person oh, yeah. like 90- you can see the budget here because like jay me and you both watch legends of tomorrow yeah and as much as i love legends of tomorrow when Ray Palmer went giant yeah. man in DC. <laughs> not very good. Not bad, huh? Not very good. Not very good. Can you emulate that? Ambitious. Again? Ambitious. Well, okay. It w- okay. Can we, can we, okay. We can admit that it was a fun sequence. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Did it look good? No. No. <laughs> 
No, it was no. It's like uh, it's like getting drunk and uh, you know, f- fucking the girl that nobody wants to take home. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a fun it sequence. Was. It was. It was. It was a fun sequence. Had a good time watching yeah. it. Once you get the baby batter out of the brain and you sober up a little bit, yeah, yeah, it's time to go home <laughs> and not tell anybody about it. Now, right? now, 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 I I saw that before I watched this. Me too. And then when I, you know, thinking back, I'm yeah. like, God, that looked terrible. Well, sure, sure. <laughs> but I did have fun with it. Well, you're talking about a, a TV show, two hundred fifty dollar million, yeah. two hundred fifty million dollar movie. Yeah. Compared to DC's Legends tomorrow, yeah, but yeah, I, you can I, say how much though that that looked great, right? With with Avengers yeah. or with Civil War as opposed to that, mm-hmm. yeah. agreed. Love the Giant Man stuff. Too. Giant Man so shot so well, and Paul Rudd was so funny. He was, was great. Oh, my, my favorite God. part of that was where uh, the Vision went through him and his eyes get all big. He's like, something just went through me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody's really listening to him. <laughs> it's fucking great. I love Tony Stark's comment. Does Does anyone else have any latent hidden superpowers that, <laughs> that they'd like to expose right now. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great joke. Oh, man. Yeah, it works so well. It works so well. And, and just his character in general in that scene was great. But that, that whole scene was phenomenal. Just action-packed. The choreography working with that many characters and making that make sense. Like, mm-hmm. what is this character doing off screen? And then you pan to that, and it makes sense. Like, everything made sense it in that It felt scene. like such a comic book. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen any fight sequence, like, remind me so much. No, of, like, this is, and this is where Avengers Age of Ultron, the intro where Baron Von Strucker, that scene, that's where it fails to me. Yeah. This is a successful way to do that. Yeah. This is successful because, like... You see, like, the CGI landscape that we got in that one looked too much like a video game. Well, I felt like in this one, like, yes, the airport runway is 100% real. Everything behind it is fake. Mm -hmm. I didn't really see any problems with it. Mm -hmm. I thought everything looked fantastic. The only problem I had was when they were first talking and we saw the Iron Man suits. Yeah, yeah. I thought that looked really, really bad. But everything else looked fantastic. Yeah, it looked fucking amazing. Best yeah. best fight sequence in any. Nothing was choppy. No, 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 they filmed it a whole different way than every other fight scene before and after it. And you know, uh, we see a lot of times in these movies where they shoot big sequences like this at night, mm-hmm. and this was done during the daytime. Yeah, and I think that also kind of shows the budget because they were able to do that with light and blue sky around them, and it still looked good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just it's uh, a great Spider-Man, way. Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man gets the shield, and he says. What does he say about Captain? He's like, he talks about like, uh, there's no way. Talks about the, the like the trajectory of the shield, like the, it's, the physics. Oh, it like yeah. it doesn't obey the law of physics yeah, at all. The shield it? does not <laughs> obey the law of physics at all. Which it does not. No, <laughs> throughout the whole film. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a nice fucking yeah. joke too. Spider Man was so fucking good in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah to see to great. see him in action to show like first of all they're showcasing all of these guys in a great way like we yeah. have not seen yet. In a great fucking way. Well, I'd say in Avengers, great teamwork in that, in the first movie. Yeah, but no. Not since then. We're not dealing with just, like, you know, the small handful of Avengers that we had in that movie going up against Chitauri. Right, this is superpower. Six Avengers going up against another six Avengers, and this is a battle of 12 superpowered individuals. 
going against each other. And a great and a great showcase of that, and you really got like how that worked out. Yeah. And but the best part was Spider Man. Like he really shined through in this twelve man oh. battle. Spider Man is shining. Can like, I can I blow your dick off here real quick? Yeah. Do please. You guys, do, you guys, do you guys realize that within this whole universe? They still haven't even introduced the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yet. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine? Can you imagine like an airport scene where you got Groot and Rocket Raccoon oh, running? God, there running? goes my dick. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I want you to kiss your dick goodbye. I want you to think about this though, guys. Like, this was a great movie. This wasn't. Oh. This was not even like like this wasn't an Avengers film. This was Captain America film. We had twelve fucking characters. We haven't even gotten to the Guardians of the Galaxy yet, guys. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine when they throw? Can you like? Can, like I loved watching fucking Tony Stark sit there and have banter with uh, uh, Spider Man. Can you imagine Tony Stark sitting down talking to a fucking raccoon? Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to even see just fucking Tony Stark talk to Star Lord. Oh uh, yeah, Lord. yeah, most oh. definitely. Oh, One wow. of the things that I really liked about it was I was extremely satisfied with how it ended, um, with, with what happened with War Machine, that it was a blast from the vision oh, on his Frank, own team. Frank stood up and clapped as soon as War Machine hit the ground. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. As soon as War Machine fucking hit the ground, as soon as he hit the ground, Frank stands up clapping. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. I hope you're crippled. Oh, God damn. Frank, what's wrong with you, man? Frank, no, heard that, Frank heard that huge thump, and he's like, all right, that's what I've been waiting for. No, well, no, no, seriously, because it wasn't someone from the other team that caused that to happen. It was his own side. Yeah. You can't be mad at that because it was an accident. And then right as soon as that happened, and then you've got the vision going over to Wanda. Don Chato can't be mad at that? <laughs> well, he might be a little pissed off because Lieutenant Dan ain't got no legs. Dude, but- the, only, the only thing that was missing from that scene was fucking uh, Chris Tucker showing up as Smokey saying, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I, I, I thought it really encapsulated, like, I thought it really encapsulated, like, the tension of how they didn't want to hurt each other. Like, immediately as soon as the battle's over, Wanda's there and Vision comes over to and they apologize to each other. Aww. Like, there was no major animosity. Nobody oh, really wanted how, to hurt I anybody I love how else. Falcon comes over and says, I tried to help, and then Tony just blasts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, like, that get was the hilarious. fuck out of here! It was like, it was funny, but it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it was it like, was, oh shit. Like, it was kind of like, fuck you. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Right. Mackie, you talk enough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Tony, like uh, halfway through the fight, like they say, like Black Widow says, so what's the plan? And he says, well, it was to go easy on them, but do you want to change it up? <laughs> and at that point, like things started getting a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's a great moment of dialogue, too. Dude, did your theater go silent when he fucking hit the ground? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I, there was one asshole that got up and started clapping. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I just saw the same Dude, you're fucking with me. Fuck you. <laughs> you didn't know Brian was there, did you? You didn't, you didn't hear me. You didn't, you didn't hear me say, sit down, Frank. <laughs> I love that no. shot where he is falling and you see like Falcon and Iron Man trying yeah. to yeah. Mm-hmm. and then they just get there too late and then mm-hmm. you get that boom and oh, that, oh was, yeah. that was a beautiful shot really good yeah, stuff yeah my butthole puckered there man you know they had to hurt <laughs> yeah really 
really did. Oh man, I thought it would have been awesome. Like if he if he would have just fucking like if he would have hit the ground so hard that it just like kind of like buried him, and you saw a flower sprout up, and it was just like, <laughs> my God, wow! You could just have the funeral right Boom. there. It's, it's kind of like kind of like I'm just saying. Here's a self burial. Dirt <laughs> 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 For me, it was the best. It's the best superhero fight I've ever seen. It was fucking unbelievably good. I loved it. it All of it. Are we it missing like... anything in this fight? Except for like, uh, the, of course, the ad at scene. The... Right, right. Yeah. I loved. I loved the way that um, when Spidey was like face to face with Captain America, he was kind of. They were having. This is something I, I spoke about oh, like this is sort of last episode, that which was. I wanted to see Spider-Man have a basically like a nerd off being like two geniuses with Iron Man. I wanted to see that. I got that in his introduction scene. But because Spider-Man's such a moral character and so is Cap, I wanted to see them talk about what's going on as well. And we kind of had that in that fight as well. Like he's basically asking him, "Why are you doing this?" And You're so on the wrong side like, of this, kid. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And he's like he's like he's like, he says he says uh Mr. Stark told me you'd say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he also told me to go for your feet. And like webs him up and then see Cap's experience and stuff like he like figures out his fight pattern and then he fucking clotheslines him with the shield. Yeah, he did. He nailed him. That was awesome. But then the the, I was gonna say Where are you from, kid? the, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly, man. The, the awesome bit, which is like, yeah, where are you from? He drops the, uh, the, um, the stair lift that goes to the plane. He drops it on him. And he's <laughs> just holding it up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, where are you from? He's like, Queens. And he's ah, like, oh, Brooklyn. And yeah. they just have that little recognition. Like, I respect the heart, kid. And then in the oh, post credit scene, we get the whole scene and Aunt May is talking to him and he's like, I got in a fight today. <laughs> he's like, I got in a fight with this guy named Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he goes like, and, and his friend was huge. <laughs> that was awesome. That was an awesome line. Yeah, that, no, go ahead. I, mean, I loved that moment when we saw Spider-Man holding up the airplane sta- like staircase. That was like such a classic, iconic Spider-Man visual right. to see him doing that. Yeah, whole- yeah. Yeah, uh, it was so endearing to have those two to have that little discussion in the midst of all this fucking chaos. And I feel like Steve and Spider Man are on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like that's the weird thing about. The- I don't think we needed the fucking dramatic Spider Man side switching bullshit. Yeah, right. We right. don't. We didn't need it because I think in the third act, I think we got all we needed to get. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think we kind of got a little bit of that with Black Widow. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Right. I think that she kind of took over for the role as the character that at one point was with Team Iron Man, but mm. at the end decides that she's on the wrong team. And, and, and Black Panther turned her in for what she did. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And now she's a criminal. Right. But, oh, I bet War Machine's having a <laughs> fucking heyday with that. <laughs> one of the things I like about criminal. One of the things I liked about that too is even even from back in Winter Soldier. The relationship that Cap has with Black Widow, it goes beyond duty. It's like she respects the fact that he will always do what's morally right no matter what, even if she herself doesn't. And at that moment, she saw that she had an opportunity to do what was right, and she did. I got a question for you guys. Dan, did we lose you? No, he's – I just got a message. He's going for a piss. (laughs) Guys, while Dan takes a leak, while while Dan drains the main vein (laughs) – 
while Dan unleashes the dragon. <laughs> he dribbles the spot. Giving, giving, giving a sacrifice to the porcelain god. <laughs> how, how can we put this? <laughs> while he does that. Hopefully he doesn't think about Aunt May. He might tug on it. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> What were you talking about before I started talking about Dan taking a taking a piss? Fuck if I know. <laughs> what was he talking about? Oh, don't ask me. I was ignoring him. I think I, uh, I think I was saying something about like uh, how they lined that up, their relationship with Cap and Black. That Widow. reminds me, what I was going to ask. Do you guys ever? Do you think that Captain America would ever have anal sex? Oh, I think he's opposed to. Yeah. I think he's opposed to. Probably, it too. Yeah. I think he's opposed. That's to not his way. That. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, not the American. Way. <laughs> he's, way, he's way too old fashioned. Captain Sodomy. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think oh so. <laughs> that's the size of my shield. Hawkeye though, all day long. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. All day long. <laughs> Big yeah. time. They, they don't call him Hawkeye. They call him Brown Eye. Oh my god. <laughs> I just and he asked, never misses. I asked the question if Captain America would ever have anal sex. Of course he would. What? Oh, you think so? No. Dan's not American. Yeah. <laughs> he has no idea of our values. <laughs> <laughs> of course uh, he would. Are talking about the scene between him and Sharon? Is that what you're talking about? Or? <laughs> Whoa. Wow. I'm seeing her blonde ass in a new light. I didn't know Sharon was sharing the old rusty sheriff's badge. <laughs> wow. I must have missed that scene. It's actually like... it's. Before the airport scene, like she delivers them the uh, the shield and mm. the, uh, the she delivered, suit and all that. She definitely That's delivered it. a shield. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, the old brown and, shield. Uh, <laughs> and, like, all, the, all the way through, like you've been thinking, is he gonna kiss her? Is she gonna kiss him? And then eventually, they do actually kiss. Like next, like uh, the boot of the car, and you're, you get that really cool. But you're shot. saying he's he's. They're tossing salads, is what no, you're saying. No, I'm not saying that. There, there's like Team Cap, Team Iron Man, and then Team Brown Eye. <laughs> this, this happened in the last fucking episode. I did not say that. <laughs> you hear that, everybody? She's going to have to change her designation. Dan, Dan he is saying that. Dan, Why else did he bring the seat up? Dan West, huge thumbs up, anal sex. <laughs> No big surprise here. <laughs> Did you love that scene where he kisses her and then it goes back to uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier no. in the, the Beetle and they're yes. just kind of like smiling and nodding at their boy. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, if I could get a half hour short film of Captain America, Falcon and Winter Soldier oh. just driving around. Go shopping. Shopping, just driving mm-hmm. around the country in the Beetle. Yeah. I would be happy. That, that would be like, as I'm Body watching flick. the, yeah, as I'm watching the movie, I'm just like, holy shit. This is the, Shane Black should not be directing Iron Man 3. He should be directing this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The three Captain Americas palling around, driving around a beetle bug. And that's what you're talking about with the buddy film concept. Like, yeah. that would be great with those three. And it really showed in this. Like, I loved every scene that those those three were together. Well, and the, uh, kind of like the the competition between Bucky and Falcon. Was yeah. Cool. yeah so, Who's the better friend? Yeah, yeah. And, like, <laughs> there's the part where, like, they're both, like, webbed up by Spider-Man. He's like, I really hate you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I loved that. I thought that was great. They're becoming friends in themselves. Yeah. Oh, it was great. 
Yeah. I really like the idea of this being a Shane Black buddy flick. It could be like Christmas. Cap's looking for that perfect gift oh for God. Sharon. Right. Anal beads. Anal, yeah, anal. Something to do with anal. Anal beads. <laughs> and all their wacky misadventures. Guys. No iron spider suit. No. No, no. We might I'm, get that, though. We might get it, but not in this film. No. Maybe Homecoming with as much Tony Stark as we're probably going to get in that. Yeah. Yeah. True. You know he gave him some tech because of that uh, wrist he had, mm. the thing on his wrist where it's shown on the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Spidey signal. Yeah, love the Spidey signal. That was very cool. Very cool. That was very cool. I've seen it on so many comic books. It was nice to see it in the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, always and on the cover just, and everything. Yeah, and it was just kind of like, it was kind of like uh, a nice way of just like Tony saying like, yeah, there's, we'll hang out again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll see you in Spider-Man Homecoming. What, what was the, what was the name that Stan Lee <laughs> fucked up when he was delivering? Tony Stank. Tony Stank! <laughs> <laughs> Stanley Stanley shows up as the fucking FedEx guy. Yeah. I got a package for Tony Stank. I think you got the wrong Avenger pegged for angle, anal, Brian. Yeah, you might be right. So, the, like, I, and then Don Chadle's like, uh, uh, Stank party of three. <laughs> that was his best part. That whole awesome. scene. Yeah, that, that, was, awesome. that was great. I think that was one this, of my favorite cameos. <laughs> this is Tony Stank. I, I'm never letting this go. Stank. Yes. 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 <laughs> that was good. Oh, I was fucking rolling off that line. I could not help it. I was pissing people well, off. The first thing I kept thinking, <laughs> I kept thinking to myself, that is the oldest FedEx guy I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. She's retired. Why? Guy. Yeah. Why are they letting this ninety-year-old geriatric <laughs> motherfucker still work for FedEx? How many people have gotten the wrong packages under that guy's watch? Right. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that actually appreciates those huge ge- geographic location title, <laughs> title cards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh, Guys, let's talk about the final battle. Let's talk about the final battle. Um, so, uh, man. This was all set up by, uh, we find out about the, the super soldiers. And so Cap and Bucky are gonna go, dude. I'm honestly, I don't know what you guys are thinking, and I was wrong. I'm thinking, like, they're going to go fight these super soldiers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did, too. I did, too. I thought they are either going to fight these super soldiers or they're doing another fucking Avengers Age of Ultron where they're setting up Captain America 4 where they will fight the super soldiers. Right. But I thought, like, okay, at least we're going to have them fight the super soldiers Total misdirection. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That was, was cool. That was. For sure. That was fucking creepy as hell. They show up and all of a sudden you see the one little bullet hole in all of their heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. did you guys think about that? Because I'm not a, a massive fan of this whole like big bad thing in a lot of the movies. And when they turned out to all be dead and Baron Zemo had this other plan going on, I was really fucking happy. I don't know about you guys. What did you think? I thought like this. I thought the setup wasn't flawless to get here. To get okay. to that point, I don't think that it was flawless. I, I like the outcome. I just wish that they would have set it up a little bit better. Because when Baron Zemo was um, going to, uh, when he was going to give the the words, yeah, when he was going to recite the words to the Winter Soldier. He basically like kidnapped and killed the guy that was actually supposed to 
interrogate the Winter Soldier. Right. But he shows up looking like himself and not like doing like like you'd think that the government and the like CIA would know that this isn't the guy that's supposed to interview their prisoner. <laughs> yeah, you think they'd be bringing on one of their best interrogators and it would be someone they were familiar, familiar with. with. Right. Instead, it was just like, okay, I'm Zemo. I killed your guy that's supposed to interrogate him and I show up with his badge <laughs> and I'm just able to interrogate this guy. You've and never then, seen me before. And then now I've got like this EMP bomb that I can use to knock out Everything. I was fine with the bomb. I was just fine. I was just. I had a problem with like how he got into the facility to interrogate the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. And when they were talking about the prosthetic mask that the guy wore to look like Bucky, mm-hmm. at first I was like, "Oh, okay." So he wore a mask to be able to get in, and then I'm like, "Wait a minute, no." He just looked like himself. So I was confused about that part mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. And, and and it all goes back to Zemo being kind of a weak. It it just is not explained enough what he's doing and his motivations in this. It's, it's just not, all it's all revenge. It's all revenge. Yeah. It's all revenge, but this is supposed to be a normal dude and somehow he's getting into this facility and it's mm-hmm. not explained as to how he gets in this facility. Like everything he does is perfect mm-hmm. up until he basically gives himself up. Mm-hmm. At the end, so it's like, what the fuck? Where does he come from? Why does he get into the facility? No problem, no problem at all. Nobody sees him. Well, well, the reason he's able to find out, he's been able to piece all these things together because of the information that Black Widow has released. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, correct. That's so true. he pieced everything together. It still just doesn't make me understand how he was able to infiltrate this. Agency, yeah, which no one should have been able to get into. Yeah, I guess unless it's kind of like like if I like I don't know if you work at this place that has a key card entry and you just beat the shit out of the guy that's supposed to go to the work next day and you just take his key card, right? Yeah. It's basically that thing. Like you'd think like this place would have like eyeball scans, <laughs> right? Yeah. Something fingerprint scans, yeah. something at least I, a photo fucking ID, right? Yeah, I th- exactly. I, I felt like it was really lazy writing there. That's like I felt like the payoff at the end was like really cool. I just yeah. felt like the setup in the middle part of the story yeah. was a little weak. Yeah. With that. Yeah, and and that's a, that's one of the reasons that this is not a Tupperware for me is because of that. I, I no, I agree. I wish Zemo was was I wish that made more sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. I can watch it a million times and that's not going to make sense no, to me. No, I mean like I get it. Like in Avengers, at least fucking like Loki had like rip that guy's eyeball out yeah. to yeah. scan it. Yeah. Total sense. Like this was not that scene. Yeah. This was just like some guy showing up with Johnny Fucknuts badge yeah. and saying, Yeah, I'm Johnny Fucknuts. I'm super charming. Let me into your top secret fucking building because I showed up with this guy's fucking badge that's on a fucking piece of shit $2 lanyard. Yeah. 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 With the guy that, that your government is specifically looking for. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? The, I get the end result and I agree with it. Like with the statement that he made to T'Challa at the end where – 
if if you defeat an enemy from without, if you're if you're an enemy and you defeat another enemy, they can always rise back up. But if you destroy them from within, you can never put it back yeah, together. That but, makes sense to me too. Yeah. But they should have fleshed it out more to where it wasn't just him on a revenge bender because his family got killed. There right. needed to be more of a plot involved, like with Hydra, yeah. to bring them down from yes. the inside. Yeah. And that was one of the only flaws that I really found with it. But it didn't take away from the fun that I had from watching the rest of the film. No, one hundred percent agreement. But I can understand why Jay has knocked frozen it down over. a peg. Yeah, it would have been a total Tupperware if they would have cleared that up. It was yeah. not clear at all. Yeah, that's that's a great point, Frank. It's I almost do wish Zemo would have been Hydra. It makes perfect sense why Hydra would have those motivations. To Instead, break Zemo's drowning some guy that works for Hydra. Yeah, right. yeah, and that was the weakest fucking drowning mm. job ever. If the dude it could was. do one fucking crunch, he could get his head out of the damn water. I, <laughs> the guy had no fucking ab muscle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Holy shit, dude. Dude, just lift your fucking head up a little. No shit! Because his nose got submerged. No, no, like, no. His, his mouth was not even level with where the water... I know. It's just his nose. Dude, just keep... Breathe through your mouth. <laughs> Do half a sit-up. Get your head out of the fucking tub when he leaves. Act like you drowned. Jesus Christ. Right. You know, like, Hydra doesn't mean that you have to, like, hydrate. You don't have to hydrate yourself until you drown. That's not what Hydra is all about. They love water in Hydra. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, like, that was fucked up. It's it's like, yeah, he can't resist. <laughs> can't resist. I have to drown. It's like, it's like Captain American anal, right, Dan? <laughs> These Hydra people, though, they just love to die. This is true. They love to say there were dying line. Two will rise because one of us is dying. Although I guess I guess if they were to Hail really, Hydra. honestly, and truly flesh all that out, we already had a two and a half hour long movie, and they really would have had to have tried to add some more to that. And I guess how long do you want to sit people in seats? So they tried to simplify it, but it still doesn't excuse like the laziness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing I was like trying to get at is, are you guys, are you guys happy that they went back to the original concept of the movie, which is Cap versus Iron Man, or would you, would, would you have preferred that they did have to fight these like five super soldiers? Oh, I, I, I you know, I, I can, I can piss and moan about the whole, um, the setup of it being a little flimsy, but I love the way this turned out, Dan. I yeah, agree me with too, that. dude. I, I, I've, it, like we've, a lot of us have said this, and it's something that I agree with you guys with, is that a lot of the Marvel villains, they're very weak and they do get killed off very quickly, except for Loki. That's the only one that's really kind of stood the test of time. And to, for them to come into this room and we think we're going to get this big fucking fight, and I was like, oh no, not another nameless bloody villain fight, and then it doesn't end up that way. I was so happy that yeah. it turned out to be something. This else. is like the anti-parent trap, you know, where you got the two kids and shit like that, and the parent <laughs> trap, and they yeah, try to yeah. set like you know they they both got their single parents and shit, yeah. and they both get them in a room, unbeknownst <laughs> to each of them, and they get together and like they're in that room and they're supposed to have like this romantic dinner and they really hate. Each each other and shit this is the anti-parent trap he gets together two people that are gonna hate each other and they're gonna fight each other and i loved it yeah he, he was like he was like fucking uh uh fucking like uh what's her name 
from the Parent Trap, like Haley Mills. Haley Mills. <laughs> he was like the anti Haley Mills. Yeah, and and that was the cool. That was a cool. I guarantee you, like nobody listening to this fucking episode would ever thought that I would try to like fucking correlate this movie with fucking the Parent Trap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the first one to do this in a podcast to compare these two, <laughs> Parent Trap and Civil War. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I am proud. I was thinking to myself, how the fuck are you going to do this, Brian? <laughs> You've got to compare the Parent Trap, the fucking Civil War. Was anyone else challenge accepted? Was anyone else slightly weirded out by the fact that they show um, all three of them? Zemo shows the three of them the video of Bucky as Winter Soldier killing in the woods. Parents, yeah. Hi, I'm a. Uh, uh, apparently, I like to set a surveillance camera up in the middle yeah, of the that fucking was, wood. That was peculiar. <laughs> it's the other angle of this shot from what you saw before. Yeah. I was a little uh, bit. It's not at the angles. Yeah, it's the fact that there's a fucking surveillance camera. In the middle of the fucking woods. Right at the exact what, spot. They got, they got, they got a fucking the GoPro on the top of a fucking <laughs> owl's head or some shit. Yeah, and like whatever crazy year it was. Right. It was, like, it was 1991. Yeah, yeah with And GoPro. all of a sudden, driving down this fucking empty fucking road, this back fucking road, and right where they crash, there just happens to be a surveillance camera set up right there. In the woods. I'm going to call bullshit on the fact that Stark's going to be driving a fucking Cadillac in 1991. What the fuck is up with that? Well, why does Stark have to deliver it? Why is he driving in the first place? Why is Stark delivering this? Why is Stark the one that has to get on the plane to deliver this? Yeah. Couldn't he have somebody do this for With him? his wife. With his yeah, wife. Yeah. I was a little weirded out, though, that the, the reveal that Cap knew that this was the case. Like, that kind of came from left field to me. Yeah. Like yeah was, how, how did he know? Because I don't remember that mentioned in any other movies or anything. Or in this movie. That was one of the th- biggest yeah. things that bothered me in this movie was when Tony asked Cap if he knew, I was expecting Cap to say no, he didn't. But Cap was just flat out like, yeah, I knew. Bucky told well, me this a hundred times already. At first he said something like... What did he say, Dan? He said I didn't know who it was. Right. Ah, okay. So he knew about it. Yeah, he knew that, like, Hydra killed his parents, but he didn't know who the assassin was. Ah, okay. And Mm. I'm just wondering how the fuck he knew that. That was, like I said, watched it twice, and that was the only thing I was, like, I I never got an answer for. Well, Tony wouldn't have been fucking lazy and just read all those files that were released by Black Widow. <laughs> no, yeah, you would even, have thought. No, like, that's a good point, though. Even Daniel Bruhl's Baron Zemo didn't know what was up with December 16th of 1991. Yeah. So right. how did Cap... But Cap knew. How did Cap know? Did... Where, like, is... Are we supposed to believe that off-screen Bucky told him? That's the only possibility to me. That's but they it. weren't talking at all. He didn't even know where he was. Right? It just felt like a weird twist that they kind of cheated to get to. Yeah. Yeah. And at least weird. his mother's name wasn't Martha. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. One thing that I did like about this part, though, I and, you know, in the months leading up to this, I, I, I saw a bunch of fucking idiots on, you know, social media and such be like, there's no way that Captain America could go toe to toe with fucking Iron Man. And right there, fucking Friday told him, you cannot go, you cannot beat him hand to hand. Right. And he was beating the living fuck out of him. There were people online saying that Iron Man couldn't. I didn't that- say they were smart. He did, he did call them idiots. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. I'd say nine out of ten times. 
Captain America is going to beat Iron Man. Yeah. And this proved it, like, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Even after he told Friday, analyzed his fight pattern, and he did put up a bit of a fight, Mm -hmm. Cap fucking put his ass down hard. Yeah. I I thought that was great. And a lot there were some really great shots. The classic Steve McNiven shot of him shooting the blast and Cap blocking it with the shield. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, man, what an ode to the actual source material that was. That was cool. Yeah. And then we saw where Bucky lost his arm trying to rip the uh, the um, that was a cool scene from his chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was cool. But that was um, awesome. Did you guys that. ever hear the line that we heard in the trailer Thank that Tony you. said? Thank you. Thank you. you no. No. Never. Yeah. yeah. That the the line from the trailer. I was going to bring this up. Is like uh, I was wrong about you. We were all wrong about you. Where did that never go? happened? Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Don't even I, know who that's the, referring. The, nope. Well, yeah, like that was taken out of the film. Yeah, it was taken out of the film. Yeah. Very strange. Lot of, either misdirection or just taken out of the film. Could have just been on the you know cutting room floor. God, we had like an over an hour discussion about that fucking line too. Yeah, about who he was, who was saying. Talking about? Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it seemed like a crucial line, and and they right. left it out. And yeah. even after seeing the movie, I, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint who the fuck he'd be talking to. No. Because they did not end as friends. No. Cap and uh, Iron Man, not at all. Or uh, Iron Man and Bucky. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah not at all. But, Guys. But me, okay. Sorry. Go, no, go for it, Dan. Yeah, even <clears throat> uh, in the trailers and stuff where you see the, in the, in the trailers, the line of uh, Iron Man saying, sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. Mm-hmm. They use a different take of they that did. in the mm-hmm. film. Yep. They did. So they kind of like, it kind of played it down. Yeah. More of a kind you of saw like, a profile shot of him saying it in the theatrical version, but like you saw him like, like you saw him face on in the actual trailer. Yeah. Yeah, correct. exactly, man. Literally like, <laughs> and it's a different, like it's a different take of that line as well. So it's done in a different tone. So there was, I, I really enjoyed the way that they did that. that like in the trailer, it kind of, it's, it threw us off. For different parts of the movie, so that's why, like, I didn't see a lot of the stuff coming that that actually ended up happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was specifically, but I know I, if I remember right, there was another a line or two that got said, and it, it came off from a different angle from the trailers. I wish mm. I could remember it right off, but yeah, why mention it then? <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I, I would love to find out where that line. <laughs> Shut up! I would love to find out where that line fit in at. But so, there's a part of me that I'm glad of that because we get so much of an overabundance of this shit in TV spots and all that stuff, and it gives so much of it away. And I admit, I'm, I'm that's like, why I'm mad is because it pussy. didn't give it away, and I want to know the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I admit to being like a half of a spoiler pussy. I don't want to have the entire movie ruined for me beforehand. So if they want to mix it up in trailers and stuff, that's fine. But I am curious to see where that would have fit in. Yeah. I still want to know who he was talking to. It, it seemed more. It seemed more sinister. A lot of the lines that we saw differently seemed more sinister in the trailers, and they weren't as sinister in the in the actual movie. So that was that was kind of odd. But I don't. I don't hate it. I'm glad. I'm glad that it was a surprise kind of yeah. twist on things. So. Yeah, did we like the way that the, the how the how brutal the fighting was as well between Winter Soldier Cap and uh, oh, Iron Man? Oh, I loved it. So wow. good. How man. The intensity. Was, like wailing on like Cap was wailing on Iron Man when you said about him like um like analyzing his fight pattern and we get the shot from Tony's point of view and Cap is just 
bashing the yeah. fuck out of it. No. Oh my Dan, god! It's so Dan, weird. I was I was team cap this entire movie, but as soon as they showed like the video footage of like Tony's father Howard getting punched in the face by Winter oh, Soldier, yeah. and then also his mother getting her like neck choked out. Yeah. Him fucking like crushing her windpipe or whatever the fuck he did. As soon as I got that scene, I was like, okay, all right, yeah, I give you permission, Tony. Agreed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very much like your seven comparison. It was like, at I, that point, yeah. I was like the wife giving the husband the hall pass. Yeah. I was like, yeah, go ahead and fuck that whore. Well, I absolutely understand. <laughs> yeah, I just re- said that. Nobody, nobody even acknowledged it. Like, Frank's going on to another point. I just gave I just gave my husband a hall pass to fuck a whore. And Frank's like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, 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 this is like the fucking McLaughlin group. Like, this is like the fucking view. And fucking Barbara Walters over here is gonna make her next point and shit. <laughs> after, 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 I'm fucking Sarah Gilbert, and I just said, yeah, yeah, go, go, <laughs> oh, go, go fuck that whore. God damn it, Darlene. And, and then we got we got Barbara Wawa over here, gonna make her next point. No, go for they, it, Frank. They, they, exp- I mean, logically, they explained it that he was under mind control, and Bucky feels terrible about it because he he was beating the shit out of him, and he goes, "Do you remember?" And Bucky said, "I remember every one of them." Mm-hmm. He didn't mean that like he was excited about it. And oh, I love the line. Uh, let me break in here. I love the line before that when they're making the truce, and he goes like, "Hey, lower the gun, Manchurian Candidate." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have you never seen a truce before? Yeah. When he yeah. dropped the Manchurian Candidate line, was I was rolling. Yeah, that was a great line. Yeah. I, so- you can't overcome the emotion of seeing your parents murdered, and then looking to your right and seeing the guy that did it, and yeah. not feeling something about it. But it wasn't Bucky's fault. Uh, it, 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 he was controlled. It, it was it was the mind control trigger of a sleeper agent. Yeah. And logically, Tony may eventually understand that, but right at that moment, he didn't. No. Yeah. They, Tony was like, it was the heat of the moment, and I loved how, like, as soon as he found out, like, his, like his good friend Cap knew about this. Mm-hmm. I loved how he fucking just. Pop fucking cap in the face. And yeah. guys, I was team cap this entire movie. Guys, as I'm sitting down in the theater, I'm wearing my Captain America hoodie. Yeah. I'm team cap. I was team cap going in. I was team cap up until that moment. But as soon as like, soon as fucking, as soon as he watched his parents being murdered, I was just like, I was that wife giving the husband the hall pass and saying, <laughs> yeah. Have at her anus. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> seriously. Oh my seriously. You've been putting up with me and our fucking shitty sex life for the past <laughs> 20 years. Have at that beautiful anus. <laughs> oh my God. And I gave him permission. I gave him permission to fucking beat the shit out of yeah, and unlike Cap, Captain America. Iron Man may take advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this episode going to be called Civil War and Anal Sex? <laughs> Actually, Team we, Anal Sex. We probably could have called like two or three other episodes that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> We've talked about it before. Yeah. <laughs> Choose a side Team Vagina or Team Anal? <laughs> Pink or brown? Uh, it's like cooking a steak. You, you keep it on one side until you see the blood and then you flip it over to the brown. Oh, oh Frank. Frank. Wow. That is sick. Wow. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> like it's wow. not in the fucking vein of the conversation we're having. Wow. Again, he takes it too far. <laughs> I know. Too guy. far, Frank. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was trying to keep it wholesome with just. Wholesome? I was trying to keep it wholesome with good old fashioned anal. All American anal <laughs> sex. And then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fucking bring, you gotta bring beef into it. <laughs> and blood. <laughs> I mean, seriously, just, just, hey, I want you to leave beef out of it. I want you to leave, I want you to leave glorious grass-fed beef, grass-fed cows out of this. You're a sick fuck, Frank. Yeah, you are. You are, buddy. I, no, I was, I was just trying to talk about. It's coming from a guy who checks for a pulse first. <laughs> oh, oh, can I, I know, that's how bad it is. I know, right? was it that put up the meme with Daisy Risley with the bow in her hair for your birthday? Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Was I, that, I, uh, I was fucking I think dying it was, every time I fucking Was saw it JJ of New York fame? <sighs> I think Twitter. so. I think yeah. so. Fuck, goddamn, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys really remember all the... <laughs> You guys, you guys, you guys really appreciate all the listeners and their names. You guys don't know who was it that did that. Jay's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, some guy, some guy, that, some guy that took time out of his day to wish me a happy birthday. I don't know who the fuck it was. Saying that I fuck dead people. <laughs> let me get, let me get back to daydreaming about the anal sex with a dead woman. There was, they, there was that guy in the tub. What? <laughs> Remember the dude that was supposed to interview Bucky? His corpse was in the tub. All right, uh, back All right, never mind. Okay. <laughs> back to Civil War. <laughs> but I digress. Oh, my God, we've gone off on one again. Yeah. It's we're that gonna, time of the show. Yeah, we're going to have to wrap it up here real soon, though, guys. But you want to take it? Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap it up. Yeah. Yep, yep. Alright, we're gonna wrap up this fucking piece of shit show. <laughs> Guys. I loved Civil War. Yeah, same I loved here. it. I was wondering what you were gonna think about it. I loved it. Were you really? Yeah, for were you sure. Guys thinking, Me too. Like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? I had no say? fucking clue. I thought, I thought you were gonna like it. I was gonna be surprised if you did not like it. I was gonna be very surprised. I'm a little upset that didn't get a Tupperware party. Yeah, Jay. sorry about that, guys. I was, I was only worried about Jay. <laughs> That's and the thing, like Jay. That was founded. Jay's a DC fuckboy. <laughs> he is like, like I guarantee, I'm calling it now. Suicide Squad Tupperware party. It's a Tupperware. It's a Tupperware. Suicide Squad's going to be a Tupperware for you. I might taste it no matter what, just to get revenge. <laughs> Pre Tupperware, yeah. it's a Tupperware for you, Suicide Squad, yeah. Justice League, Justice League Part One. Mm-hmm. They're not going to retitle it, no. Uh, but no, and I'm, that's a joke. <laughs> it was a good joke. Infinity yeah. Wars is getting retitled. It is. Yes. They won't retitle shit. But like, you're going to Tupperware that too because you're biased. I might. <laughs> you're kind of full of shit. <laughs> just straight up did you? Up. I thought you did high taste Batman v Superman. I no, did. he tasted it. Yeah, I tasted it. Oh, so you like this better? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Is your? I think your mic's out. Say the whole sentence, Jay. Say Civil War was better than Batman v Superman. Check, check. Okay, I'm oh, back. I'm back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Say the sentence. 
<laughs> no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't even have to. I mean, like he he gave Batman v Superman a taste. It, yeah, gave this a high taste. I, I I think I spoke some volume there. Yeah, I I did. I, I I did enjoy it more than Batman v Superman. Um, and I am a DC fanboy. I'll, I'll admit it. I know. I'll admit. I, I don't. It. Let's see. That's the thing. It's like I like like I don't I don't consider myself a DC fanboy. I don't consider myself a Marvel fanboy. Yeah, and I, I don't either. I don't I don't think. You oh guys. fuck off! I don't think he's that way. <laughs> Jake, I'll tell. I'm gonna call. Him I think of him. Jake is a fucking Marvel fucking yeah. fuck boy all fucking day. <laughs> no argument. And you're a DC fanboy. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. Frank, who's I'm not a human, so I don't yeah. count. Frank, just whatever. Even, even I don't Frank lower myself to watch Shield though. Bloody me. Yeah. That's true, <laughs> and, and, and and that could change. I mean, if if DC goes on and and makes movies that I don't like, like Marvel did, you know that Mar- Marvel just has had more movies out what, for me to judge that. By. What I don't understand though is about like the DC fan base is just like loving something just because it it's DC. Uh-huh. <coughs> like, uh huh. If you love if you love something just because it's DC. I mean, like, it's almost like, like, I love Transformers. Yeah. But for me to say, like, oh, I love every Michael Bay movie that's come out is, like, I'm doing a disservice to Transformers fans. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, I would say that Batman v Superman, I went into that wanting to hate it. I mean, I, I didn't have any good expectations of Batman v Superman. Oh, stop it. I didn't. You were sold on Affleck. I would say at first I was you, on board. You loved Affleck. At first I was on board, but the tale of the tape will show that I was not on board after the second trailer. I was not on board at all. And so yeah. that movie did something for me, and I appreciated yeah. it. And, and I would say the same with this. Like, I'm not going to just discount Marvel. Marvel is... Uh, I own more more Marvel comic books than DC, you know, by far. Mm-hmm. That that X Men and fucking X Men is where I started. So that is where you know where I'm coming from. So I, I'm not going to say that I'm a total DC fanboy. I'm going to support everything that they put out. Yeah, but there's something about uh, you got no, you've got Batman's dick. <laughs> I'm a big Batman fan. Yes, yeah, his, he's my favorite character. I know this. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. It's like Jay. Just because, let's say, let's say a Batman movie comes out or Batman is represented in a movie. Yeah. Doesn't mean that if you fucking, like, toss it, it doesn't mean that you're less of a Batman fan. No, right. It, it means that, like, okay, like, I love the character so much that I feel like this movie didn't represent that. And I'm not saying that Batman v Superman was that movie. And I, I tasted the movie myself. Yeah, yeah. I taste, I give it the same rating that you did. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, other fans out there that are just, like, that that are that are they're they're like drawing that line in the sand mm-hmm. between Marvel and DC and saying ah fuck you Marvel fuck you and your jokey bullshit yeah with no consequence <laughs> movies your movies are a fucking joke and then and then uh, the Marvel people saying ah look at your fucking look at your DC movies you're flailing around and you guys suck and it's like I just try to go in these and I rate them honestly how I feel they were. I watched Avengers Age of Voltron. That movie was fucking garbage. Yeah. That movie is fucking bullshit. It was horrible. And I hated that movie. And I'm going to call it like I see it. Yeah. 
But you know, like that's what how, that's how we need to go into these things. Mm-hmm. Don't don't go. I, I don't like it when DC fanboys or Marvel fanboys just go into this shit and they're just like they got their fucking Marvel colored goggles on, their fucking DC colored goggles on, yeah, and and they can't see any flaws in it. That's what right. the studios want you to do. Don't be a studio stooge. Right, like that's right. what Disney and Warner Brothers want. That's what they that want. Lines yeah. drawn in the sand. But but you know, I'm not totally like I, for me to really like these movies. It means a lot. Like yeah. it, it does mean something because I am so DC sided. It does mean something when I do like these movies. So for them to succeed with Winter Soldier, with Avengers, this with, was fun. With, with this movie, this was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I had a fun time. Yeah, me too. I me had too. a fun time in this movie. And I I was I was expecting to shit on that. I really was. I was like, I'm going to shit on all the jokes on this. I'm not going to appreciate it. <laughs> like, that's what I went into it as. I had a bias, right. and I still enjoyed it. And I still thought it was fun. I thought it was funny when it needed to be funny. I thought it was, you know, everything that I wanted was in this, for sure. It's not, not like every comic book I read, every character's dying in every issue. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Yeah. I, don't, I think that, I don't understand that. Like, like people saying like, oh, I think like DC is more like of a comic book, or I think like the Marvel movies are more of a comic book. It's like, okay, you, you, you know what, it, it's like, the DC movies, like I can, I can give you examples of where the characters aren't represented at all, how right. they are represented in the comics, right? And I can also give you examples in the Marvel movies about how the characters aren't representative of the way that they are in the comics. I hate when people fucking say that shit too. It's like they must have only read two comics in their entire Th- thank fucking you. life. Yeah, thank it's, you. It's like even in the co- history of comic books, the characters have been represented a hundred different fucking ways. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. reinvented the way that Iron Man is written now. Now. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. wasn't always written that way. Yeah, and sometimes it's for the better, and sometimes it's for the worse. Right. I, I remember when Singer's X Men came out; it drove me fucking nuts that we could never have Wolverine <laughs> in his fucking costume again, right? Because right. of the popularity of the first X Men movie. And, w- and when, uh, since when has Wolverine been? F- six foot something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no I mean, uh, people were talking about casting Glenn Danzig as Wolverine before this because, you know, he was five foot four and that's Wolverine's height in the comic. That was a big thing. And Wolverine's not jacked and vascular. Right. Well he wasn't. Right. He wasn't when he first came out. Yeah, now he's got guns. Now he's got guns. Now he's huge. Yeah. He wasn't it, always that way. No, no, not at all. But yeah, it, it it is a weird it is a weird thing. Like there is a difference. There is a difference between what DC is setting up and what Marvel is setting up. I can appreciate both, and I especially like Avengers is my touchstone. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is the superhero comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how much I love the Nolan films, I love them. Yeah, but. As far as like a true comic book movie, Avengers was it, and that got me psyched in ways that I could not imagine. Yeah. So it it, hey, it, it is weird. Where yeah. does this stack up? Where does this stack up in the MCU for you? Let's talk about Civil War. Where mm-hmm. does it stack up? Let's give me give me your top three. Jay. It's it's Avengers, Winter Soldier, and then Civil War. Those are my three. Okay. Yeah. 
Mm, I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy. God, nothing's gonna knock Guardians of the Galaxy. Not for this guy. guy. <laughs> Winter Soldier. God, you got such a hard on for Guardians of the Galaxy. I love it. I've watched it like 30 fucking times. God. I love it so much. Seriously. He's like, you know, fucking like, you, you say Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like Insta Chub over here. <laughs> Fresh of blood to the Viagra. Uh, I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Guardians, um, uh, I'm gonna go Guardians, Avengers 1, Winter Soldier, Civil War. Okay. Okay. Frank. Um, Avengers number one. <sighs> Iron Man number two. Good Iron point. Man number two? No, no Iron Man two. Iron Man two. Iron Man. Not Iron Man. Iron Man. No, yeah, I would have had to have been. I love Whiplash. Yeah, yeah, the original the Iron Man number two. Black Widow was awesome. Oh, do you Ooh. remember when Whiplash fucked uh, Aunt May? <laughs> Jesus I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of the wrestler. <laughs> Damn. Uh, honestly, I mean, it's, it's going to take some time for this to settle down because it's the new toy. But uh, recency bias. Right now, I'd put it like as like a tie for number three with Guardians. <laughs> Fucking ties. <laughs> hey, fucking I'm, I'm trying to be objective because Guardians has been out for what year and a half now, yeah. and, I, and this is like the new thing. So I don't want to say, oh yeah, like, I, let's play, I, slap it right I, there. I, I still think the best uh, comic book movie that come out in 2014 was uh, X Men: Days of Future Past. Ah, I forget about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, X Men: Future. If we're just talking about like no, no, no comic no. book movies, period. No, I'm Deadpool's my number one. I'm talking MCU. Right. I'm talking right. MCU right now, but I'm just saying. For me, it's uh, no Dan. What is it for you? Uh, right now, um, I've only seen this movie twice, but I have enjoyed this film the most out of everything. So it'll be Civil War for me. You know, shiny new toy, motherfucker. <laughs> Recency yeah, bias. Yeah, exactly. shiny, shiny new toy. You're you're you're, a sh- you're just one of those shiny new toy people. That's right. You I are. <laughs> I, I I don't respect this opinion at all. <laughs> oh my God, I don't. Fine. I, I, I don't. You respect. I don't. I don't respect your opinion right now at all. You're shiny new toy. I hate That's that fine, shit. Man. Every that... time I watch the original Avengers, I I like it less and less. So what? Yeah, I know. I just I just don't. Wow. I, sorry. <laughs> what's, what's your top three after uh, Civil War's number yeah. one? Civil War, Winter Soldier, Guardians. Okay. You you like you like Civil War over Winter Soldier? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, shiny new toy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! You just tossed Woody off in the garbage. Fucking you, Buzz year, Buzz Lightyear loving motherfucker. <laughs> bullshit. Fucking There's bullshit. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, number one. Number one. Still Avengers. Number two. Winter Soldier all day, number three Iron Man. After that, they can just they can you can you can do fight amongst yourselves. Where does Civil War stack in? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It, don't, it don't matter. No. Right, right after Iron Man three. No. Well, oh Jesus! You got no. Okay, no, you want to get you want to get real. You want to get real. Just get down to Civil Here War. Here we go. Here we go. We'll get real. We'll get down to Civil War. Okay, I'm gonna go Avengers, Winter Soldier, Iron Man. Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Captain America, the first. You guys forget. It's a great movie. Fuck all of you. I just watched it two weeks ago. Captain America, first Avenger. <laughs> then I'm going to go 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. Then I'm going Civil War. Okay. I'm not no shiny new toy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you just like me like Guardians more than Civil War, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After <laughs> <laughs> yeah. giving him so much shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I love about Jake. Oh, like, yeah. Like, like, like it, it could be like, you know, like fourth down on the list. I'll take a victory where I can but, get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, if I would have went the other way, we, we might have had a battle on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> really, Brian? You like it more than I know. <laughs> you, you don't want to know what my number four is. What's your number four? Iron Man three. Oh my god! Sick. Iron Man three yep. is pretty awesome. That is sick. Whoa! <laughs> it doesn't make and, any sense. And this is my last episode. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I might have to repost that episode. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Guys, let's talk about a little bit of the Easter eggs that were in this movie. Um, what was it? I thought this was interesting. Bucky, when he got captured, was in a Cellmark D23, which yes. is, uh, of course, uh, Walt Disney has their uh, convention mm-hmm. in Anaheim, uh, the D23 uh, Star Wars convention. Oh, that's hilarious. So I thought that was cool. Um, they showed him all the new trailers. <laughs> <laughs> We we saw the Spider Man symbol that was kind of a kind of an Easter egg too. Yeah. Um oh and then we got a bunch of uh Star Wars mm-hmm. bunch of Star Wars Easter eggs. We got of course the ad at scene. Uh but then it also we got the uh during the what was it? Uh Winter Soldier loses his hand, just yeah. like Luke loses his hand. And then um just like at the end of Empire, Bucky Barnes gets uh, cryogenically frozen, just like Han gets frozen in the carbonite. True, yeah. So there was a ton of I love the the Disney synergy yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. between Disney nice and Marvel. buzzword usage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was Disney, nice. Disney and Marvel Studios. Uh, I thought that was very cool. Let's yeah. go over. Let's read some Civil War emails, and then we're going to wrap this bitch up. I got, I got a real quick question before we get to yeah. emails, so just so we don't brush over. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of Wakanda? I know me and Brian thought that we wouldn't even see this scene in the movie. Uh-huh. We thought they would let the uh, Black Panther movie show that first. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of getting to see Wakanda for the first time in that post-credit sequence? Did I, you like it? I thought it was a little weak, to be honest with you. That that scene did not blow me away whatsoever. I mean, it was just a shot of his statue and stuff. I don't know. It, it did. I like. I appreciate the fact that they were in Wakanda. That's where Bucky is at. I like that idea. But the reveal of Wakanda, you know, what little we got of it didn't do anything for me. Myself, I'm on the flip side of that. I thought the the imagery with seeing the big statue of the panther showing that that is the protector of that area, I thought that was cool shit. Yeah, I thought it was really cool, too. I, I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the minority. I liked it a lot, too. I'm out of here. Fucking Marvel fanboys. Yeah, see you guys later. I absolutely loved it. I loved that they showed, like, like how secluded it is, mm-hmm. number one. Um, I thought it looked gorgeous. Yeah. The waterfall was pretty. And you, it, it was almost like, it was almost like, kind of like, uh, fuck you, Jurassic Park. We're way cooler. <laughs> like, yeah, it was very, I loved it. Like, if Jurassic Park was located in Wakanda, mm-hmm. those dinosaurs would 
be like fucking like they'd be like house pets. <laughs> Black Panther would be coming be good right in on the back of They could have the vibranium cages that they would never actually get out and eat people from. Ah, yeah, like that, you could give them vibranium armor and like use them in battle, like a battle cat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan. Dan, what did you think of Wakanda? You, yeah, you, oh, you it. loved it. You already gave this your number one Marvel movie, you fucking, uh, shiny new toy motherfucker. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, no, 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 I'm, I'm a huge Black Panther fan, so I was just super stoked to see anything to do with Black Panther, to be honest. And seeing, um, all the sort of like advanced technology that they use, like you were mm-hmm. saying about the cryogenic chambers yeah. and that, that was awesome. It makes that. you want to see more. It does, exactly, man. And that, that I mean, uh, I, mean, I don't want to like shame, shamelessly plug anything, but like one of my friends' shows said that. Go ahead and sh- no, go ahead and plug your friend. That's fine. Um, it was uh, Johnny Cousins' show, uh, Igutaku's Pub Stomper podcast, which Greg Alente did completely destroy your yeah. fucking Facebook channel. Well, it was Greg, I don't think I don't think Greg realizes that that podcast <laughs> is an actual friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> He does now because I fucking told him. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, what happened? Like, Let me I in on this. Hilarious. We'll talk about it off air. <laughs> Man, it was so funny. I fucking loved it. It was great. But, you know, we're all the same. We like berating each other and stuff, and that's pretty much what family does. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. Johnny was saying that his uh, one of his only things that he hated about this film mm-hmm. is that. He wants more Spider-Man. He wants more Black Panther. And that was exactly what this uh, post-credit scene, uh, scene showed. Both both post-credit scenes. He, hated, he yeah, took it exactly. against the film that they didn't give him more of the really great stuff. Yeah, exactly, dude. That's, that's a real jerky negative to have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's still Tupperware it. <laughs> what? I hate that they didn't give me more of what I love. Tupperware. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, no, hate I it. I think it would make me like excited for like what's to come. Yeah, yeah. You so. got quite a lot of Black Panther. Yeah, you did. And you did. Yeah, we got more Spider Man than I thought we were going to get. True. True. I think we got more Spider Man than a lot of people wanted. Everybody was like, "Let's be conservative with Spider Man in this movie." <laughs> <laughs> I only need ten minutes of Spider-Man in this movie. I, I, this is a Captain America movie. I, I don't need. I, I, you're gonna give me a Spider-Man solo film, and I, I don't need that much Spider-Man. Fuck off, everybody! Everybody's, everybody's so fucking conservative with shit. Give me more. Shovel this shit down my goddamn dick hole. Get serious. Just feed me. Feed me whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Feed me. Just give it to me. Just mainline it to me, man. Just give it run to me. Just ass. yeah, run a train on my fucking ass. Just give it to me, man. It's like I don't be conservative with this shit. Don't tease me. When I go to a fucking strip club, yeah, I topless is cool, but yeah, take off those panties. Let's do this. Do this. By the end of the night, I want you to flick that garter belt in my goddamn face. I want to fucking feel it man i want it i want it yeah that was very sexist (laughs) fuck you this is not the kind of show that's gonna pander we're not gonna fucking pander to the fucking social justice warriors of the world we're gonna say whatever the fuck we want to say one way every fuck we want to say it yes all right this is that kind of fucking show but i'm just saying in this movie you don't have to be conservative no they named it civil war civil war at that point like 
Throw all the fucking shit in there. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Give it to me. Just give it to me. Slap me in the face with that Spider-Man con. <laughs> I want it. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, in Spider-Man Homecoming, if I don't get fucking an hour and a half of fucking Tony Stark and fucking Spider-Man piling around, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. I want it. At this I point. It. You yeah. teased me. You teased me in this fucking movie. If I don't get that in the next fucking movie, if I get ten minutes of fucking, if I get ten minutes of fucking uh, uh, Tony Stark, Stark chilling on a fucking rooftop of Spider-Man, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I want these guys fucking hanging out, being best fucking buds. Yeah. I want at least ten minutes of Tony Stark putting the moves on Marissa Tomei. I want that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ten, minutes, ten minutes of that. Ten minutes of that. Perfect. The perfect amount of time to get off on. Get a brief butt of that popcorn. <laughs> he has another buttering. Oh, my God. Guys, I think we're past the point of, like, playing it safe. And just saying, well, you know, let's let's be conservative with this shit. No, let's go balls out. Yeah, let's go balls out, man. And I loved it. I loved that they went balls out in this movie. That's why I got to give them a Tupperware. Yeah, you can, I, like I can say, like, yeah, they pulled their punches with this one. Like, you know, Civil War, the comic book consequences. Oh, there should be a death. Mm-hmm. We didn't get that death. Mm-hmm. We, we got a paralyzation. We got, yeah. We, yeah. That Frank cheered for her. I did not cheer for her. Yeah, yeah, he did. He He's got robot legs now. He's better than what he was before. When he hit, oh, now he just he's like the $6 million man. He no. can't bitch. No, when he. Next thing you know, he's going to be fucking flying without the goddamn Frank, suit. as soon as he hit the ground, you stood up, you stood up clapping. I was in that theater. I saw you do it. But yeah, they made war machine pancakes. Woohoo. You called them floor machine. <laughs> <laughs> he hit the fucking floor. <laughs> why, why is it that every time I'm on a fucking show, the last 45 minutes just goes to shit? <laughs> yeah, why is that? <laughs> it's just all of us making really bad taste jokes. Spoiler, alcohol. <laughs> It's true. It's true. All right, guys. Let's read an email here from. Let's read an email from Buddy Thomas. Buddy, Buddy Thomas. He says, "What's up, penis wrinkles?" <laughs> Apparently, he didn't listen to last week's. No, episode. those got smoothed out, didn't they? Right, Botox the shit out of those. That's great. Did you hear that, Dan? Did you hear that episode? Oh, of course I did, man. All right, just checking on you. Look at look, it was Frank. What are you doing? <laughs> Whoa, wow. I think we're about to have our own civil war here. Uh, he said, I tried to do it quiet. It was like this like six times. What? You probably just thought I it thought he was saying this is cool. Wow, this is really cool, Frank, guys. You gave us the hang ten fucking yeah. hand signal. Or I thought he had a phone call or something. I didn't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I thought he was I thought he was like Brody from Point Break. <laughs> yeah, dude, hang ten, dude. <laughs> Just go to grab a drink. All right, so Buddy Thomas says, What's up, penis wrinkles? Just got out of Captain America 3, and I loved it. Uh, wish I didn't watch so many goddamn little sneak peeks, though. But still great. Everyone had their spots. And the Russos are doing Infinity War? Fuck yes. Was a little surprised no one died in the movie, though. Showing the video of Stark's dad getting murdered by Bucky? Holy shit. And Zemo didn't die? Tupperware all the way. 
My first email, I started listening during the Star Wars talk, and you fell in love. Longish. Now he's just sucking our dick. <laughs> oh, my first email. He's like reminiscing about how he found us and shit. Here we go. Let's. Yeah, uh, if you're I not should... gonna lick the balls. Don't <laughs> suck the dick. Oh, holy whoa! <laughs> but I agree <laughs> with that statement. <laughs> Jake, why you got? Why you gotta quote your fucking grandmother? <laughs> oh, holy shit! Oh, oh fucking, He's he's handing out all the Elliot secrets now. <laughs> That's we have a plate hung up on the wall that says that. <laughs> oh my god! It's on the family crest. It's the fine china plate. <laughs> it's on the family crest. That's like Game of Thrones. How's that on your All right, he says. Uh, <laughs> we lost Dan. <laughs> my first email. I started listening during the Star Wars talk and and the fell in love. Long ass shows to keep me entertained anytime I'm in the car. Thank you guys. One last thing on Batman v Superman. I read Adam Driver was offered the Lex role but said no for Star Wars. Uh, would have been odd. Still can't believe they didn't go Cranston. So hmm. yeah, we talked about that. We talked time, about so. that. Yeah. So thanks Cranston buddy. makes good career moves. Huh? Cranston makes good career moves. Oh, <laughs> what? No. He's saying Batman v Superman was not all it was cracked up to be, and Cranston makes good career moves. Cranston's doing that. Is he doing a Lyndon B. Johnson movie? Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That looks fantastic. Is that a movie or a, or a miniseries? As far as I know, it's a movie. Hmm. I haven't seen that. Yeah, Shit. I haven't seen anything. That followed up. Wow. Hey, guys, page. you want to see Cranston in a pretty damn good role? Watch. Uh, what the fuck is... Is it my phone? <laughs> I don't know whose phone that is. Somebody's getting phone. busy. <laughs> my I ain't fucking popular at all. Nobody wants to talk to me. <laughs> no, uh, Cranston, uh, he did Trumbo, and it was pretty good, man. It was pretty good. He wasn't the best part of that movie, but I'll tell you one thing that I've seen like from this uh, this new movie that he's coming out with, the Lyndon B. Johnson shit. He looks fantastic. Yeah. Damn. It, it, it's almost spot on. That's awesome. So Shit. good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg, keep killing it, my man. You were, <laughs> you were that dude. He was Lex personified. Oh, I agree. I still I, can't get over that Jolly Rancher. That Jolly Rancher oh, scene. Oh, oh, my God. You know what? It's like uh, like we can piss and moan all we want to about the product placement in the first film. Mm-hmm. But in this one, like, as soon as I got out of the movie, I was making a beeline down to the fucking supermarket, buying some Jolly Ranch. Oh, I wanted to reenact that with everyone I knew. I was, dude, I was, I was, I was shoving Cherry Jolly Ranchers in, like, random people's mouths. I let them sit out in the sun a little bit first, so they got that extra gooey gross. Yeah. I bought a bunch of peach tea. <laughs> All right, I could have made that for you for free. <laughs> Beer Grylls. This next email comes from Reese from Liverpool, England. Hey Dan, you live in England. You know Reese? You guys hang out? Yeah, hang out all the time. All the time. Everybody in England just knows each other, right? That's right. Small country. England is just it's like it's just like cheers. Like everybody just hangs out. Everybody knows your name, right? That's it. We all go to the same bar. Exactly. They do say cheers a lot. You guys, you guys all go to the same pub, right? Yep, that's right, yep. Everyone, all in the same building. <laughs> At the same time. It's a bitch going to the bathroom. <laughs> hey, you know, like, 
Like, like, okay, over here, we hear, like, an English accent, and we're just like, dude, that English accent is dope as fuck. Now, like, if, like, one of us fucks over there, <laughs> do you guys just think, like, you guys think we sound moronic, don't you? Yeah, they're like these fucking... Hold on, no, no, I want to hear the truth. I don't want you to, I don't pull any punches like fucking Clint Barton in this last fucking movie. <laughs> I don't pull it, dude, we sound like idiots, don't we? Nah. No, no, that was nice. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. We sound yanks. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Let's get fucking real. Let's get fucking real. Don't, don't do this. We sound no. Seriously, Americans. We found we sound like fucking idiots, right? Um. <laughs> no, you know what? I was actually going to start this episode doing my best American accent because you took the piss out of me so fucking much on the last episode. Yeah. But I just can't be bothered. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do, it. do it. Do it. No, it's too late now. No, we gotta do it no, now. No, it's not. It's not no, too I'm late. Too fucking pissed. <laughs> say, say, I'm gonna eat tomatoes in the garage. Uh. American. D- give it to me one more time, darling. I'm, I'm going to eat tomatoes in the garage. I'm gonna eat tomatoes in the garage. <laughs> Brilliant. That's great. That's great. Oh, Spot man. on. And the Oscar goes to. <laughs> that was spot on. Not Dan West. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> Not Dan West. <laughs> who the fuck would say that, though? Like, who would, like, make that fucking public announcement? Like, you're going to look at some other human being and be like, excuse me, I'm going to go eat tomatoes in the garage. <laughs> like, I would hope that the other person would beat you with a blunt instrument. <laughs> Well, all those like phonetic things you say are, are dumb. Like Sally sells seashells down by the seashore, and it rains mainly in. Spain Don't try to make stuff. sense of this joke. <laughs> I'm trying to make a joke out of it. Like I'm just trying to like I'm. It's like it's like funny. Like thinking like I'm just thinking about like a guy like looking at another human being oh, okay, okay. and saying I'm gonna go eat tomatoes in the garage. Yeah, I'd be weird. And out. then the other guy thinking to himself, Yeah, I'm gonna go pa- call the police. <laughs> Sounds like code for I'm gonna go masturbate until my dick's bloody. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, what is with you and bloody sexual acts? <laughs> this episode that I have no idea about. What? Yeah, what is that? Brian's totally looking at me like he's trying to figure me out. <laughs> if I had any Brian, idea, I tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry, my mic was muted and I was taking a drink, but I would have said, Bono Estesi. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Reese from Liverpool, England. Good friends with Dan West. Best buds. Guys are like in the same bowling best league. Friends. They're blood brothers. They're like family. Uh, <laughs> I left the- High Leftovers, just got out of seeing Civil War. Me and Dan West are sitting there watching it together. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Just a couple of impressions. Ant-Man and Spider-Man steal the show. Both were very funny, and Spider-Man got me more excited for his upcoming film. Killing Crossbones at the start just seems like a little bit of a waste, which is a shame because he was pretty damn cool. I'm not sure if I like Black Panther or not, which shocked me. 
think he's a racist. Oh, yeah, yeah sounds like it. Dan, is your buddy Reese racist? <laughs> <laughs> your best friend. Liverpool is racist. <laughs> <laughs> the whole of Liverpool. Honestly, like, no, honestly, I, 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 I'm not trying to. Reese is not a racist. <laughs> I'm, like, honestly, the first time I watched, like, the movie Black Panther, I was like, I didn't know whether I liked the character or not either. Mm-hmm. I think it was the second time that I watched the film that I really picked up on like subtle things that he did that I really liked. The only like problem I had was like towards the end with Zemo. Yes. And you guys kind of cleared that up for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I still love the character. Yeah, so, he was great. Can't wait to see more Chadwick Boseman, even though Reese is 100% racist. <laughs> <laughs> the second least favorite character of War Machine. <laughs> And number three, Falcon. Hate those guys. No. This is how Reese knows that he's part of the army because you guys are slagging him off so much. Well, that didn't sound very nice. Slag him off till he's bloody. That's what Frank says. Hold on, that's on Frank's family crest. And here we go again with the last voice. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he, Reese goes on to say, would have loved to see the character of Bucky developed more because he's white. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you were joking about it being a racist, and then he comes out with that. Oh man, <laughs> you were right on. You knew. No, he says. Uh, oh, shit. He says, guys, no. <laughs> Myself, I'm, I'm broken. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have some fucking crazy friends, Dan. <laughs> My favorite part of the movie was when War Machine went down. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Freeze! Favorite sound of the whole film. Stop it. <laughs> He says, I would have loved to see the character of Bucky develop more to make us care about him as much as we do some of the other heroes. Um. <laughs> Dan! Dan! Dan. Dan. <laughs> He's like wheezy. <laughs> Oh shit! I, I thought I had it under control. I had just got it under control until I heard Dan Wheezy. <laughs> All right, the the Age of Ultron quipping returns with everyone popping jokes, even in moments that are supposed to be intense. Now, I wish he would have given us examples of that because if he's talking about the airport scene. I think that was clearly just like, I think on both sides, people were just trying to just, it was kind of like, almost like a, a sport. People were trying to stop each other from an objective. I don't think, yeah. it, I don't think that there, there were stakes involved, but I don't think that it was like anybody really trying to like hurt each other. 
Yeah, I think both sides had that one character that was a little bit too into it. Like Scarlet Witch on Team Cap and Black yeah. Panther on Team Iron Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then like Vision who like who couldn't who thought he was in control of everything because he thinks he like he's the superior being mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he realizes like his blast like paralyzes you know, uh, Rhodey. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, I think even then he had like a human moment. Like I'm not as fucking perfect as I think I am. Yeah. And I think we're going to see more of that. Yeah. In the next <clears throat> movie that we see him in him struggling with the fact that he hurt Rhodey the way he did. I even think we might even see like a scene of him talking to Rhodey and an apology. Well, yeah. he even talked about it some in the film about how he doesn't understand what the Infinity Stone is that's in his head and he can't control it. Yeah, right. I was wondering if Tony would want the Infinity Stone out of his head because of this. Hmm. Well, it's not. It's, oh, it's way I saw it is it's not that. It's the fact that like when we see him with. <laughs> Fucking! I've totally lost it. <laughs> Dan, Sorry. you're an embarrassment. No, no, you're an embarrassment. <laughs> when, we, when we see him with, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Scarlet Witch, there's there's a clear like tension between them, and with sexual the, tension, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, exactly, dude. And then when the time that he takes the shot. At, yeah. um, at Falcon is when he's cradling Scarlet Witch in his arms and mm. he even says to Tony when um, War Machine is like you know he's in hospital and stuff he basically doesn't understand why he missed and I think it's because he's you know he's like falling in love so mm-hmm. he was distracted stuff, he's, not, he's, not a, he's not a being of pure logic anymore Hey, if this movie was a porno, do you think they'd call War Machine Horror Machine? <laughs> most, most definitely. Do you think they'd call Captain America Faptain America? Also, most definitely. <laughs> Iron Dong. <laughs> I thought they'd call him Iron Cram. Spooderman. <laughs> Pink Eye. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Is Dan muted? Is that the only way you're making it through this? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, he says, uh, I, I just want to know, like, he says the Age of, Age of Ultron quipping returns in moments that are supposed to be intense. If he's talking about the airport scene, I 100% disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, where I, else would he be talking about? I don't know. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Don't, I, don't email us back and let us know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it made sense in every instance. I think in he's this. probably sitting right next to Dan. They hang out all so much. <laughs> they hang out so much. Get him on, Dan. Find. Let's talk to him. There, were, there were no moments of comedy that I felt mm-hmm. were out of place in this. Uh, unlike Age of Ultron, where I felt it was totally out of place e- multiple even, times. Even Ant Man. I mean, e- and Ant Man. You had like that amazing moment between uh, Michael Douglas oh, yeah. and Evangeline Lilly, where they're like reconnecting and shit, and then all of a sudden Paul Rudd's got to pop in there yeah. with a joke, and I'm just like. Oh, okay. That's that. I guess that's how you want. If, I guess if you want to take us out of the moment, you did. Right? You did. Yeah. But yeah, we, congratulations, mission accomplished. <laughs> but I feel like in this one, like all the humor was well earned. Yeah, for sure. I felt like it. Like I said, I felt like it was the difference between a Mark Wade comic book or like a Chip Zdarsky comical funny book. Yeah, yeah. The, the tone of that airport scene, it wasn't like dire. It wasn't 
like if we lose, the world's going to end. I mean, you got yeah. people who are friends and they've trained together. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the, the, I mean, it's natural for them to let their personalities out when they're doing what they do. Oh, you got you got different people meeting each other for the first time, and and, and they, they, the the whole reason they're joking around is to let you know that nobody's out to kill each other, right? Like if if you're going into the airport scene and you're thinking like, okay, like Spider Man is going to try to kill, you know, like. Uh, Another character like Spider Man's actually going to try to kill like I don't know like Scarlet Cap- Witch whoever. or yeah whoever Captain America you're you're out of your mind now the only people I think that are going to want to kill each other in that scene is probably Black Panther wanting to kill Bucky yeah exactly right. that's it I and you saw that that's it yeah he wasn't joking he wasn't joking and that happened the entire time but I think everybody else was just kind of try, trying to subdue each other. Yeah. And even as intense as the Winter Soldier is in that part, mm-hmm. when he's not subdued, he's not trying to kill people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, for okay. sure. Can I stop you guys for a sec? No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that but Rick's supposed to say something. Okay, he what's says, up? You don't understand this question, and Dan from Manchester says, why the fuck did you ban him? <laughs> Oh, Banchester. He says his Banchester. name's Banchester. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. Because <laughs> he, dude, because he email like like he loves the sound of his emails, <laughs> and he just emails every week, and yeah. it gets like I want to hear from like other people. I I don't like if I hear from him every week. I just I want to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> And don't feel bad about him saying this. I get this every time I walk inside Jay's house. Yeah, yeah Frank gets it. He's a close what? personal friend. <laughs> Guys, he says... <laughs> no one remembers that. I didn't hear what Cock he said. Um, what? Reese says the airport... He says the, I don't know if he was talking about the, the jokes in the airport sequence because he says um, the airport fight sequence was really amazing and I loved it. And I think the film overall was very enjoyable. Hmm. Apologize uh, for the long email. Can't wait to hear uh, all your thoughts. Uh, Reese from Liverpool, England. Um, is that my cue to fart? <laughs> Which definitely is. <laughs> I miss my cue. Next email comes from, uh, <laughs> it comes from Joey Radstone. Which uh, rhymes with Joey Gladstone. Ah. And if you're a big fan of Full House, you will <laughs> Cut tell it out. There you go, Frank. <laughs> you got it. He says, hey, Leftovers, just saw Civil War and thought it was much better than Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm. Uh, the airport scene with Giant Man and Spidey was the highlight of the movie for me. I was not expecting Daniel Bruhl as Zemo to be in my top three favorite Marvel villains, but here we are. I guess you can kind of come to that conclusion when he's one of the only Marvel <laughs> villains to actually survive a movie. Yeah. It's kind of easy to come to that conclusion when the rest of them are, I don't know, dead. Right. So, can you even come up with three villains? Yeah. Uh, I've got Kingpin and Loki are still alive. Yeah. They've teased Thanos. Thanos. Is, Thanos is still doing some stuff, but he hasn't done a lot. No. But he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, I I would go I would go if I'm ranking if I'm ranking I would go Kingpin Loki and then Kingpin again 
And then I would just finish it Loki off with again. another Loki. <laughs> and I'd call, I'd call it a day. <laughs> because that's about it, gentlemen. That's all we know. Yeah, That's about it, man. I can't go anywhere. I agree with you. I thought your favorite Marvel villain was Shane Black. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the director for Iron Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> I am looking forward Shane to the Black. Nice Guys, though. Me too, me too. Nice Guys looks... Ex- I'm going to review that. Great trailer. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'll be watching. All right. Yeah. All right. yeah. So we'll review that. That'll be a movie review. Yep. Do, do you guys know that Shane Black is in Predator, right? What? Yeah, okay. Okay. You know you're, you know Predator very well, like most people. You know the guy with the glasses that makes the joke about his girlfriend having a big pussy? Yeah. Oh, no shit. That is Shane Black. Oh, wow. That's right. That's I did not know that. Me neither. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I thought I thought you were talking about how to catch a predator. <laughs> and as soon as you said the guy with the glasses, I was thinking, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jake Layers wears glasses. Oh shit! <laughs> like I said, sounds about right. <laughs> the panel van. Allegedly. Panel van. Allegedly. <laughs> Uh, he says, uh, uh, he, uh, he's talking about Zemo. Uh, Joey Radstone says, uh, he's just a regular dude who uses his intelligence to turn the Avengers against each other. The twist made me respect the Russo brothers so much more because they really know how to sell the idea that the Avengers' previous battles have consequences. Overall, it was a Tupperware. Uh, take it easy, you big bastards. Wow, that's the first time we've been called big bastards. Yeah, I'm not big at the all. The Russo brothers had nothing to do with that. <laughs> it was uh, Marcus. It was uh, Marcus and uh, McFeely. Yeah, correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. I was, thinking, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I was like, you know, like, 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 I, I, I totally applaud them for being like really good directors in this. Yeah, as far as except like for the choppy, except action. for the choppy action scenes. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. That was absolutely awful, horrendous. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, he gave a lot of credit to Russo's for something they didn't have. Yeah, they didn't do. Yeah, thanks for not writing that into the story. <laughs> so I got to give you all the credit for not writing, that. <laughs> not writing that thing that I loved in the story. You guys did it. <laughs> I respect him so much more. <laughs> They're heroes, statues. Yay. Nothing accomplished. Yay! You guys guys did it. Miss credit. Yay! All right. This next email comes from a uh, 16-year-old named Mr. Finn Dietz Creek. Ah! Mr. uh, Hashtag Team J. Oh, thanks, Finn. Yeah. (laughs) Team J all the way. I would be worried. Yeah. If a 16-year-old boy was infatuated with Yeah, you got to think about that a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Finn's the only one who knows you. Like, and like... <laughs> Is he eating shit out of your ass? <laughs> no, people that don't know him eat the shit out of the his thing, ass. Like... <laughs> That's true. It's an open invitation. <laughs> if a 16-year-old boy was... I don't know, starting hashtags of <laughs> Team Brian on Twitter. Yeah. I would be, every time I heard a siren, I would kind of like... Change your ways. Kinda, kinda, no, not change. <laughs> I would, I would kind of worry a little bit. That yeah. maybe, maybe that siren was coming for me. <laughs> you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> it grows on you. <laughs> 
I love Finn. I love. Him. I don't. Anyway, care. Finn is. Uh, he says, "Hey, leg tovers." Huh? Oh. Because apparently he uh, he doesn't know how to spell. Okay, it happens. He is sixteen. He says, "Hey, hey, <laughs> hey leg tovers." I don't know what the fuck a leg tover is. <laughs> no, no clue. Leg tover. Alien to me. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, idiot! Right back at you. Spell <laughs> <laughs> check, motherfucker. Fucking moron. <laughs> hey, spell check. <laughs> That's his nickname. <laughs> I just. Uh, he says I just got out of civil war. For my second time, this movie blew my balls off, which is not saying a lot because they're tiny as fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, they haven't even dropped yet for me to know if they're still there. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That sucks to have your balls blown off at such a young age. <laughs> it's really going to fuck your life up. Yeah, hey, you need those. Dude, you can sing soprano in a choir anywhere. <laughs> Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> if I had one wish in this world, it would be to make sense. Dude, I had a wish a long time ago, and you're still here. <laughs> 584th month abortion is legal, legal somewhere, man. You just gotta find where. Uh, did you ever see that, uh, did you ever see that episode of Mr. Show? Where like they, it was that episode where they took like their nine year old son. To, yeah, oh yeah, to get a, an abortion. <laughs> yeah. And the kid goes, "Mommy, what's a gagortion?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Genius. yeah, back to a sixteen year old's thoughts on this movie. <laughs> no balls. Yeah, back to a ballless sixteen year old. This movie was phenomenal. Spider-Man absolutely stole the show, and Giant Man was surprising, surprisingly really great. It was the first time I actually laughed at what Spidey was saying in a movie. They definitely got his humor right. I'd give this movie the highest of Tupperwares, and it might even be my favorite MCU to date. Hmm. Sounds a little like Dan. Recency yeah. bias. Yeah. <laughs> Shiny new toy syndrome going on. Yeah, here. but he's 16. Everything's new to him. Not sure right now, though. I will have to watch it a third time to really be sure. Wow, even a, even a 16-year-old might need to watch it a couple more times before he makes up his mind, right, Dan? Yeah, <laughs> you're just, you're just you, you know, Dan, you're just willy-nilly on your ratings. No, yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't, I'm just, I'm just winging this the whole time. I'm just glad no. to be here, that's all. No, dude, dude, dude. I, I can I can totally understand why somebody would watch this movie and make it their favorite. There was a lot of great moments in this movie. And I think for you, like the airport scene, uh, airport scene, probably Spider-Man's introduction, and of course Black Panther, you're a huge fan. Those moments, those moments probably made this the best Marvel movie for you because they nailed those moments. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's wow. Me. Yeah, thanks for elaborating on that. <laughs> I'm trying to throw you a fucking bone, and you're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he's got a Brooklyn accent. I'm glad you finally fucking agree with what I've been saying this whole time. <laughs> what else is this fucking 16-year-old got to say about this? Anyway. <laughs> 
I was like, you know, I was trying to throw you a fucking bone. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and it's like, what is it, like five in the morning there? You're just like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh it's five seventeen. Oh jeez. Oh, cry me a fucking. <laughs> I, I, I don't even give a shit. I'm so glad to be here Praise right now. Praise the sun. <laughs> All right. No, we're glad to have you, dude. It's yes. awesome. Uh, he says. Uh, yeah. He says. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Uh, and if one of you cocks tosses it, you are bananas. On another. Jake, Jake didn't toss it. I know he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? It's as good as. <laughs> Jay was the only one they gave it a high taste that. Yeah. Almost tossed it. Jay's keeping it real for DC. <laughs> <laughs> DC fanboy. Yeah. DC fanboy keeping it real. That's from Jay. All my DC boys. <laughs> Revenge for Batman vs. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, J- J- oh, dude, that's dude, that's like the pussiest move ever. If, if no, hold on, I'm not saying you did. Oh, that. I know. I'm saying like this is the pussiest move ever. If it's like, it's like, um, you know what? I'm gonna get back at him and I'm gonna give him a high taste. It. <laughs> take that. Take that. Take that. Take my take, high taste. Take it. my high taste. It. Yeah, See, I the like pro- dim apples. <laughs> the problem is, is it's not Martha Stark. No, <laughs> Frank. Pro- so, as long as somebody got it, goddamn it, <laughs> you're you're lucky you got Dan here. Uh, <laughs> I am, I am. It's true. On a, silence. Finn says on another note, Spider Gwen, Spidey, and Dark Knight Three and Star Wars are all Tupperware. <laughs> Thank you guys for reading our awful emails. Your loyal, throwable listener, <laughs> Finn Deets Creek. Thanks, Finn. Thank Aww. you, Finn. Yeah, you can't hate Finn. You gotta love Finn. He's so throwable. He is very throwable. <laughs> That's kind of cool. God, I wonder. Like, I, I've always wondered, like, how far I could throw him. Yeah, I mean, you can probably throw him pretty far. We should have a competition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, that's the exact same answer he gave me last time. Yeah. Last time I set him up. You're like a fucking parrot over there with Sorry. yeah. Do you have another response other than that? Okay. Give me give me the next question. I'll give you a different response. I'm done, dude. I'm, I'm done trying to set you up, man. Um, no, thank you for joining us for Civil War, dude. <laughs> Not thankful at all. He's like laughing about it. Like, Fuck you, Brad. Yeah. Oh my god. Show some fucking respect, Dan. I just gave you like fucking like nearly five hundred dollars. You can't, you can't buy respect. Now he's no. Now he's fucking holding money over my fucking head. Now you're fucking holding money over my head. That's oh, obvious. Oh, look what I did for you, Brian. Look what I did. I Dan, I didn't ask for your fucking money. I've been running this bitch for three years. I didn't ask for it. No, honestly, I'm going to thank you, and I'm going to thank the Army. You guys are awesome. That is awesome. Like, I, I, I have that $480 is going to – I haven't even figured out the math yet, but I think it's definitely going to get me through the next year awesome. of doing this podcast. There, there have been months where, like, we, we do five-hour episodes and, like – like I, I have literally paid for like the last two and a half years. I've paid thirty to forty dollars out of my own pocket of putting this show out. Um, 
Lipson is a great service. I really feel that it is, but it is expensive. And and, and like I, I like I'm not gonna skimp just to. I'm not gonna skimp on service. Just you know, I'm not gonna put out shit. Yeah, I want to put out the best that we can. And and the army, you guys have just funded the next year for me. So thank you so much. This is this means everything to me. Yeah, that that's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. That that shit blew my dick off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, shows causing a lot of damage between Finn's balls and your dick. <laughs> a lot of genitalia has been a lot of genitalia has been destroyed tonight. It has and mentioned as well, and the other side too. Genitalia as well. No. It's all covered. <laughs> This yeah. I think this has been the worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. No, I don't think so. No, uh-uh. no, I think it's one of the best. This is a top five. This was a great episode. This is good. Yeah. You guys are out of your mind. Top, <laughs> top no, I'm five, just, I've been drinking. It's one of my faves. Know. It's yeah. one of my faves, too. It's yeah. just been a hilarious I'll be honest episode. with you. I, it's always great to have Frank here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Where's always great line? to have Frank here. Like, And that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So uh, I'll be honest with you. There's like there are times where Frank doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Right. That's I'm, most times. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like like I'm not gonna like you know tiptoe and bullshit you. Like the Suicide Squad trailer. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you're a fucking moron. Does it help if it, it's growing on me the yeah. more I see it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harley's accent just did not sound like Harley's accent. I from still the, don't like that from, from the animated series, and so I, I feel the need to toss this trailer at this point in time. That's not why I tossed it. Uh, yes, you did. It was. I just, I just, I just can't get past that accent. It just, uh, just wasn't working for me. So, unfortunately, got to toss it because of the accent. You know, it's bullshit. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You tossed it because of that accent, dude. Yeah. I didn't like the accent. I tossed it because it doesn't fit in with the tone of any of the rest of what DC is doing. However, I like the fact that it's not fucking half Snyder. Time, you don't fit into shit. the tone of the show half the time. <laughs> and you're still true. here. That's true. That's so. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Point. That was like the disturbed laugh going on there. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to get down with the sickness there. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think at one point, the speech from Brian was starting out as a compliment to Frank. It was. <laughs> it was. Got really twisted. As I talk, god damn it. Just shut up and take the compliment. Just take it. No, it was, it's it's always great to have it's always it's great to uh, have Frank here. Yes. Most of the time. <laughs> Dan, Dan, it's always a pleasure to have you and Reese here with us. <laughs> and, and, and. Banchester too. Banchester. I didn't know he was there. I wouldn't have allowed you on. <laughs> <laughs> oh I miss God. Cyborg Dan. No, fuck Cyborg. Dan. <laughs> Somebody would, I'm sure. All right, this was our Captain America Civil War episode, guys. Phase three. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> he fucking lost it. <laughs> Frank lost it. Frank, we gotta end the episode before Frank starts puking. No, 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 no. It ain't like that. We ain't in San Diego. We're not the shit. Guys, Woo. guys, phase, phase three has begun. Yes. This is, this is awesome. Yes. Any predictions for phase three or any hopes for phase four? I'm going to just come out here right now and say that I thought that phase three was going to be it. I thought this was going to be the end of the MCU as we know it. Uh, you know, Captain America, rumors that he was going to die. Guys, after this movie, there's I don't see any indication this, this is slowing down i think we're going to go into phase four well we could go into phase five for all i know yeah i don't agreed. see i don't see any indication that this is going to slow down in phase three we're at least going into phase four um three movies a year where are they going to go with captain america four i don't know but i can't wait to find out iron man four i think that's going to happen i think john favreau is going to direct it spider-man I, i'm seeing Two, three, four movies. I don't see them quitting with Tom Holland anytime soon. Mm-mm. Inhumans, I don't think we're going to see that movie. No, I don't either. No. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I was. I was. It hasn't officially been canceled, but I don't see it happening. No. I just don't. I know, man. I, I, I know. I've, I've been following it for a long time now, and every time they. Fucking, you know, they cancel it and then they bring it back and they delay it and all yeah. the rest of it. I, I just. I just want. I. Want an Inhumans movie so bad? I love those. Dude, characters. I think they were kind of throwing a bone to this TV side because TV was going that far. But I think like with Kevin Feige in control now, I think like Inhumans is the last thing he really wants to worry about right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, dude. I'm I'm exactly the same way. As soon as it was in like Marvel Agents of Shield, I was like, oh well, that's that fucking dead. And that yeah. was it. Yeah. Do I think that they should make an Inhumans movie? After watching Guardians of the Galaxy, I'd be interested to see if they got the right director attached to it, what they could do with the property. Yeah. But do I think yeah. it, like right now it's a priority for Marvel? No. No, no. it doesn't need to be. That's the thing. Is where the story's going, it doesn't It doesn't need them to come yeah. in. I mean, we've got all the cosmic stuff with Guardians and all the rest of it, so it doesn't need it. But, you know, I'm a big fan of Inhumans, so I would love to see... God, I want a locked jaw. That's what I want. I just yeah. want a giant bulldog with a fork on his head. Yeah. But no. <laughs> Guys, do you think that every, do you think they're ever going to work out a deal with Fox? Do you think it's ever going to happen? Do you think, like, like, there's rumblings, we hear it. I think it'll take just what it took for Spider-Man, some epic failure first. I don't what, just, like, like. What, you mean like the new Fantastic Four? No, with, <laughs> with characters people care about. <laughs> okay. But like, okay, with like, with like, like, Right now, with like how they've got everything set up over at Fox, it's like how can you even like reboot? Right, you'd have to change point. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They kind of almost <clears throat> did with Days of Future Past by retconning all their own shit for their own purposes. Yeah, Jay, you are. I'm going to tell you. Last week, you said like uh, we're going to see Weapon X in this movie. After yeah. watching uh, Days of Future Past again, you're absolutely right. You think so? That's that's Weapon X. Okay. Okay. When at the end of uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, when they fucking pull him out of the water and shit, and they got him strapped up to that fucking like mattress, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that wire mattress, that striker that pulls him out of the water, mm. they're taking him to Weapon X. Ah, I forgot. So I like ten years later or whatever, he could still be in that facility. True. Mm. So we're but gonna see Weapon X. Dude. I hope so. You're absolutely right, dude. I hope so. Yeah. But isn't Striker Mystique at that point? Uh, yes. 
But they're still taking him to fucking get his fucking... He's got to get his animanium back. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. he has to. He has yeah, to. you're right. But Stryker is mystique because we see, like, the fucking eyes glow. Unless, like, Stryker has really fucking weird eyes. <laughs> you never know. Which is, like, that's been a Reddit post. That's been, like... <laughs> people have been, like... There's theories about Stryker's eyes. Mysterious <laughs> eyes. People are like, is Stry- uh, Stryker's eyes... Is, 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 is Stryker's eyes Snoke? <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Could Striker's eyes? Could, stri- <laughs> could Striker's eyes be Darth Plagueis? Oh, Maybe they're Ezra. Do you think Striker's? Oh, do you think Striker's eyes could make a, an appearance in Rebels season three? <laughs> oh, I do. I do too. All right, guys, let's end this bitch. This oh. has been uh, Civil War. This has been, in my opinion, one of the worst episodes. <laughs> Oh, it's one of the best. Every episode, you I got an say answer that. to the phase three question, real quick. I'm Do a, it, what? huh? Huh? You asked what we were looking forward to most in phase three before we went into the X Men. You had your chance to answer. You didn't jump in. You, you, <laughs> I was no, waiting. You need to man up. I was waiting my turn. You, you gotta to, raise no. your hand. No, you need I'm to man it up right need, now. Yeah, oh, Dick's on the table right now. Whoa! Holy her. shit! Dick has been presented. <laughs> Dick has been presented. I am stepping back, <laughs> sir. No, no. You have earned your place at the mic today. You are. You are fucking. King T'Chaka, give your speech. <laughs> yes. Guardians Volume 2 and Phase 3. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so excited for that. The Star-Lord dad reveal. Yeah. The new characters. The return of fucking... I want to see more Yondu. Uh, I'll be, I love I Yondu. Love I love Yondu. Yondu. I love Yondu. Yeah. I want to see more Yondu. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait to hear what's on that next mixtape. And we've got a promise. <laughs> I can't either. Yeah, I, I know. What songs are going to be in there? What know. songs are going to be in the next mixtape? The, the first mixtape... Like, those songs have been out forever. Yeah. But you know what? Like, it made me want to listen to those songs again. Oh, yeah. The way that they were shown in the movie, like, those songs are now synonymous with that film. Right. You hear Uga Chaka, you think of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, just like like when you think of, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, you think of Wayne's World. Sorry, Suicide Squad. Right. You think of Wayne's World. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, can't wait to hear the soundtrack. Also can't wait to see who are the two females that are supposed to be joining the Guardians. Yeah, I can't wait for that, too. James Gunn has confirmed. Two females, okay? Yeah. Karen Gillan, she's in this movie. They're mm. talking about... Will she join? Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh-huh. We keep thinking it's going to be two new females. but right. Interesting. It's that's, yeah, that's a rumor that's she's, out there. She was so awesome. That was my one of my favorite parts of Guardians. For and sure. the movie I'm most scared about in Phase 3 is Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm. So. I don't know that. that New territory. New territory. I tell, I like like we were talking on the porch. The, it looked great in 3D, though. It did look a lot better in It looked 3D. a lot better in 3D. Still doesn't blow my dick off yet, though. Yeah. 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 You know what does blow my dick off? What's that? End in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dan, thank you for joining us, dude. Oh, you're very welcome, man. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Wow. Get some sleep, motherfucker. Yeah. Dude. yeah well, I won't be going to sleep now. <laughs> what? You won't? Well, it's, it's nearly, it's half past five, so I might as well just stay up. You're fucking crazy. His logic makes perfect sense, Frank. Back off. <laughs> I, I, I can't I'm too old for the war. No way, man. Civil war. I go to bed. Team no sleep here. <laughs> I need my sleep, asshole. Whoa. I can't nap. I can't nap. I'm broken. If I nap, then I don't sleep for my my main sleep. So I'll just probably stay up. It's five in the morning. What the fuck would you call it? 
And now, the next day. <laughs> Frank is. But yeah, no, Frank's very passionate. Like, I need passionate sleep. about. God damn. Frank's passionate about rest. Yes, I am. He loves to Dan, sleep you need your eight hours. <laughs> I need right. to fuck. I need to sleep. I need to eat. That's it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Well, once again, once down. again, the family crest comes into play. <laughs> Just add the word blood in there. How's <laughs> hammer? Fuck, eat, sleep. That's it. Blood. The old, the old blood. hammer. <laughs> <laughs> the old hammer crest. <laughs> But yes, yeah, seeing as we're saying goodbye, I just want to say very, very quick thank you to all the army that's donated and helped me with their video. It was fucking amazing, and I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I can't what? wait to see the video. Why are you saying you're, you're not paying for this fucking show every month, Dan? <laughs> I know. Why are you saying thank you? I'm the one. It's it's coming out of my goddamn pocket because he organized it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Ho- ho- Frank, Frank, I get it. I'm just being an inconsiderate fuck. <laughs> I get it now. I get it now. I'm an asshole. I get it. It's it's crazy when you like like when like when you see your assholery like in your face. Like when you realize like wow, that's why I'm a dick. <laughs> like, I just keep picturing somebody looking deep into an asshole. Oh, is that what you picture, Frank? Well, well, Frank, he, he, Frank, he, Frank, just look at me right now. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Staring right at you, buddy. All right, and just like all good leftovers say, thank you for your patronage, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later. See ya. See ya, Army. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Ready like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Gonna toss it, gonna taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over Like a vulture carry over Counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftover Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Pop, 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 pop,
love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers, and uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers, Band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.